Kai. Friends, Nargs, Aes Sedai, Ashandarai, all of you. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerdy Warty Book Club, where we have a couple of huge thank yous to say at the top of the show today. <laughs> we usually start with the book, but I, I wanted to start straight off today by saying thank you to a bunch of people. Uh, first of all, Got your oh, my flashlight's light on. on. Uh, the first person I want to thank is the 50,000 people. Plus, we're over it. Uh, uh-huh. We hit 50,000 on the channel. So thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. Uh, I want to start today by saying thank you, thank you, thank you. I cannot believe we hit 50,000. Yeah. Uh, I dream of a silver play button. And I think halfway we're going to get there one day. We're halfway there. I think we're going to get there one day. Uh, so thank you to all of you. Uh, I also want to take a quick second to thank everybody who commissioned all of the reactions to this book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, these last two sections, uh, Sean Ashamon for commissioning 37, Arazu for 38, Zetarog for 40, Colonel Sanders for 41, uh, Brian the seventh for 48, 49 was Viridius, uh, Venisa and Purple Aja was 54, Viridius and Arazu again, both of them, 55, <laughs> and Turvok for the epilogue. Um, y'all, it was so fun. Uh, when people were like, how many are you willing to do? I was like, we got a relay to pay for <laughs> So, uh, thank you so much to everyone. Yeah. And before we go to the theme song, Blue, thank you for 10 <laughs> memberships. You are a mad lad. We got 10 Nars. Let's go. Seriously, y'all are crazy. What's up, yeah. friends? My name's Nerdy. <laughs> and I'm Claro. And this is the Nerdy. The wordy. The book club. Book it's a club. Friday morning, and that means that it is time to talk about the dragon, reborn. Hell yeah. Or maybe he's just the dragon now, at 450 years old. I, well, he is always reborn. Like, we don't know who the very first dragon was. Lucerne I mean? was. That was, the, that was the life cycle of his where he got that nickname. Oh. Well, then, yeah, he's just he's just reborn. Yeah, he was just the dragon as Lucerne. Well, that's awesome for him. Miss that. <laughs> I'm sure he had other nicknames in the past. He might Probably. have been called the dragon in a past life or a future life. But, uh, yeah, he gets the nickname dragon in that lifetime. Right, right. That, that yeah. actually, yeah, that checks out. Um... Michael Kioski, thank you for that super chat. <laughs> thank you for the super chat. Beep, beep. I am a robot. That is the kind of script that you can get from ChatGPT, Warner Brothers, <laughs> Disney, you want to fuck with the actors' union? You want to fuck with the writers' union? You're going to get scripts like, beep, beep, I'm a robot. Strike. I am technically strike. on strike right now. Strike, strike, uh, strike, strike. Yeah, I will not cross a picket line, thankfully. Uh, I There's no picket in line in my bedroom, so I can produce my own content. Uh, but uh, yeah, you won't see me auditioning for any of your shit, companies, because fuck you. Union strong, stand with the unions, labor is power, and uh, I cannot wait I cannot wait to watch all the reality television, the crap that you have to produce, because you just won't pay us, and you want us, you want to scan our bodies and use us forever in your content without paying us. You fucks. Ah, uh, what's going on in the chat? What's happening? Can I miss something? Blue, what did you do? I thought you gifted ten. Blue gifted fifty nerdy. Uh, you know what? It's a normal Friday. <laughs> this this is just what happens. Blue, thank you so much. Uh, I am so glad you don't have work today, I guess, so that you can come be an absolute nightmare. <laughs> Completely shutting down any conversation in yeah, the Yeah, how, 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 how dare you 
so terrible. Um, Avendasaurus says, I was here for the 1,000 sub celebration. So excited for you both and well deserved, y'all. Thank you so much. Wow, that that was. I was I was <laughs> playing. Po I was live on stream playing Pokemon when uh, Joni Brosas helped us get to 1,000 oh, subs. Right, 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 right. Oh yeah, my God, we love you, wow. Wow, Blue, that's so wild. I don't, I, I don't even know what to say to you anymore. Blue, uh, <laughs> Colonel Sanders, he was the squid prior to being the dragon. <laughs> funny he was actually handsome squidward blue did you like the uh backer survey that i sent you on kickstarter <laughs> i didn't know that you did that blue uh thank, thank you. you so much blue thank Seriously. you executive producer blue executive guys. producer blue appreciate it um speaking um, of the kickstarter all of the reward surveys have been sent out to everyone uh to all of the backers we finally got everything figured out so uh, I just would like for you all to respond to those. Uh, I'm happy to take your money, uh, but I want you to get what you paid for in return. Uh, and the easiest way for me to do that is for you to respond to those. Uh, so uh, I know a couple of them took a little bit longer because I was trying to figure out how I wanted to handle it. Uh, but they're all out now. Uh, and I, I am going to get everybody's stuff to them. I just need you to get back to me. Thank you. A uh, couple of other uh, little announcements. Uh, we are just over two weeks from the roleplay relay. Two weeks from tomorrow. Um, we're not ready. Uh, things are in shambles in oh our house. Oh my god. Um, we're fine. It's terrible. Uh, Don't listen I to him. I haven't slept in a month. Um, that's partially true. That's partially true. <laughs> no, 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 things are great. But remember, two weeks from tomorrow, uh, because of the relay, because of the relay, <laughs> next week, the full book recap of Towers of Midnight will be the final book club of July. Uh, the book club will not return until the second week of August, and we will be covering over the four weeks of August the season one of Wheel of Time, two weeks, uh, two episodes a week. Yeah. Uh, and then in it's September... It's kind of not like book club. It's like prime club. Prime <laughs> club, yeah. Uh, and then in September, October, we will be covering season <laughs> two of the Wheel of Time. Uh, we'll be the only people covering it because it does not have any marketing uh, coming up. Uh, they... They seem to be relying we'll, on Twitter of time we'll to talk do about their that marketing in a for them. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. So I just wanted to give you guys the schedule. Before we talk about today's book mm -hmm. section, mm -hmm. should we talk about the show? I brought up yeah. the strike. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. They're, they're fucked. They're fucked. <laughs> uh, so I want to start by saying that I am a proud member of SAG-AFTRA. Mm -hmm. I am very proudly on strike. Mm -hmm. Fuck the APTMP or whatever the fuck they call themselves. Uh, seriously, proud, proud, proud union member. I'm glad that we are on strike. And what I'm about to say about the Wheel of Time is not me saying, but I wish that we weren't for it and fuck that. No, 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 we're on strike. If the Wheel of Time dies so that human beings can make a living wage at their jobs in the future, then fuck the Wheel of Time. Seriously. I, I do not care about a television show in the face of 160,000 people's livelihoods. Mm -hmm. I want to make that very clear. Having said that, the effect of SAG-AFTRA's strike on the Wheel of Time because of the marketing decisions that Amazon made is going to be pretty devastating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. A, a thousand percent. They, like, we've been, like, waiting for a push on it. You know, we've been like, when are they going to be dropping stuff? Like, kind of, like, what's going on? It's, yeah. it's a little quiet, you know? They did drop the poster. They, they've, like, kind of, like, sprinkled stuff here or there. But they, they really um, left it too long. Yeah. And now all their actors are on strike. And they can't do anything about it. And uh, they really shot themselves in the foot. Yeah. Uh, it is unfortunate because what is going to happen is the, the first step, which is the Wheel of Time... Uh, San Diego Comic-Con panel for yep. next week, yep. canceled. Canceled. Not happening. 
Uh, there are going to be no cast interviews. There is going to be no, I mean, there already would have been no late night TV show stuff because, um, all of those shows were stopped. On strike for the writers. When the writer strike, strikes but started. yes, yes. Um, there's going to be no cast interviews. There's going to be no fun cast moments of them hanging out unless they've already been filmed. Uh, the cast is not going to be available to promote the show. Uh, and if any of the cast members do promote the show, they will probably face backlash from people like me who will tell them to go fuck themselves for crossing the picket line. Yeah. Uh, the the truth of the matter is that they cannot promote the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I hope that we can all show them some understanding in that, in that it is not that all of the actors suddenly don't give a shit about it. Yeah. I think for people who don't understand the, the strike and, and SAG and the entertainment industry, it will seem like these characters suddenly don't give a shit about this thing that you love. Mm-hmm. That is not what is happening. When we strike, we do not promote things that we have already made. Mm-hmm. It is just an inherent rule. And so the actors are not stepping away from this project because they dislike it or because something bad happened or whatever nonsense Twitter might come up with. The the truth of the matter is they have a contract and that contract is a bond between all of us in which we say that in the case of a strike, we will take care of one another and we will not take care of the studios Mm -hmm. because we're already getting paid for that shit. They still have to pay us for the stuff that comes out, but we can't promote it and make it bigger because that's how they make more money. And yep. I, I want to, I want to, I want to say that as an actor and as someone who's gone through this before, because I don't want people to think that there is something going on behind the scenes of Wheel of Time because the actors suddenly don't, you know. Right. Yeah. yeah. You want to like nip those things before you know Twitter runs away with them. And and yeah, a lot of people like don't don't really know how these things work. Like because mm-hmm. first of all, it works different for every industry and every union. Yes. Like it's never going to be like the exact same. Um, but it is important to understand, like, the larger impact of it on everybody involved, everybody around and adjacent to them, mm-hmm. and it, and including, like, the normies who are just, like, watching and enjoying the content coming out. Yeah, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Arzu says they recorded Junkin interviews a few weeks ago, so at least we'll have those. That'll be good, That'll yeah. be a promotion Welcome for the show. Welcome back to the nerd table. We um, appreciate you. The actors themselves probably won't share them, but at least there will be something. You know what? Actually, a big shout-out to Arzu for uh, organizing all of those. Oh, yeah. Huge shout-out to Arzu um, those reactions because mm-hmm. um i i think my brain would have exploded um it, it means a lot so for real thank you so much uh because uh you made that happen and we appreciate it <laughs> um so purple aja said thank you for that super chat uh, this is a strike support super chat let's go let's go uh wheel of time will be better when everyone is paid fairly a thousand percent amazon can afford it so let's not forget who's at fault Yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, Blue, I, if you want to link the uh, Sega After Foundation donation page, please do. If mm-hmm. people are interested in donating, uh, I highly recommend it. I am grateful to the Sega After Foundation yeah. uh, for help that I've received from them. In the past, uh, they do a good job taking care of the actors. Uh, and we need better health insurance. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, just, just in the states. In Canada, I'm fine. But um, yeah, yeah, but yeah, it's pretty bonkers. Someone in the chat asked, uh, "Can the can SAG actors just go to Europe and like film a European movie?" Uh, no. No. Uh, it's 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 complicated. But basically, like the in order to do that, they would have to go work on a union production in Europe. Yeah. Which would have an agreement with SAG-AFTRA, which would stop them from doing that. Yeah, there are ag- agreements between unions across, well, I don't know about, like, completely globally, but mm-hmm. at least in, like, the larger markets. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Uh, Daniel Short says, actors in the UK can keep working. House of the Dragon, for example, is continuing production since all the actors are from England. Yeah, and, and like, yeah, that, is, are there. that yeah. is a thousand percent 
their thing, right? If I book a Canadian TV show, I'll probably do it. Right. Because that will be under an actor contract, a union that I'm a member of. I'll be working yeah. under, an, you know, if I'm working under a union contract mm-hmm. uh, in a union outside of the jurisdiction of SAG-AFTRA, then I do not feel like I would be scabbing. No, no, no. Right. Um, but, however, uh, I would not work on an American production that was coming north to Canada to try and get around the... Like, like if, if season four of some show that films in L.A. suddenly films in Toronto to try and get Canadian actors to fill in for where the American actors are on strike then that would be where I would draw the line. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's totally fair. I don't think the whole world should go on strike because the American actors go on strike. America's no, up yeah. its own ass enough. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think that there, there are there are definitely lines and distinctions to be made. Yeah. But um, I, I, I firmly stand with all of my brothers, sisters, and non-binary friends in the union. Mm-hmm. I, I'm with you a thousand percent uh, because I'm one of you. And uh, I... I am very proud to be a member of the union. Uh, I remember when I got my first union card. Uh, it was a very, very it's a big deal. huge moment for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have four of them now. I have too many union Ick. cards. Uh, but, uh, uh, yeah. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about it. Uh, there will be for no sure. Wheel of Time uh, panel next week. The trailer will probably drop next week, uh, and we will cover it as part of the, um, the full book recap. Yes, yes. We will, yeah, we'll react to it, and then we will also talk about it. Um, and then we'll be covering our reactions to the show. Well, not reactions. Mm-hmm. We weren't doing reactions then, but we did, like, chats about it. So we're going to, like, talk about how we felt initially about the show. Yeah. And how our feelings might have changed or stayed the same based on what we've read so far. Um, and I'm actually, I'm really excited to do that. Like, yeah, it's going to be fun to watch it again. It's, it's... Yeah. I'm not excited to, like, watch our old content. <laughs> Like, I, I feel like, uh, me especially, but I think both of us have, like, made a lot of progress in front of the camera, um, mm, being inclusive yeah, yeah, with yeah. our thoughts and moving conversations forward and being entertaining. And so that's going to be really weird to uh, to go back and watch. <clears throat> um, yeah, uh, Chase yeah. says, can you be in both SAG and the Canadian version of SAG? Yes, the Canadian version of SAG is ACTRA. Uh, I am a member of ACTRA. I'm a member of Canadian Actors' Equity, uh, Actors' Equity, which is American Actors' Equity, but uh, I'm a member of SAG-AFTRA and I'm a member of ACTRA. So those yeah. are my four unions. Uh, the Outside Dog, thank you for that super chat. Outside um, Dog, nerdy, your haircut, beard, com- don't compliment me in super chats. <laughs> That's gross. How dare you? The haircut works though, right? I Yeah, I did it myself. Uh, yeah, Clarice so, did the haircut. I don't know. I'm I think very it's, nervous. Yeah, there's like one it. patch in the back I don't like, but whatever. Yeah, your hair's, like, curly, and so it kind of, like, is a bit different every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like it. You know, I think it's a good look. I think you should keep it for the relay. I feel like we've had a good conversation. Should we talk about the Wheel of Time? Hell yeah. I'm going to piss some people off today. Shocking. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make them mad. Shocking. Because I... Towers of Midnight. How do you feel about chapter 46 to the end, babe? So here's the thing. Before we get into that. Oh, my God. I was listening to the audiobook. Oh, is it going to be on? Is it going to sync to my other? It's fine. I remember it mostly. So I was listening to The Great Hunt. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, near the end. Near the end. Uh, the, the I think her name was Rena. The um, One of the soldoms who captures Egwene is talking about the Adams mm-hmm. and 
like kind of like how they came about, right? That there was this person, Archer Hawkwing, uh, they, they brought it to Archer Hawkwing, was like, look what I can do. Look what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the line is, then when sh- the collar was turned on her, when she was collared, her screams shook the Towers of Midnight. And I was like, so the Towers of Midnight are in Shandar? Yeah, it's the 13 Towers. The 13, what? The 13 Towers in Shandar are the Towers of Midnight. Are the Towers of Midnight. So we were like, oh, the Towers of Midnight, Tower of Genji. And it's not that this whole time? Yeah, I, I learned that from from comments. Oh. After, yeah, after gotcha, I gotcha, the gotcha. stuff. Cool, 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 cool. Well, anyways, I thought I thought you were gonna be like, whoa, and I was gonna be like, big brain, and now that's like kind of disappointing. So, uh, uh, Nicholas, welcome back to it's the just, nerd table. It is strange to me that that's the name of this. I get that it's there's thirteen towers of midnight in Shandar, and so it's the thirteenth book, so you call it Towers of Midnight. But for a book oh, that is the that Sanchen, why did it? I was like, I don't understand this title. For now. a book that the Sanchen aren't really in that much, it's weird to name it after them. Yeah, I thought it was a little no. weird. Anyways, uh, Nicholas... Michael Kioski says, it's just the book title. It doesn't mean anything. Apparently. Uh, <coughs> I thought it was going to be a reference to the two towers. Like, my, Nicholas Cardillo, thank you for being a member for three months. Uh, I'm 100% behind. Better pay for writers. But their AI it. requirements about compromise is stupid. Yes, they need guarantees and payment for its use. You I mean, don't you, know what side you're on with that comment. You want AI in. to write scripts? No, that's just theft. AI that's can't write scripts. Idea. If you've seen some of the scripts that AI has written, it really cannot. Well, and and I and don't want to fully go down this rabbit hole, but I will. Uh, people who are advocating for AI right now have been sold a false bill of goods and mm-hmm. don't know what they're talking about. And that is what is so frustrating to me yeah. because there is no such thing as AI right now. We do not have AI. We have... We have an algorithm that steals from people yes. and reworks it. All it is, if you fucking hate the crap that is coming out of Hollywood, if that's how you talk about shit, first of all, I'm sorry. There's great stuff coming out of Hollywood. Go see Elemental. It's a fantastic movie. It's fantastic. Um, but if you're one of those people complaining like, oh my God, everything coming out of Hollywood is crap. AI is going to fix it. All AI can do is take the crap that you don't like and switch the words around, put them in a different order, and feed them back out at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do not have what is what people think of as AI in movies where it can think and it's creative. It is just taking shit that somebody wrote it's and being like... It's fancy predictive text. Th- that's all it is. Yeah. That is literally all it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. so these fucking idiots on Twitter, these reply guys with their blue check marks who are like, well, Hollywood can't, Hollywood writers can't write crap. AI is the future. All AI is doing is taking the shit that you are calling crap and rearranging it Mad Lib style and pumping out essentially the same crap. So if you don't like Hollywood now, you're not going to like what AI turns it into. (laughs) It's just going to be the same shit. Yeah. Because we don't have actually AI. And so the fact that we keep using the term AI is convincing all of these men who are fucking morons to believe in this system that is never going to produce what they want it to produce. And this is what's happening with Midjourney right now. Midjourney is an AI. An AI. What Mid-Journey we are calling AI. is functionally getting worse at making images right now because it ran out of images on the internet to scrape. And so it is scraping the shit that it is making. And so Midjourney, the AI, is learning from Midjourney, the AI, and it is just 
cons- it is a snake eating its own tail, and yeah. it is only going to get smaller and smaller and smaller until it is just making the same image every single time because that is what these programs do. Yeah. We do not have AI. We have scraping tools that can repurpose your bullshit into a slightly different but functionally similar piece of bullshit. <laughs> Stop telling me that a system that is just going to turn my writing around and tell the exact same story but the words in a different place is going to be better than my story. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Yeah, yeah. It just, it, it doesn't. There, there's no world in which that makes sense. And so these reply guys with their blue check marks need to fucking learn what they are talking about mm-hmm. instead of being so confident that the Hollywood elites are going to be replaced by a system that is just going to be telling the same stories the Hollywood elites have been telling. Yeah, I, the whole, like, using the word AI is is the, is the problem inherently because oh people God. think that it means something and it's just... It's just a name that they've slapped on to this thing that isn't actually artificial intelligence. There's nothing intelligent yeah. about it. It's it's cool, I guess, but it's just yeah, like you said, a snake eating its own tail. Yeah, and 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 it's it's gonna get worse mm-hmm. if you don't have like literally AI will functionally get worse if you do not have human writers yeah. writing stories for it to steal from. And Berserker is like, I never get the current outrage. Crap has always come out of Hollywood. Oh, I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. There's been shit movies and shit shows since the dawn of movies and shows. You know what I mean? Like that's the like. It's all bad. It's never yeah. the, the, like go if you go back to uh, I don't know 1920 and you took the movies just as much of them would be crap as good. Like it's in fact probably but, more of them would babe, be crap babe, because we learned from but it. But they wouldn't be woke. Sorry, yes, it would be all white males. The movies aren't better. They're just they have black people in them, and there's a lot of white people who do not like that. That's true. That, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. The yeah. movies aren't worse. Yeah. Yeah. They, they just have more black people in them. Anyways. And that frustrates a lot of idiots. It does. Let's get into the Wheel of Time. Clarice, how did you feel about this week's reading? Uh, I fucking loved it. If you saw my reaction to the chapters, uh, very much into it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Gathering Storm for me is still like a little bit above this one. Um, but uh, yeah, I quite like this book. Um, I thought that my like uh, Towers of Midnight research was gonna like uh, mean a little bit more, but everyone's like, "Yeah, you fucking idiot!" Of course, and I'm like, <clears throat> "Cool, cool, 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 cool." <laughs> Anyways, I've uh, been really enjoying re-listening to the Great Hunt, um, but yeah, there was so much good in this section, mm-hmm. and uh, like, a- a- and for me personally, um, I thought it was a great lead up into the next book. Like, I think it left off at a really good place. Um, Like, I I felt, like, satisfied in certain areas. Pardon me. And then excited for other areas. You know, like, we had some conclusions and then some, like, setups for what's happening next, you Mm know? Yeah. You're welcome, Seasting. I got you. I got you. I, um... I feel like if you watched the audiobook reaction yesterday, you would think that I, like, hated it. Because of the conversation that we had. No. Okay, no. Um, No, I'm I'm gonna stop you right there. You very clearly said at least half a dozen times that you enjoyed it. I know, but someone is so mad about what I said in the audiobook reaction that they're trying to spoil well, the book for me. That because person didn't listen. I, I, it, it is weird, right? Because I, uh, just to reiterate the conversation that we had in the audiobook reaction, at yeah. the end of the audiobook reaction, I said that while I really like this book, I don't think it's as good as Gathering Storm. Like, I would put it outside of, like, the top five of Wheel of Time books. 
but the top five wheel of time books are bangers. So like that's not that's not it's really not a complaint. I would put this like <laughs> if I was still ranking, and I don't remember what my rankings are, but I kind of consider Fires of Heaven to be the like mid middle of the pack wheel of time book. Right. Fires, okay. Um, okay. Because I love what the random parent stuff that's happening in that book is. Or yeah. no, random map, because that's one the parents not in, right? Correct. Um, yes. But I really yes. don't like the circus stuff. Fair. And it just kind of goes nowhere. It's just long and bland, and it doesn't do anything. Yeah. Not that it's like a five out of ten book, but in terms of Wheel of Time books, it rides in the middle. It's in of the middle of Wheel enjoy- of Time. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. yes. Uh, it's above the slog, but it's not quite as good as the as the other stuff around it in its section. I think that's totally fair. And Gathering Storm to me is a top three Wheel of Time book. Absolutely. I think I think Towers of Midnight comes in above Fires of Heaven. Yeah. So like it's still in like the top tier of. Wheel of Time, right? Totally. It's just not, I don't think narratively as strong as Gathering Storm was. Um, I thought Gather, and also Gathering Storm ends with Veins of Gold. Like, it's hard to compete hard with, to compete with what that. happens in that book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. As much as I did enjoy the Tower of Genji stuff. The, the point that I was making in the book club was I would enjoy, despite the fact that I like this section and I think it is well written, other than one chapter that we're going to talk about that I don't like very much. Um, mm-hmm. the, the series as a whole has bad villains. <laughs> And I would be more, I would feel more tension going into the final book if the villains were stronger. That Mm -hmm. does not mean that I dislike these individual pieces. I was just hoping that these pieces, this final section, would set up the villains for the final book better. And it doesn't do that. It's not really interested in its villains. Mm -hmm. Like, the villains almost don't appear in the end of this novel, right? Um, Except to fuck each other's shit up. Um, Yeah. Like, like literally. Like, Shadar Haran is just like, okay, Grendel's out of the series now. Cool. Mm -hmm. Um... And people took that as me saying, like, I hate the book or that I like I didn't like it. And I I, I want to clarify, like, I I like the book. I think it's good. I really enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the epilogue. I thought there's really cool stuff in there. Mm-hmm. There is an element of this series that I wish was stronger because it would pull me towards the last battle more. But that doesn't mean that I'm not enjoying what I am reading. Yeah. And yeah, though yeah, I, yeah. I, I said in the audiobook correction, those two things are separate. Mm-hmm. And people took it as only one of them is real. And it's not. Yeah. I, I think Towers of Midnight's a really good book. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, and so, I please stop trying, just please stop posting spoilers on the Patreon, because I said that I wish the villains in the series were better. Like, I don't, I don't get you people. I really don't. Sorry. But, like, sometimes the, the people are weird. Yeah, I, yeah. It, it, at the end of the day, it's, it's a book. You know, like, it, it, it is a fantasy story. Um, and, you know, trying to make other people miserable or make someone's day worse because you don't agree with someone's opinion on said fairy tale um it, it is kind of uh, silly it's kind of silly um yeah moving on from that uh, yeah don't f- stop fucking posting spoilers uh <laughs> but yeah moving on from that i i, I think like you made <coughs> you made some really interesting points and we had a really interesting discussion at the end of that because we were, like, I was mm-hmm. trying to understand where you were coming from and why you felt that way. And I feel like I do. Even though I don't agree with you, like, I don't feel that same way. I completely understand, like, what your feelings are on it. And we'll get to that when we, I think, discuss through the epilogue. Um, but we can start with, what chapter did we start with? Mm-hmm. Um, we started this section. 46. With chapter 46. The working leather. Yeah. Uh, this is a really cool setup. Um, I, I really love what um, I really love what these final chapters set up for the Black Tower and what's going on there. It's terrifying. I wish we'd spent more time there throughout the series. Yes. Um, because uh, we meet Andrel. Maybe mm-hmm. we've met him before, but I didn't. 
he wasn't memorable to me. I yeah, I kept I kept being like, didn't we meet this person before? I don't mm-hmm. know. There are too many names for me, but regardless of whether or not we met him before, he is a really cool character. Um, At first, I thought he was the dude who was the blacksmith in, like, the prologue of Gathering yeah, yeah, Storm. Yeah. I was like, is that the same blacksmith? And I was like, no, no, no. I no, thought no. so, too. I was like, wow, he became an Ashraman real quick. Yeah, no, no. I, I don't I don't think it's the same guy. But um, that was, like, my first thought. I was like, oh, maybe it was that one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and so we get, we get this, like, really, yeah. like, very creepy. Uh, much like when we got the horror stuff in... Um, the city with the weevils. I don't mm. remember the city name. Uh, oh, uh, remember Har- the Habor? Hab Habor? I really, I, I, I'm still disappointed so that that kind Habor. of didn't go anywhere. So Harbor. So uh, yeah, yeah, something. That, yeah, that was one of the coolest setups for like nothing. Unfortunately. Um, yeah. Just because they don't go back, <laughs> like like they get the food and they leave, and it's just sad, and you're like. Yeah, I oh, think there's okay. a lot of stuff that is kind of um, tone setting, world building in terms of like what the Dark One's influence is doing. That's not like narratively important to like the story moving along. But mm-hmm. I do, I do like the ambiance that it creates, and I do like that tension. So I was just I hoping like, like the ghosts would follow them with the food, or like I, you know what I mean. Like I was hoping there would be some sort of like con- anyway. Let's not go back to Soul Harbor. Uh, <laughs> the, the 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 horror writing mm-hmm. of this sequence in the dark tower mm-hmm. the black tower sorry stephen king um uh, <laughs> sorry sorry stephen sorry stephen uh stephen king uh a good friend of the show um sure yeah yeah, yeah he's actually going to be on uh next week for the full book recap oh, to yeah? discuss similarities between uh this and uh the child sex scene in it oh my god um, you're gonna dye your hair and beard you know go silver fox Oh, I'm gonna come as Stephen King. Well, that's what no, you no, did no, Ron I was Burgundy. <laughs> Can you imagine if I made a video of me as Stephen King trying to justify the child orgy? Um, oh God! <laughs> oh, weird, weird, weird books. Uh, no, but I, I, I thought that this this like adventure in the Black Tower was really effective mm-hmm. in terms of um, set, setting tone for something that you know uh, a, a tone that I think has been missing from the show for a while. The show has had a lot of really great horror moments throughout it and that i think kind of went away a little bit knife of dreams and into uh the the gathering storm uh and so to to feel those kind of horror influences again in the wheel of time was nice here yeah i wonder if the horror stuff is more like a robert jordan thing like um i'm i'd be curious to know if his other works, uh, I know a lot of you have read them, if they have those kind of horror elements, or if that is more of, like, uh, Jordan's influence. Um, Katharak, welcome back to the nerd table for six months. Let's go. Uh, my problem with The Towers of Midnight is that most of the plot threads that were tied off here were left dangling way too long because Jordan hated ending things. I agree with that. I think that's a fair criticism, And so it, yeah. just, it just sort of feels, this book, the reason why this book isn't as strong as Gathering Storm to me is that this book feels like it is mostly tying off narratives from other books and starting narratives for the memory of light rather than having its own narrative. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that in the like scope of the series, it is very satisfying to get these endings. But in the scope of a book, I don't think Towers of Midnight... Towers of Midnight to me, more so than Gathering Storm, feels like someone adapting a a book down to two books. Yeah, people were saying that about Gathering Storm, and I was like, I don't really feel that. I don't um, feel that. Because Veins of Gold is such a strong thematic ending for that Yeah, book. but I, I get uh, yeah, I, I get that feeling in in this one, for sure. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, they set up this, like, really, like, tense situation mm -hmm. where, like, the, the divide between, like, Loghain's people and the Dark Friends is... What? Oh, the Dark Friends. Oh, I, I, I see mean, what you're saying. Yeah, they're all fucking right. pieces of shit. Uh, like, the, the divide between them has gotten so firm like it's like very very clear yeah um mm -hmm. and these people are just trying to navigate being like the outsiders in this and and it it just it made me so nervous for what the fuck rand is gonna do yeah <laughs> about tame because he tame very clearly has a lot of people on his side now how many of those are willing questionable well, and and that led me to be like because there was a th in, just really quickly this chapter is basically about andral he's this uh dedicated who's not quite ashman yet mm -hmm. because he's on Loghain's side he's wondering where Loghain is he is weak in the power but is really good at making gateways yeah uh, makes gateways larger than he should be able to he's because that's thing. his ability yeah uh and he is kind of the de facto leader of Loghain's people in Loghain's absence in the black tower mm -hmm. uh joji thank you for that super chat <laughs> thank uh, you so much please keep the honest opinions going despite the tantrums <laughs> from the grumpy that's one third of why i love your actions thank you thank you uh immersion plus personalized love oh we do love each other we do and we love you guys thanks Mo so much for being mostly, here mostly um so this is about andral <laughs> and my question in this chapter was like, why isn't Mazram Tame just killing these people? You know what I mean? Until we get the reveal that he can turn them. And I was like, oh yeah, don't don't throw away a weapon yep. that you can use. You spend time yeah. training it. Yeah. Uh, and so the... Terrifying. Yeah, because I was just kind of like, it goes back to... Oh, I don't want to spoil that. Um, I was going to talk about another thing we're watching right now. Oh, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, no spoilers for Where I was just stuff. kind of like, why, why is this a secret Mm -hmm. I don't understand. Like, mm -hmm. why not just kill the members of the Black Tower who don't follow you? Yeah, yeah. At this point, at the point where you are keeping Aes Sedai prisoner in your fucking walls. And so the fact that it is, oh, because Mazram Tain knows that one by one, he's going to turn them anyway. Yeah. 100% made sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah. We I can do... see some some Two Rivers bow action. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I just love every time. I don't know why, but it makes me, like, cackle. I just love that the Two Rivers apparently, like... He's he, the only nation to think maybe we should make bows long. But 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 also, and th look, this is this is a nitpicky, like, dumb thing. That's why they're here. It's the dumb but shit that doesn't why really matter. Would the, and I've thought about this for so long, and I've never said it, because I'm like, it doesn't really matter, but I'm going to just bring it up, because it doesn't really matter, and I don't want people to think that I, like, don't like it or whatever. No, if you bring it why up, that means you hate this book. Why the fuck does the two rivers have these bows? What do you mean? Like, like functionally, right? They live in a forest. They, 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 it's, it, they're the most ineffective. <laughs> the two rivers longbow is the dumbest tool for them to have. <laughs> You're not hunting fucking squirrels with a 400-pound longbow. I mean, they are. But why? You know what I mean? And, and, and like, like, why would you develop this technology? And I, it's probably just Menethrin. It's, it's, like, the, like, it's a hand-me-down of Menethrin. I think it's a leftover for sure because, obviously, that would be very useful in a, like, no, castle. Oh, oh, in a castle. In a castle, And And I think it has to do with the fact that they're made out of specifically black yew, which you can only get probably in the two rivers or around in the surrounding areas. Oh, and a, so that's what I'm percent. assuming it is. But yeah. It has to be a leftover from Menethrin because there is simply no reason people who literally don't fight 
literally don't fight, would ever yeah. develop a weapon capable of piercing armor. Armor. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it took England so long to produce the English longbow. Yeah. Like, it took centuries. No, I, I'm sure that it's the they leftover. Teach I'm sure everybody that it is. in their town to use this bow yeah. that they have no functional use for. Literally once a year, everybody busts it out at Beltine, and they're like, this is worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We make everybody in town know how to use this thing in case one day the Trollocs that we don't believe in show up, and we have to fight them with our super bows. Yeah. It, it just, it, it's one of those funny things where you're like, why do these people have this thing? No, I, lo- I know, I, I know. And I, I, I love it for that, like, specifically because of that, because it makes me cackle. Like, if they lived on, like, vast plains where they needed to shoot incredibly long distances for percent. some reason, yeah. cool. But they live in a forest in some mountains, and I was like... But, but what's funnier to me is that it is never mentioned that they have any smaller bows. No, they only They use- only have... <laughs> You're like, ah, oh, fuck that shit. Which is why, we use the in, big boys. Which is why in the first book, they don't hunt with them. They hunt with slings because they're like, True. the only weapon we have to hunt animals is the most impractical hunting utility you could possibly have. <laughs> oh. There's simply no reason. See, these, the, these are the fun things to talk about because it doesn't matter and you don't hate the books because of it, but it's just kind of funny. Oh, think of it. It's just so, because it's gotten to the point now where like, Every nation across the world is like, God damn, these two rivers have the greatest, like, war bows you could possibly make. And the yeah. two river boys are like, oh, yeah, this is what I used to go down to the creek there and take out the badger there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah the the beavers are really scary. You do not want to get anywhere you, near them. You would not be able to eat uh, anything. It's for taking that down you moose, killed. actually. Oh, oh, yeah. If there were moose. Taking down moose. Yeah. That's what it's for, actually. But you, if you killed a beaver with a 200-bound bow... The amount of it that would be edible at the end of that strike is not very much. No, I, yeah, I know. Uh, the Two Rivers boys are fucking, like, domestic terrorists in the Two Rivers. All the animals are fearful. Because, because they're coming around with fucking machine, like, it, it is like the equivalent of a machine gun. They've got rocket launcher bows, oh and all the animals are like, fuck! Yeah, yeah. Run! They're coming with their fucking 200-pound longbows. They would also all be explode. massive boys. Their I mean, shoulders yeah. would just be... Anyway, uh, Speakeasy, thank you for joining the Narcs. Thank Lol. <laughs> Literally have never thought about this. God Nerdy is asking the important questions. Tip of the hat. Tip of the hat to you as thank well. Thank you. Welcome back to the Nerd Table. Um, uh. Michael Kioski uh, says, you need incredible skill to hit a rabbit from one kilometer. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> But the problem is, if there are a bunch of trees in the way, it doesn't matter how far you can shoot. Uh, Wheel of Time says, pretty good at shooting ravens out of the sky, perhaps. No. No, a smaller bow is better for that. Uh, yeah, I mean, especially for, like, the time to draw it. Although they're probably very practiced at that, but um, I don't know. It still doesn't matter. Like, you don't you don't need that much force to kill an animal with a bow. You really, like, you just don't, right? True. Like, <laughs> you can just go straight through them. Uh, you lose so many arrows. But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Um, Sue Raven <laughs> says, there are modern hunters who use AK-47s and M16s. That is true. They have small penises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it's very yeah. sad. Uh, yes, you're such a big man, so skillful to be able to be like, bah, I bah, shot bah, this, bah, bah, bah. I shot this bear with an AK-47. Great. Good luck fishing your fucking bullets, bullets out of that thing before you eat it. They're not eating it. That's the problem. They do it just I know. To, just to kill the I, I, Look, That's I, a whole other I, thing. I am pro-hunting. If you hunt for food, 
Yes, okay. If you eat what you hunt, yeah. if you eat what you fish, uh-huh. do it. If you're out there fishing and just like fishing to like torture animals and throw them back, what are you, why, why are we doing this? Eat your food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I've definitely hunted. against hunt, trophy hunting. Trophy hunting is bullshit. Personal, yeah. Mm-hmm. I am pro hunter. I think that knowing how to hunt your own food is a valuable skill that humans should have. Mm-hmm. I think that knowing how to skin a deer, knowing how to gut a fish. I don't eat fish, but I know how to do it. I can clean a fish real good. Wow, that real my good. southern just came I, out. I, yeah, I, I can, can I can fish. I can clean a fish real good. I think those are valuable skills to have. But if you hunt with an AK-47 to leave the bear carcass in the woods, fuck you. Yeah. Why, yeah. why are you doing it? Yeah. Yeah. You know that, like... Unless, unless it's, like, dangerous to mankind. You, you know. There, there, there are, like, sure. functional reasons why that might happen. Sure. But if you're doing it for your own, like, pleasure, for your own So, kicks, for an Instagram post, uh-huh. I'm... Yeah, I'm, I don't care. Uh, Nicholas, thank you for that super chat. Uh, Lu- Nicholas Cardillo says, uh, hunting from low altitude to high altitude mountains with high winds, but the reverse is broken in combat. That's interesting, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I, the, I, I have absolutely. Like, I still don't think no you need a bow that, but... that like nobody like that is such a powerful draw that soldiers from any nation across the world are like, nah, nah, it's too much for me, dog. You don't need it, yeah. but hey, you look like a badass doing it. So, Embry <laughs> uh, says this conversation is so North American right now. Yes. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, Josh Timko, thank you for the, uh, joining the Nards. Welcome back. Initially, Let's the go. bows were normal size. Then a Congar said, my bow is bigger than yours. And a Coplin was like, anything you can do, I can do better. That actually yes. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The that, true descendants of Manethrin right That is there. my headcanon now. <laughs> um, I love it. Craptacular says, the bow is into machine gun. It's an anti-material rifle. <laughs> that is a better That is a better comparison. Thank you, Craptacular. Yeah. Great. Love it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, I love the Troopers Longbows. I love that it's a thing. Does it make sense? Oh, Maybe not. Despite my rant, I think it's hilarious and no, I, love I love it. it. I, I love I'm it. not, again, yeah. <laughs> this is not me saying it shouldn't be in the series or that it is dumb. I like the holdover from Minethrin theory. I think that that is I the most, cool. I think that's the most interesting version of it. Totally. Um, but yeah, they talk about it a lot and I was just like, why would you, <laughs> How did at this some happen? point you would be like, this is not good at what I need it to be good at. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, uh, yes, tame, uh, tame spreading rumors that the Dragon Reborn is mad. He's like stirring up some shit and kind of positioning himself to, uh, well, he kind of has taken over, but he's, he's, oh, he's, uh, he's setting, over. setting himself up for some moves. And they're going to spy on him, which is going to go poorly. Poorly. Uh, yes. Chapter 47, A Teaching Chamber. Uh, we start with Fayil, mm-hmm. who's in Camelin. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. This this like conclusion, like this like meeting, um, I feel like it was like I was I was really anticipating it because I was like, I I just hope that all of our characters behave like adults as they have been lately and we don't like go back to like some circus bullshit. And I I was very happy. I was very mm-hmm. happy with how it went. You know? Everyone uh they they all kind of like um Worked out a great solution for everybody. And I love mm-hmm. that Morgase is like, my daughter's so smart. <laughs> I was like, this is so cute. And then she's just like sitting there. She's just like, she's like, I, you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm not involved in this. Yeah. Like, the, like I- Elaine is queen and I support her. Like, I think riding that balance of like having people see her be present, but not like taking over uh, is, is really important and like dangerous. 
Yeah. Um, but also, you know, Margais did lose a lot of love because of what happened with Robin. So they yeah. kind of have to be a little careful about that. And I think that Elaine and uh, Morgais are navigating that pretty well. Yeah, no, I, I think so too. Uh, what did you think of the deal that was struck between uh, Perrin, uh, Elaine, and without knowing Rand? Poor Rand. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, this This seems like a good solution for everybody. I, I, I really love my, I think my favorite moment in this interaction is when Morgase is like, Elaine, I'm not going to lie. Like, I, you don't want to fight this man. Yeah. I, I, I don't know that you'll win. Yeah, I, I, I do not recommend it. <laughs> he's he's kind of letting you be queen right now. <laughs> but the, the, the whole Taviran thing, like, I, I, I don't know that you would win. Yeah. And I it's interesting, right? Because Morgase has... By having Morgase travel with Perrin, mm-hmm. she kind of becomes the ultimate um, negotiator between them because she has seen that Perrin is supernaturally powerful, literally supernaturally powerful. Yes, he has superpowers. Mm-hmm. And so her, I, I think like her place in the scene was both very funny to me and that I, I like the comedy of her turn to her and be like, don't hey maybe, maybe, no 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 don't. I don't think I don't think you want to try and kill this man. Uh, yeah, but yeah. also the the trust that Elaine still has for her mother mm-hmm. and the way that she listens and comes to a deal that I I think ultimately is what is best for Andor right like the one thing that they brought up that I like didn't consider mm-hmm. um was Fael's like proximity to the to the throne of Saldea yeah and like what kind of threat that would be to Elaine. I was like, oh, shit. Like, that obviously, like, my brain doesn't even go there. But Elaine has has to ask. So, by okay. So, they say that, and this is just me not really understanding monarchy bullshit. Okay. They say that she's second in line. Yeah. For the throne of Saldea. Yeah. Does that mean that if the queen Tenobia dies, mm-hmm. that she is the next person in line or that she is two down? Two down. So, there, so okay, so there's a first in line. Yeah. Okay, okay. Is okay. that Bashir? Is it her dad? Is is it would that be or the her case? Cuz I the I'm not going to lie. The whole yeah, monarchy bloodline thing is Her father is next her and father. then her. Okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. Cuz right now, uh Tenobia doesn't have a husband or children yes. at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, if she were to die before that happened, I believe yes, her her father would take it and then Fael. Um gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I I I I yeah, they said second, and I was like, does, what does second mean in this? Yeah, 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 yeah. First in line, and then second in line is like the... Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for sure. Uh, I just wanted to make sure that I had that right, because I was like, wait, is Fayil like literally going to become Queen of Saldea in the series? It is weird. It, it, it is tough because the Two Rivers is the section of Andor that is closest to Saldea. So I do understand Elaine's concern there, right? Yeah, Where, for sure. You know, especially because uh, because Perrin already has Gildan and uh, Mayin like um, on his <coughs> side, like he has their support. Mm-hmm. So well, and Saldea, Gildan, and the two rivers would essentially make Perrin king of the mountains. Kind of, he yeah. would have almost the king under the mountain. You know what I mean? Like he would have a significant amount of that mountain range under his kingdom. Yeah, and that would legitimately be a threat to Elaine. Yeah, now. Given what happens at the end of the series, I do think that Meneth- he does rebuild Menethrin there. Yeah. Because basically, like, the middle of Andor is basically fucked, right? So, East Andor and Kyrian, I think, becomes, like, Elaine's land. And West Andor 
Gildon, the mountains, and Saldea become Perrin and Fael's land, right? Yeah. Um, maybe. Uh, uh, who knows what actually happens? Yeah. But it does seem like there's room for that kind of division to happen now that we know, obviously, that Andor gets attacked and is probably basically a, a yep. traitor by the time they get there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's we'll talk about that at the end. Um, uh, because so I fucking called it. Uh, and I'm did. maybe not happy about it. Um, what do you think about Elaine being like, okay, well, our kids have to marry. And Perrin is like, no. And Fael's like, we'll suggest it. I, I, I think that's just how monarchy works, right? Like, yeah. I, I think that, like, you know, my sensibility to that, obviously, is like, well, let kids, you know, fall in love. Yeah. Um, but that's that's not reality for the majority of human history and a lot of people alive today, right? Um, I have friends who are in arranged marriages that yep. are very happy with them and, uh, you know, think that that is a system that works because it forces you to... Uh, really invest in the person that you end up married to, right? Yeah. Because you don't have that choice and so you have to put the work in. Uh, and so, is it for me? No. I think that I would be a nightmare in an arranged marriage. Uh, but Probably. For, for most monarchies, for most of human history, that's just how it worked, right? Mm-hmm. I think Elaine, I think Elaine bringing it up is interesting in that she got to choose who she married. Um, she's not married. Well, okay. She got to choose who she's having babies with and who she's in love with, right? Sure. And who do she think, would marry. Do you think that her and Rand will marry? I, well, I, Rand dies. Okay. He's going to die. It's <laughs> I don't think he's going to marry anybody. I don't know. If, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I, um, I don't know about that. I, I think it would be very weird if the prophecy is like, you have to die to win. And like it's but about it what you leave that. behind. It doesn't say that. Uh, yeah, okay. All right. <laughs> Except that Olivia kills him. That, that, and, unless you think Min is wrong. No, I don't think Min is wrong. Unless you think, like, this is the one prediction Min gets wrong. I think that Olivia kills the dragon reborn and that Ren gets cut off from the source. That. But, but that's not death. Yeah, exactly. Prophecies are. I I don't I don't know. I yeah. Olivia will help you die. Does not sound like Olivia will steal you. Like the problem is that there is language in this world for that, mm-hmm. and they've never used the language of death to describe being gentled. People kill themselves when they're gentle. That does happen. But like this series has never like used the language of. Does it say when <sighs> Olivia will help him die? At Shilgul. Does it say at Chalgul? Okay, okay. I'm pretty sure, yeah. I know his blood on the rocks of Chalgul. I remember that. But, like, what if Olivia helps him die in, like, 400 years? When she's 1,100 years old? Yeah. She's lived this long. Who fucking knows? And maybe maybe there's a way that he survives. And that would be cool, right? Mm. I just, I don't think that he does. So I don't think Fair. that he marries anybody. Yeah, 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 Unless he marries the three of them, like, right before the last battle and, like, a cute, like... I'm going to die, so let's do this for posterity's sake, kind of. Yeah. You know, like when like cancer patients get married right before they pass away so that they die married, because that's beautiful and love is amazing. It is. <laughs> it's know. very sweet. There's an episode of Grace Anatomy where that happens, and the first time I saw it, I wept for like four days. It was like so, it was, it's so, I love Grace Anatomy. I know uh, That show, <laughs> like... As a man who loves to like weep it out sometimes, god damn. Weep it out, weep it out. 007, kids, 007. Um, you know what that is. I forgot. That's James Bond, so I'm not really sure. How did you, f- how, how do you forget? 
Oh. Oh my God! Stop it! Sorry. Get the fuck! Get I'm out sorry. of here! I don't remember. That was forever ago. We watched so many things. Since it's then. like the most iconic TV death of the last thirty years. Well, uh, well, I don't know if I. This is this is what I deal with, y'all. This is this is my whole life. I remember like who dies. That babe, it is the iconic death of Grey's Anatomy. It is like the it is the one big death of Grey's Anatomy that the plastic surgeon. The plastic surgeon? No, or early early seasons, like season four. Oh, George. George! I don't remember. I don't remember 007. I don't remember why that's. He gets relevant. hit by. A, never mind. I remember how he dies. I don't remember what 007 is. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Um. I don't know what you want from me. It's like one of the best scenes in television. Sure. It's the reason why that show is as popular as it is. Sure. Is because it was a moment where a main character was killed off in a fucking hospital show and in like the most horrific but also heroic way possible. Yeah, it was pretty And you're pretty like, this is insane was, yeah, that, this, that this is a thing. It was pretty wild. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, anyway. it, was, it was pretty wild. People are like, spoilers. This, this, it is a Grey's Anatomy episode from 2008. I was like, it's, it's at it's least been a decade. Years. <laughs> if you haven't watched. It's been 84 years. If you're like, oh man, I was planning on watching the 20 season Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I just haven't gotten around I to mean, the all 20 the seasons of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, good luck. Good luck to you, because holy shit. We stopped at some point. I was like, I can't anymore. Um, Like, literally. George Bush was president the last when this episode aired. I think we can talk about it. Wait, actually, guys, no one bring up the Darth Vader's Luke's father. People are gonna lose their minds. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think like George Bush would have been president. Yeah, probably sure. Or, or it would have been like Obama's first year in office. Sure, somewhere, somewhere around there. Anyways, uh, so we get some uh, perspective of Tuan, which uh, just uh, yep made me uh, hate her more. Um, yeah, fuck, God, I was really hoping that we were going to start to, like, do something with Tuan to, like, get her towards, um... Maybe being, like, somewhat redeemable or likable, but, uh, yeah, nope, yeah, she, uh... Oh, no, no, before we go into Tuan, yeah. we need to talk about, um, Elaine is on team Let's Stop Ran from Breaking the Seals. It seems... Perrin? Yeah. Not. Perrin, Perrin not. is on... Yeah, that makes sense, we should probably do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perrin? Perrin, big brain. Big brain. Yeah. Elaine... Yeah. Pregnant. <laughs> Important. Pregnancy brings real. It, yeah, if you say so. I don't know. No, it's real. I, I wouldn't know. I have no, like, relation to yeah. that. So I've I, been pregnant multiple times. Wow. And uh, pregante. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just started reading Romeo and Juliet. No one spoils Shakespeare for me. Uh, and we'll uh, have fun. Have fun. <laughs> Not going to say anything. Um, the problem with Romeo, even if you even if you were to watch or read Romeo and Juliet now. Yeah. You'd be like, Everything wow, has... I've seen this before. Yeah, yeah. It's... This is a ripoff. <laughs> Romeo and Juliet would have the same problem that John Carter of Mars had. When no John Carter of Mars, is. the movie came out, I think it was just John Carter. Okay. Everyone was like, ah, it's kind of a generic sci-fi thing. And the reason why John Carter is a generic sci-fi thing and why it's like, oh, Star Wars did this is because Star Wars stole it from John Carter of Mars. The That mm. book came first. So when they adapted it to a movie in the 2000s, all of the sci-fi... <laughs> It's it's same with like Isaac Asimov stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been used for every other sci-fi thing in between, so that when you finally get around to adapting it, people are like, I don't know, I've kind of seen it before, and it's like, yes, because this is the fucking template that all of that shit stole from. Yeah, 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 yeah. You've seen it because this was the reason people loved it and made that thing. Star Wars wouldn't exist without it. Yeah, people yeah, are like, no, Kurosawa just is like Star Wars. It's like, yes, 
Where do you think George Lucas got the idea from? Yeah. Go watch Seven Samurai. It's fucking incredible. It will change your life. So I've heard. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, so uh, Elaine, pro stopping Rand uh, until and, Rand's is like, no, no, we gotta do this. And Elaine will be like, yeah, yeah, okay. Perrin is like, no, you have to, like, r- like melt down the sword to, like, reforge metal. And they're going to the fields of Pelennor. I mean, sorry, the fields of Marilor. Mer- <laughs> fields of Pelennor is... Yeah, 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 yeah. I right. got you. Uh, um, two one. Uh, yeah, two one sucks. In case you didn't know, uh, she loves going and watching uh, people being uh, beaten and broken um, and tortured and uh, in servitude to her. It uh, gets her going. <clears throat> Gross. Yeah, and the fact that she like loves <laughs> guys. This is so fucked, and it makes this is ruining Matt for me. I know. Like literally ruins I know. him as a character because she loves watching. I can't even say it. This is so fucked up. She loves watching slaves get broken so much that she had a surrogate throne put in the room so that she had a place to go chill and, like, watch. Like, Tuan is the most Psychopath. fucked up character Psychopath. I've ever read in my life. I know. I know. I, 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 yeah, yeah. Fucking I, I could understand it more. If Tuan was a was this empress who just genuinely believed in the necessity of slavery for her country. No, but she loves but it. It's, it. But it isn't that. It no. isn't that she believes in the necessity of it or that she's like, domain. It is, I fucking love this. She's like, this is... This guy, is my favorite thing in the world. Some people go to spas. Some people go to a football game. Some people knit. Tuan goes and watches human beings get tortured into slavery. Mm-hmm. It is like... <laughs> And Matt is like, that's the woman for me. Yeah, yeah. And we know that it is because Matt, the the most attracted Matt has ever been to Tuan uh-huh. is when Solution put the collars on the on the I said I in the caravan. I know, I know, I know, I know. It is like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the craziest. She is the most evil character. Tuan is worse than Grandal. Like Tuan is worse than any other character in the series, and she's on the good team. And I don't know what to do with that. Yeah. Like, she's against the Dark One, and I don't... I'm I like, Tuan should be the leader of the fucking Forsaken. Her her soul is black, and and not because her skin is black. I, I should phrase that differently. Her soul is filled with a darkness that no light could penetrate. Yeah. And I, I just... I fucking hate that there's a prophecy that made one of the best characters in this series mm-hmm. fall in love with this detestable, like, vial of human excrement yeah. that we call a character. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> that, not my favorite. Maybe maybe Tuan is... Uh, are there any female Forsaken left? Nope. Never mind. Uh, Wheel of Time... Or, uh, sorry, Albino says, yeah, Tuan reached the Harkonnen tier of villainy. Yes. A thousand percent. Yeah, yeah. That I, is uh, a great reference, Albino, and I appreciate you. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I uh, hate her. Anyways, uh, we get some, like... W- Weird, like, you know, Sanchin uh, stuff where she doesn't speak to people who are below her. And so, so Lucia is weirdly, doing the speaking. Weirdly, the king that she raised from... Beslan. The, yeah, Beslan yeah. D- can speak to her, which I did not think was going to happen. Well, cause I actually found that really interesting. He's got seven fingernails. So I guess, I, I don't know where the line is, how many fingernails you can have before you can, like, directly address Tuan. But it's somewhere around seven. It's still, it's still... An interesting way of talking about the Sanchen in that the Sanchen culture is is so rigid in all of these ways, mm-hmm. but it doesn't have the nationalist ego 
that the Randland cultures do. Mm. Because, like, mm-hmm. Elaine's biggest issue with taking Kyrian, right, is that she doesn't want to be seen as favoring Andor in that. Yeah. Whereas Tuan, by elevating Beslin above the Sanchen that came with her, Ha- seems to have created a political problem for herself that doesn't exist for the Sanchen because they they have this they like, one rigid nation. caste system yeah. that allows for this to happen. And and yeah, they view the return as them coming. They, they do. They, yeah, it is bringing it into the fold. It would be cool if it weren't for all of the weird Without slavery the weird shit stuff. Yeah, that yeah, yeah, makes yeah. Tuana yeah. a character that is yeah. like literally makes me physically like sick. To I read. know, I know. Yeah, I hate it. I, um, am I also love by the breaking of slaves is. One of the worst character traits that you can give a character and then have them be married to one of the kindest, yep. noblest characters in the series. It's I, I, I yeah. just will never understand it. I uh, I found it really interesting that she's like, wow, Beslin isn't making any plots against me. This is so weird. Yeah. Like, even if he didn't mean to act on them, he should still be making them. Like, really what an respe- idiot. I, I really respect this guy for hiring assassins to... Or for, for inquiring about how much of me to kill me and then killing and then, the people he inquires from <laughs> so that I know. Like, this is the most reads, convoluted. She reads into it so hard. Like, oh, it's kind of a threat to be like, I'm willing to go, like, meet with these people. But it's also a declaration of, like, uh, <laughs> support because I did end up killing those people. And I was like, what in the fucking days, the Mar Game of Thrones bullshit is this? I, I love like, it. My brain doesn't work that way. I... As much as I never want to read about the Sanchen ever again in my life, mm-hmm. the I want the like young Sanchen school series where they teach the kids how to think like this. Cause like what how do you explain to a child how this works? I literally couldn't tell it's you. The most convoluted way of living your life. It'd be like, yeah, like having like kids at lunch and it's like someone's like here, you know, like take my fucking fruit by the foot. And it's like, why though? Yeah, what is yeah. the exterior motive? For sharing with me. Like, I'm like, oh, I know, I guess do, kids do think like that, but. I never thought like that. I, like, I, I, I genuinely, like, this is, like, so outside of my, like, sphere of comfort that I, 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 <laughs> this makes no sense to me. It, like, logically makes sense to me, but, like, in terms of, like, relating to it, I got nothing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, anyways, we, we've, Tuan is happy with how the stuff at the White Tower went. Uh, Elena is there and uh, teaches her traveling. Shows them all how how to travel, um, and like I, I, it is crazy to me that you are able to make me go. I feel bad for Alita because yeah. I do. She's I do. Terrible. I do. Alita is the worst. Still, I still feel bad for anyone who has been kidnapped into slavery, though. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Honestly, I really, I would love. I'm so nervous about a memory of light because I'm so nervous I'm going to come out of that book not being okay with how the Sanchen are handled, mm-hmm. especially after we're going to talk about them a little bit more in the Avienda section. Yeah. But I, I would love if this the first half of the book was Rand going and saving Lan because Lan's a fucking idiot. Um, <laughs> Lan, Lan is the most toxically male character, unfortunately. <laughs> um, I must go die. For no fucking reason. Like, I'm going to go... F- you know what? Everyone else is planning a fight that they might win. I'm going to go fight a go pointless fight that I have no chance at. Um, Look, I love land, but... <laughs> we'll get into it. Mm-hmm. Noble deaths are overrated. Uh, it's better to be there for your wife. The... Um, the well, Let's get to that when we get to that, though. Mm-hmm. The I, I would love for Rand to go save Lan, tell Lan he's an idiot, and to come be a part of the actual last battle... And then for him to go and just wipe out the Sanchen and then move on. 
<laughs> chapter yeah. one, save land. <laughs> chapter two, no more Sanchin. And then we get 38, I think there's 39 chapters total in the book. We get like 37, 38 chapters of uh, those things have been dealt with and we can actually get to the plot of the final battle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyways, they've got traveling now, and they plan on absolutely obliterating the White Tower. They're like, we we won last time, we done good, we're going to actually take our full forces there I would love, traveling. love, if they did, and there's just no one there. They're all, they're all fighting the last, last battle. battle. <laughs> Tuan's like, ah, fuck, did we miss it? We missed it. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. Uh, I know that's not what's going to happen, but it would be very funny for Tuan to be walking around the last battle and be like, Hello? Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're here to enslave yeah god damn it where'd they go yeah it's just laris she's like what are you doing here <laughs> you guys want some food <laughs> laris poisons the sachin and they all die great honestly i would love that uh, that's what they deserve oh man uh perrin yep perrin uh perrin matt and tom are hanging out in a scene that i loved this was great great Love to, yeah, love to see this because, like, these characters have not gotten to spend any amount of time together in ages. Mm -hmm. And so seeing, like, how different they are as people but how their relationship is still intact was so cool. It's like when you when you go away and you're, you know, you're, you're old friends. Like, maybe you don't keep in contact the whole time but you come back and everything kind of just feels right. Mm -hmm. You know, you have those, like, rhythms with people. Um, I thought it was really, really sweet. Um, and then, uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> Matt's like, hey, I need a gateway. And yeah. like, oh, interesting. Matt's like, yeah, Moraine's alive. We're going to go rescue her. And he's like, I'm sorry, you're going to need to explain a little bit better than that. <laughs> I, I, one thing I really loved about the sequence was Matt being like, so you're a lord now. And Perrin's like, yeah, I'm, I'm a lord now. And Matt's like, couldn't be me. And, and Tom, and is, Tom like, is like, you're a fucking yep, prince. prince of the ravens? Are you fucking <laughs> what? kidding me? He's like, no, I'm, I'm not a noble. You can call me that, but I'm not a noble. And Tom's like, mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah? Sure, yeah? Are, are, are you not? Sure, buddy. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Do you not have an army? I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry. Do, do we not have an army here that we've been riding around with? Yeah. Do you not have one of the most successful armies in the nation who mm -hmm. call you Lord Matt? Uh, and you are now Your Majesty Lord Matt. <laughs> your Majesty Lord Matt. Um, Tom yeah. needling the two of them was was great. Great. Tom Tom is becoming one of my favorite kind of like aside characters in scenes mm -hmm. because he'll just like kind of like interject something and it's like either very poignant or very funny. Uh, and so Tom Tom has been not super active or present apart from the Tower of Genji. Yeah. But yeah. like in scenes, like him just like being there makes the scene better. Well, and, and I love that. Tom, Tom has this weird, like ever since the whole him and Elaine flirting thing ended, Tom has just been fantastic. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm glad that we didn't uh, hold that up any longer. That was fucking weird. Um, yeah, yeah. And I'm glad it was played mostly as Tom being like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> and not like Tom was into it. You know what I mean? It was really like Elaine pushing it. And Tom was like, I was like, this uncomfortably is kind of letting strange. it happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I want a relationship with her, but this not this kind of relationship. But he's also like, I want to fuck Maureen so bad. Yeah. Uh, and he will. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And he will. Um, yeah. Before we move on, I, I do want to bring something up okay. that I think is a little, a little bit silly about this series. Okay. There are three male. There, are, there are really like four main male characters in the Wheel of Time, right? Rand, Matt, Perrin, and Lan. Who have been in the series the whole time and have the most clear arcs. I don't know if I would call Lan a main character, but okay. I mean, a significant chunk of this series has been about him. 
whether it's like his bond, what what his plan is. I, I would, I, yeah, Lan is there from that... chapter one to leading the Golden Crane charge into the Dark One. I think you can make that argument. I just, when I think of main characters of the Wheel of Time, Lan is not what comes to mind. But I, I understand. I think part of that influences the show. I will say that three of the four, what I would call the four main male characters oh. of the series, having the same arc, which is, I don't want to lead men, but I'm so good at it that I have to. Those are the people you want in charge. Sure, but the fact that the the majority of our male characters have had that arc is a little bit silly to me. Yeah. And it goes into the, like, none of our characters ever really lose a fight. And part of that is that all of our main characters are like, I don't want, I don't want this, but I'm so good at it it's that if John I stop... Snow. Yeah, but it's if every male, it's if everyone every was Jon Snow. Every character was Jon Snow, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I I, I hear you. And <laughs> I, I, I just, I particularly noticed it at the end of this book when I was like, when Lan is leading this Golden Crane charge, I was like, everybody has the same fucking, like, shit in this series of like, I don't want to do this, but I'm so good that I'm going to reluctantly, because all of them agree to it in this book. Yeah. Matt, Lan, and Perrin all have a moment in this novel yeah. where Rand they're like. was like, book three, okay, I, I did that arc, and then everyone else caught up like seven books later. But but the, but the Rand doesn't have that arc, right? Rand? Rand? Yeah, Rand, he does. Rand is like, I'm a farm boy. And then it has to come to terms with being the Dragon Reborn. But Rand has to come to terms with being the Dragon Reborn. His Rand's arc is never, I am so good at this that if I gave it to somebody else, these people would all die. Rand has always been, has I am prophesied power. to be in this position. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it has to be me. And so his arc is just different. Like the, He doesn't have like the emotional stake of, I do not want to lead men, but they're following me anyways. I'm frustrated about it, I'm frustrated about it, I'm frustrated about it. Oh, wait, I'm good at this. If I stop, these men will die, and I love these men. Right. These three men have all had that almost, like, beat it out in the same book's arc in a way that is just, it's a little bit noticeable that you're like, it's weird that it happened three times. And all of, <laughs> individually, all of those arcs are great, right? Oh, totally, I'm not complaining totally. that those arcs are there. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is just funny to me that those three men functionally have the same kind of thing that happens. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. The um, same beginning, middle, and end point. Because mm -hmm. uh, they're all just so good at it. Like, they're all, they're like, I'm just, re I don't know. I've yeah. never led, I, I didn't grow up, I grew up on a farm, but I'm really fucking good at leading men into war. Manetherin. <laughs> and it gets into the weird thing, because we've talked about this a number of times, mm -hmm. where sometimes their superpowers are diluted by the fact that everybody seems to have generically the same abilities. They just have different names for them. Yeah. Like, Perrin being so good at leading men into battle kind of dilutes what Matt is good at because Matt's whole thing was military strategy. Yeah. But because our heroes never lose a fight, right? Matt being good at military strategy doesn't really matter because every main care, every good guy character is good at military strategy. Right. Rodell, Gilad, Gawain, Maybe Perrin, not, Rand, Rand, not so much. No, Rand has also never lost. Yeah, yeah, but Rand has other people kind of making the strategies for him. Like, I would say he relies on other people more in that circumstance, in that kind of thing, than those other people. Sure, but I'm just saying, um, there are, Matt having this, like, ability that he gets mm -hmm. to be good at leading men into battle mm -hmm. by having these memories is somewhat diluted by the fact that everyone is good at leading men into battle. Like, all of the characters that we meet are great captains who all respect each other because they're all fucking really good at it. And except so, Weiramon. I haven't seen... There's... Except, <laughs> but Weiramon's a dark friend. I know, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I, 
one of the reasons why I say I would like for someone to lose a battle is because it would also put more emphasis on Matt's ability. Right. I would like for the Taviraness to not always come across like Matt's luck for everybody else so that Matt's luck stood out a little bit more. Yeah. I would like for other characters to not be so good at reading people's emotions so that Perrin's... Nose seems more like a power. Yeah, yeah, yeah. by, By kind of allowing everybody to be good at everything, some of the characters that we're told are supernaturally good at things don't seem supernaturally good at things because, well, everyone can do that. You just call it smell and they call it... I saw their eye twitch two inches to the left, and therefore yeah. I know they're jealous because when my, you know. Yeah, no, I that that's something that I've I've brought up a number of times. Um, Purple Ash, I think it's being an arc. Welcome back to the nerd table. Uh, yeah, one of my issues with the series fandom is that the men don't want to lead but are good at it, while women want to lead and get shit on for it. Hi, yeah. I think some yeah. of the women want to lead. Well, Nynaeve is the wisdom and wants, like, that, like, respect and has to, like, fight for it. Uh, like, I, I, I can kind of see, I can kind of see that. And, like... Uh, it's interesting, though, because I don't think that Egwene wanted to lead until she was forced to. I I, I, I don't think, like, honestly, the only the only male, uh, ma- male, the only main female character that I think wanted to lead was Elaine. Probably wanted Elaine. to be queen. But, like, I don't think, like, and I don't disagree with you. I do think the women get shit on. Um, by the fandom, For I think it's a wanting primarily to be like strong and, and yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also yeah. think a lot of the female characters in the series are underwritten, right? Yeah, um, no, I will agree with that. Except Egwene, um, I think Egwene is kind of the one who who doesn't get suffer from that. But yeah, but. Moraine doesn't really want to lead either. No, Sawan doesn't. Um, well, she, I I don't know about that. I don't think she wants to. I don't think Swan. We we're never told that Swan wants to be the Emerald seat, right? She Swan, just is, yeah. No, but Swan wanted to. Swan and Moraine had this very strong desire to do this thing. To do good by the prophecy yeah. and try and bring the world to and the, peace. Yeah. The best way for Swan to accomplish that was to become, was to the, become the leader. Emerald. I, I don't really think that she, okay. her whole life was, desire was to become the Emerald seat. If anything, I think I there, know, yeah. she has some jealousy towards Moraine in Moraine's freedom and ability to travel and I think that's, out. yep, absolutely. I, I don't think Egwene ever even thought about being, really being, other than obviously her accepted trial, I, I don't think she thought about being the Emerald seat, at least not at a young age, until it happened to her and then she adapted to the circumstances of it. Yeah, right? yeah. And it, so it adapted really well, honestly. Like, I can't imagine being 19 and being president of the United States. Like, that sounds <laughs> like a nightmare. And everyone has, like, magic abilities. But I, I, I do uh, agree. I, I do agree with um, Prabhaj about the way that the fandom treats the difference between men and women. Yeah. I would definitely agree with that. Yeah. Uh, Rant on more. Thank you for joining the ARGs. Welcome back. If I had a nickel for every time a farm boy resisted their natural leadership abilities. It is a common trope, yes. <laughs> and one that is fun, you know, and it's done really well. And I think that it's been done very well throughout the series. Again, individually, It's just great fun that arcs. all lines it's just weird up. that all of these people right. have kind of the same thing going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Arzu, thank you for that super chat. Uh, the journeys for the characters are very different, though. The why matters. Yeah, the, and how they get there mm-hmm. is is what is what's important. Like I said, that's why it doesn't matter that they're kind of all having similar journeys because it's not the same copy paste. Because that would be less interesting to read for sure. Yeah, uh, I like Abayna's comment here. Uh, Swan just likes the politics. I think she is much more comfortable in the advisor, spymaster, ballwar position. I agree. I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> no, I, I agree. I mean, there's sure. a reason why she's a blue, right? And I, I think that there that's definitely... um. And then she goes back to being a blue, right? Leanne changes. Yeah. Leanne's like, nah, I want to fuck. Good for Leanne. Good for Leanne. Good for Leanne. I appreciate that. Uh, MJ Bull says, Avienda did not want to be a wise one. I agree with that, too. True. There, there's, a, there's a lot of female characters who I think kind of naturally end up in leadership positions. You know who wants power? Ted Swain. You know who shouldn't have it? 
Walking cat swing. Oh my god. But we'll get to it. One of my favorite Oh, I don't you're gonna have to find that. I didn't bring my iPad up. Uh one of my favorite lines in the entire series is coming up, y'all. Mm-hmm. 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 Alright, chapter 48. Near Avendasora. So uh Avienda goes through the columns, and that's it. We she, she, oh, she was the Nakomi chapter last week? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh so yeah. The beginning of this chapter, I was super disappointed. Yeah, that moment in the reaction, we were like, oh, we missed it. Yeah, I was like, oh, oh we, we're doing Ruidian again, but we don't get we any, get but nothing oh. happens there. That's super lame. Oh, yeah. Uh, I was like, oh, that kind of sucks. But then. And then. But then. <laughs> and then. <laughs> but then you get two chapters that are maybe the most depressing thing you'll ever, uh, you'll ever read. Uh, not, but, no, no, the, in fiction. I'm, the non-fiction, obviously, easily more depressing. Okay. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, 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 y'all, no politics in the chat, please. I was making a joke. Let's not get into that. Um. Yeah. So, I think that if you watch the reaction to this. Yeah. You'll think that I didn't like it because I didn't have a lot of reactions and I was mostly depressed. This was very sad to read. It was it was really good though. Yeah. These two chapters in like this like future Ruidian. I love that I immediately was like, oh, she's seen the future. Yeah. I was like, what do you mean the future? And then you were right. It, like, it was, oh, well, fuck me, I guess. It was because the the way the technology was talked about, the like his staffs and stuff, I yeah. just said my brain was immediately like, Oh, okay, this is this is like a setup for what the future of Avienda's life is, yeah. right? The problem I have with it has nothing to do with these two chapters, but is the Nakomi chapter. Yeah. Because why... And, like, maybe maybe Nakomi comes back. Yeah, and there's an explanation for like that. Like, maybe Nakomi... Know. Maybe introducing Nakomi was important for Memory of Light, but for my taste, if she doesn't come back, Nakomi shows up and tells Avienda the answers to... That, that she already gets from these two chapters. And these two chapters are more interesting and better written than the Nakomi chapter. Yeah. So why have a magic entity character show up and just deliver the answers to a character? Why tell and then show? Just show me. Show me the character learning by experiencing something rather than just having God come in and be like, you know what needs to happen is the Aiel need to... And I was like... Yeah, I, yeah the whole Nakomi thing, I definitely don't really understand the choice for that. Like I said, perhaps it, it will become clear. Perhaps there is a reason for that. And like we just haven't got there yet. And that's fine. That's fine. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was like, I don't understand why that chapter was there right now. Um, Arzu, thank you for that super chat. Did you uh, like that Avienda's talent actually became relevant? Oh, a thousand percent. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Actually, very useful. Yeah, no, I I think that the use of Avienda's talent to experience the glass columns differently is really cool. I'm, I'm not really sure what her talent is now, because apparently it is not just identifying, but she can now also make Tarangriels work differently. Well, no, it's just that I don't think anyone's ever stepped back in it before. Maybe anyone would have seen the future if they went back in it another time. That it gives you the past and the future. Uh, okay. Uh, I don't know if the, I I don't know if that had anything to do with her talent, but mm-hmm. I think her like um because the thing goes dead afterwards, right? It has nothing left to show her. It shows her the past and the future, and then it's kind of done. But like her talent for understanding that there is something else there if she steps through, I think is what it, yeah, it yeah. enables her to take that step, right? No, I and I I did um uh I I 
Yeah. Uh, Michael Kioski, thank you for that super chat. Uh, now Vienda just met her, and this is crazy, but she's an elder. Nakomi, maybe. <laughs> Here's my thing. I, I think that what Nakomi <laughs> says... Nakomi, maybe. I, I don't have a problem with what Nakomi says, because it is the answer that Avienda needs to know. Yeah, I just I just don't... think that she gets it out of Ridian. I don't know why you have a character just tell her that. Yeah. When she's she's already going to get that answer from Ridian. She, she learns that lesson yeah. in a much more interesting narrative way than just having some fucking random woman in the desert be like... Uh, yeah, I just don't think that chapter needed to be there. Yeah. At this point in time, anyways. Like I said, maybe that'll change. But and maybe Nakomi comes back. I just, I, I really, like, I, I was I was distracted during the listening, because we listened to these two chapters, the reaction's up. I was distracted during the listening to be like, oh, this is just the Nakomi lesson again. But better, because this is the better way to do it. This is one hundred percent. This is like this was really interesting. It is hard to like the the moment with the ba- looking at the baby and realizing that the baby she's clutching is dead. That was the moment where I kind of tuned out a little bit. It was rough, yeah. It was tough to listen to. Uh, that's probably the moment where I would have put the book down for ten minutes and like gone for a walk. But because we were reacting to the two chapters back to back, I like didn't have time to step away from it in that moment. And I think I would have enjoyed the second chapter more if. I had, like, been reading it, and I had taken a second after that. But, like, that moment really, like... It, it, it's it's the danger of reacting sometimes, right? Where, like, there's sometimes things that you experience on camera that are hard to experience on camera, and they you you disassociate a little bit. Yep. I feel like that's happened to both of us at different times throughout reactions. Yeah. Um, And that was one for me where, like, the realizing that she was holding her, her dead baby... Uh, was very visceral. And so I think these chapters are really well written for that reason. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that response is totally intentional. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot. And we were like, oh, that, that was a lot. Um, not that we didn't like it. It was well done and we enjoyed it. But like enjoyed it, it seems like the wrong word. It's, 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 it's really well, well done, written. but it was not enjoyable. It was heavy. Yeah. It was really, really heavy. And, and like... Yeah. It's cool, right? I, I like that this series is looking beyond the last battle. Mm-hmm. I, I do appreciate that a series with so much prophecy in it and with so much prophecy around the last battle, I, I sometimes get frustrated because there's always like the prophecy ends, the you know, it's it's like in Harry Potter, they have this hall of prophecies and there's like, but the, the Voldemort prophecy is the one that is the last one because that's where magic, I guess, stops existing. And so the, I like that this series. Even the last one. It's just they never, so many series, in my opinion, bring up that there are people with prophecies and all of these things, and they always bring up the the prophecies related to these characters in terms of what their battle is going to be within that book. Uh-huh. And there, there's, I feel like a lot of series don't have prophecies that are like about after the battle. And sometimes that's for narrative reasons, but like if you're going to tell me a story about this character who's going to have this, has a prophecy about them that has world consequences... There would be other prophecies about how things. Well, there play were out like thousands and thousands and thousands of prophecies in that hall. They just didn't go looking at them all. No, no, no. I, I understand that. What I'm saying is that I, I appreciate. You're talking about this series. I no. I'm saying that in a lot of series, I would appreciate this more. Where if you're gonna have a world of prophecy, show me that there are characters experiencing prophecies about the consequences, prophecies about what happens next, prophecies about the kids of these characters that could mm. or could not be right. Mm. I, I'm saying that like I appreciate that this series is is looking beyond and that in this world the the and min's prophecies do this a little bit too we have that chapter um earlier yeah she's like seeing things and min is like well if the wheel breaks it doesn't matter yeah and so i i appreciated this in that it does it feels like the world 
has thinks it about after. itself beyond. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Purple Asha, thank you for that super chat. Uh, I like this sequence because it sets up that maybe what we should be worried about isn't whether they'll win, but what will happen after and whether it's even worth it. Agree they're very depressing, though. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's why I enjoyed it. And, and it kind of really um, set a perspective on the last battle that if things don't happen exactly perfectly, and we don't even know what that is, what perfectly is, but if they don't, like, the future of the peoples after the last battle... S- Still might not even be worth it, you know, for some of them, right? Yeah. And that's uh, that's rough. That's rough to think about because the, the the these points of views that she goes through, and where you learn that the Sanchin have taken over and that the Aiel fought the Sanchin mm-hmm. and that you know that some of Avienda's descendants lied to like start a battle that then led to the destruction of all of the Aiel and they're forced to flee their homes are being burned anywhere who anywhere where three Aiel congregate gets attacked you know like it's some fucking dark shit um yeah I, I also um I appreciated that it's the Aiel's fault you know what I mean like I I appreciated that as much as I hate the Sanchen and I do I appreciated that it wasn't just Rand left and then the Sanchen were bad and the Aiel lost because of it. Like, I, I, I appreciated that the, the Aiel lied. And that part of the reason why their culture falls apart and why they end up in this situation is they are so obsessed with fighting because of what they needed to become for the last battle that they lie. And they and also, mislead Andor. And so th- this war goes against them because of their actions and because Rand is not around to be a father to his kids. Well, and, and I was going to say, you know, like part of that, uh, it does fall on Rand, right? Yeah. They talk about how every other nation had a plan for after the last battle and Rand had nothing for the people of the dragon, right? They're his people mm-hmm. and he he just kind of left them hanging in a way. And so they were not able to to find a new purpose on their own and reverted back to what they thought that they knew and it destroyed them. Yeah. Right? Because they were not able to move forward or grow or change, right? Which is like kind of what Avienda is talking about. Like, oh, tradition for tradition's sake is kind of stupid. Right? Yeah, it it is. Yeah. And so... so, (laughs) I I agree. So Avienda taking this journey to find a new meaning for her people... Uh, is might be one of the things that I'm most excited about. Yeah. In in this series for sure. I've always loved the Aiel. Uh Christian Rapper says they also wanted their channelers back. I I, I agree with that. I'm not disagreeing totally, with that. Totally, yeah. I'm just saying that I, I appreciate that the Aiel don't act perfectly. The Sun I'm not saying the Sunshine are in the right to do it. Javier is like, wow, my descendants fucked up so yeah. bad. Yeah. I, I think I'm not saying that they're in the right to do what they do. I'm just saying I'm I'm I appreciate the 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 irony of Ruvidian here showing how both sides are fucked up and mm-hmm. and how this like belief in war culture that the Aiel have leads to their downfall as much as the evil of the Sanchin does yeah. and that there's that it's just more complicated than just we were the good guys and they were the bad guys but they won yeah that, that it's a little there's 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 little daggers in there to yeah make it just a little bit more complicated and, and a little bit more fleshed out 100% and I think it's I just think it's handled really well I thought these two chapters were written really well reacting to them was hard yeah because yeah. I was this fucking this was sad mm-hmm. <laughs> like it really was, and I, I disassociated a little bit after the kid moment. It, it that it was rough. It, I, I I didn't expect to. 
So I, 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 you know, like I'm, I'm usually I, like, it's weird. Like horror doesn't get me. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can watch the darkest, grittiest fucking bodies getting torn apart horror. Mm-hmm. But when you do like really sincere, just like family shit, that is what emotionally fucks me up. Yeah. You know, I think it's why I love Hereditary, the movie so much, because it's such a good horror movie that is a little bit more like grounded in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, incredibly, if you've never seen Hereditary and you like horror, like Tony Collette honestly should have been nominated for an Oscar. It's one of the greatest horror performances of the 2000s. Uh, it's one of the best horror movies, maybe one of the best movies of the 2000s. I, I love it a lot. Um, but, um, you know, I, it's, it, it is interesting what like affects you. Cause like, I, yeah. I fuck like insidious, nothing. D- I, d- yeah, sure, sure, sure. You know what I mean? But like the simple moment of a woman just kneeling there holding her baby and realizing it's dead mm-hmm. that to me like really fucking gets to my core yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 it's brutal yeah uh yeah anyway uh i i we're not going to go through all of the points of view because it's a pretty like it's a pretty I, I, our, our audio crashes out there if you want it but it is mm-hmm. it is fairly straightforward in a weird way it's fairly straightforward what happens yeah yeah what do you think of Rand's kids um, I mean, uh, like, I don't know. One of them is, like, very, like, aggressive. The other one defers to the other. And one is, like, kind of a natural leader. And that's the only personality we get from any of them. Yeah, they kind of suck. Uh, yeah, there was nothing, like, I was like, there was nothing here except that people deferred to them out of, like, respect. Um, But... None of them said anything particularly interesting or had mm-hmm. an interesting perspective on it. And so they were kind of just like, all I, right. I find it interesting that in this version of the future, Rand wins, but him, Elaine, and Avienda are all dead. Yeah, that's kind of what it felt like. I don't like. know if Min is. Someone was like, why know. do you think they're dead? Because they would be there. They would be there. They would be referenced. Where Where do you think they are? <laughs> they don't go to the moon. You know what I mean? Like, they, they would be, like, running the country. Rand is going to, if Rand survives the last battle, he's going to live to, like, 700 years old. True, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like these characters, the, these characters are going to outlive their kids, probably. Uh, Maybe. The one th- thing that was actually interesting about them is that they can hold the power at all times. No problem. Yeah. They have this, like, inherent connection to the one power that is, surpasses, uh, like, a normal one. Um, whether or not that's healthy or not, that's kind of questionable. I, I don't understand if that's a good or a bad thing. <laughs> but maybe um, we'll find out at the epilogue of the epilogue. Rantan Moore says it's been decades, but that is also not very long. It, no, it's like 16 years. The first one. The very first one? Yeah, because yeah, they're just like reaching adulthood. And... Well, because no, we don't know when Aviana gets pregnant. So... I, so I so I don't know I don't know that that was one question we did have in the middle of the reaction we were like how old is everybody and how yeah. long has it been because when does not, Rand when does Avienda give birth wait, no 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 there our marker is that there the that there have been Gaishan for sixteen years yes so it has to be approximately sixteen years from wherever they're at in Ch- Towers of Midnight so Avienda has to either be pregnant but Avienda cannot be pregnant right now no because. Rand and her have not had sex since Fires of Heaven. Yeah. 
And she would, she, that was before Elaine was sure. Yeah. Like, she would know if she was pregnant. Uh, it's Cherise. Thank you so much for that super chat. <gasps> Thank you for the Just super chat. Just dropping in to say hi from WatCon. Hello, hello. I'll be back then. Watch on. Thank you so much. I hope everyone at WatCon's having fun. Sorry we couldn't make it. We tried, but with the relay, we just, um, there's just we too didn't many things yeah. happening. We had I'm to choose so between going to LA for Anime Expo and going to WatCon. And unfortunately, Anime Expo just had a yeah. few more financial well, opportunities that we lost because I, uh, I dropped an SD card out of my pocket and we lost all of the photos that I took in LA. Um, that's my bad. I feel really sad about it, and I'm very sorry. It's all good. I know, but I'm still heartbroken. I, no, I, I understand. Because it was... it's not just your photos. That's all of my work. Yeah. With Holly and... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I've been beating myself up about it all week. Um, Shit happens. Um, yeah, no, Avienda cannot be pregnant. There's no way. She hasn't even spoken to Rand. Yeah, but the, but she can get pregnant before the last battle, but that means that Avienda, like, survives the last battle... Gives birth and, and then, then fucks off. Doesn't help the Aiel when the Sanchin fucked them up. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, I don't really know. I just can't imagine that Avienda would be like, "Yeah, it's fine. Go wipe out my people." Yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it it was a little bit confusing to me. Not really sure when that was all happening, but. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But. Uh, yeah, Avienda needs to get back to Rand so that he can put four. Babies in Four her. babies. And uh, I, I was like, if okay, if Elaine has two, and then Avienda <laughs> has four, four, are we doubling every time? Min's going to have eight. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, George says, why can't Avi be pregnant by Rand? Sure about that? Because, because they haven't even mean, spoken. So, yeah, Avienda has not been willing to speak to Rand for a while. They have not had any physical interaction since before Elaine, before he, they have not spoken since Elaine got pregnant, no. right? And so, if Avienda was currently carrying triplets and Elaine is or quadruplets. quadruplets and Elaine is showing, Avienda would be fucking massive. Yeah, uh, Avienda would know that she was. She pregnant. would have had. She would. She would be having difficulty channeling. She would be yeah. like experiencing it in dreams. She would yeah. like there. There are so many reasons. If she's pregnant right now, I have so many fucking questions. Yeah, like, that'd be how? Re- that would be really she weird. She didn't notice. That she has quadruplets? Yeah. I get that the cadence or the, the, the hooped skirts are a little bit looser than the cadence or, but you would fucking notice you had quadruplets in your belly. Yeah. I, yeah and when would they no. have had sex? They have not talked in like seven months. No, no, yeah. They, they're, there's no, they're, there's absolutely no way that she is pregnant at all. Dale Hendrickson, thank you for that super thank you chat. That super chat. Difficult situation. If you don't promote to make the network's money, how do you get paid? You have a contract that already guarantees you your money, so it doesn't matter. How well a show does, if you get residuals, I mean, then sure you can get residuals. Oh, you're ta- I was like, what the fuck does this have to do with the Wheel of Time? Though so you're, you're, you just started the show, Dale. Welcome in. <laughs> well, Two wait. hours from now, you're, this is going to be really weird. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it, it doesn't matter. It's not the actor's job to advertise. Um, he might be talking about us, though. Um, cause we are in a weird position where like, because we do reactions, uh-huh. we, and because we're going to talk about the Wheel of Time. Are we promoting the show for the network while I'm on strike? And that is a situation that uh, I don't know. But you're not an actor on the show. Yeah, I know. So but I'm a- still technically like I, I'm working in the entertainment promotion business mm-hmm. in a way that I, I think that there's a I, there's a there's an ethical discussion there that I am on the side of. Um, I don't think that my my stuff has enough of an impact for that to matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I also, you know, am not. I'm not sure I'm willing to throw away my channel and all, all the work that we do for 
what I think would be a minimal impact. But yeah, it, 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 there's an interesting ethical debate there about whether or not what I'm doing is ethical while we're striking. But you didn't work on those things. Sure, sure. And I don't have a contract. Like, I have no, I have no, no connection to them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, for sure, for sure. I'm not saying that, like, but, but is it ethical for me to be making content that is in some way promotional to stuff that is currently coming out rather than so just, like... So, if we go see the Barbie movie and you tweet, I like the Barbie movie, that would be essentially the same thing. Yeah. No, I know. And that, and that, that there, there's a question there, right? Of, like, if, is... Sure. um. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think so. I, I. I think it's an interesting uh, idea. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Matterk uh, says Ali and Gus are contacting SAG to make sure they are safe to post episodes and comment on the content during the strike. I might reach out to Ali and see what she thinks. Fair enough. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll end up covering Memory of Light. Because if SAG is like, please don't do this for new stuff, and we just do like Full Metal Alchemist and like older shows, then we don't have to keep watching Secret Invasion. Yeah, I mean, that would suck. <laughs> Andre says, skip the show. Read the last book. Thank you for that super I don't know. Chat. I'm, I'm going to think about it. But but you know what I mean? Do, I'll do, do it by myself then. Because I'm not part of the union. That's fair. I am not in. Do you do you feel like, do you, do you understand the moral question that I'm asking? Sure. I, 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 yeah. But your, your, your sole purpose is not a promotion and advertising. It is critique. That's true, and I'm not nice to things. No. No, no, no. So, like, so blatant promotional mm-hmm. stuff, I think, is a different, I think, is a different segment yeah, entirely fair. from critique. Because, like, p- critics will still be, well. Yeah, yeah, no, critics will. Criti- critics will still be I writing I critics aren't reviews. in unions. Yeah. No, that, no, that's interesting. Because I, I think that if people watch our Secret Invasion reaction tonight, they will. it will be hard to say that that is a promotional material. No. Because we're both like, ah, episode four, wow, this kind of wasn't great. Yeah. Yeah, I think I might, I might have a conversation with Ali though and see what she thinks. Fair enough. Yeah. She's yeah. Smart. I. I. Yeah. If you guys, if you guys want a better version of this podcast, go watch Ali and Gus. <laughs> they're wow. they're smarter than me. Wow! 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 Honestly, Honestly you should be great. on a show with them. Why? Because the, th- the three of you would be great. If you if you just cut me out of the content, Don't everything would be better. Stop that. Then I'll, how else would we be asking about the two rivers longbows and how they came to be in the two rivers? Yeah, I don't think people want that. Fuck off. <laughs> Slick Jack says, God. well, you promoted the hell out of AOT from what I understand. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I don't know. I seem to be, when when people have a problem with us, it seems to be that I'm the common denominator in that problem. So. Uh, no, people, people Maybe I'll hate just me edit sometimes. your content and I'll just keep my face off of it. No, people, people, people have a lot of issues with me as well. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Nerdy list, nerdy nightly. Yeah, it would just be Clarus Knightly. No. That's a different website. Uh, Nicholas Reed, thank you for joining the Nargs. Um, I feel like watching shows that were completed before the strike is better than watching the reality TV shows that are coming out as replacements. Hey. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to be on those shows. Uh, Love Island 2 this guy. <laughs> All Please. of these jacked, oiled men and would, then me. I would love to see that. The, you know what the funny love, thing love, is? Love. I would clean up on those shows. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would be the most popular guy on all of those shows because the women would be like, there is one person on this island I can have an actual conversation with. <laughs> and it's David. Yeah, he's yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah. He has uh, not a crazy amount of money, but he's not broke. He's Canadian. He's got interesting things to say. And, and 
He actually like listens when I'm speaking. Yeah. What a man who listens when I speak. I've always been like, I feel like I could fucking crush the bachelor. Yeah. You know, or the bachelorette. Because I would just be like the one guy there who's like, hey, how are you doing? Yeah. You good? Yeah. This yeah, is yeah. weird, right? I'd make her laugh a little bit, not be a total do- tool. You also understand how things that you say can be edited to be misconstrued. And so it'd be oh, yeah, harder yeah. for them to manipulate what you said. Oh, no, it'd be so easy. I would give them gold. Oh, you would do it on purpose? I would I would get the other men to fight every week. Mm-hmm. I would be a fucking goblin <laughs> sowing chaos. And no one would know. I would love to know. see it. I would love to see it. Because yeah. sometimes I'm watching those shows and I'm like, you can just tell that the woman is like, oh, I just can't wait for him to take his shirt off because, God, this conversation's boring. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, reality TV. Very real. Very reality. Well, and then they always break up because the dudes, so, like, it's yeah. always inevitably the same thing where they're like, ah, you know, like, he was going out too much with other women and he got popular from the show, so his Instagram blew up and who's in his DMs. And I'm like, yeah, what did you expect? Look at the guy that you're dating. Go listen to the conversations you had with him. Are you surprised yeah. that he yeah. was a fuckboy? <laughs> oh, you're the only one who's surprised. Everyone else is like, yeah, that checks out. Oh, I would never make it on the show, though, because I wouldn't pass the test. No, no. Because they'd be like, oh, no, you're too, you're too rational. Yeah. We need you to be a more unhinged alcoholic. Yeah. Anyway, Wheel of Time, why are we doing this? <laughs> is Nerdy turning, is David turning into a unicorn hunter? Should we have a show, show. called Unicorn Hunter? <laughs> is that what our podcast is called? <clears throat> this week's trophy hunt. No, no, don't make it weird. Don't make it weird. We just have a wall with like <laughs> just framed photos. Framed photos of everyone we've had sex with together. That would be so weird. <laughs> that, that would be so weird. But it's like a it's it would either have to be like perfectly beautifully framed photos or like a weird like collage cutout. From like, you know, like, looks like the fucking burn book from Mean Girls. Why would it be that? No, I'm saying that like, those are the only two options. I mean, if you want Unicorn Hunter the show, go watch Plug Talk with Lena the Plug and Adam22, the internet's or most maybe, stable couple. Maybe not, because uh, he, they might, he might have some questionable opinions. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a fuckboy. Yeah. I don't think that we should, I don't think people should be canceled for being stupid. <laughs> I don't think that's fair. He said some dumb stuff. Yeah. But yeah. he hasn't said anything. I Unless there's stuff that I haven't seen. But all of the jokes that I've seen that he's like, that people don't like that he said mm-hmm. have mostly been me being like, I, yeah, it's not great. But it's most, it, it, yeah, it, it's dumb. Yeah. But that's like, fair. I, I don't, I, we want to cancel people for everything that they say. And I'm like, there are people who say like legit harmful things that I think are like worthy of it. And I think that the Twitter mob becomes, looks silly when they start to try and cancel people for like jokes that are clearly just not just good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? But where there's like very little like actual harm in it. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, Yeah, he, the writers are on strike. They don't have people who write their tweets yeah, for them anymore, yeah, yeah. you know? like I don't know. Anyway, what, what is this podcast? What are we doing? I think we're only like three chapters in. I think much, we have yeah. like... Yeah, we, we had a couple more. Uh, chapter 50, Choosing Enemies. <laughs> what is this show? We Did we just go on a 20-minute tangent about nothing? It wasn't 20 minutes. Um, is anyone still watching? Can someone chat if anyone is still watching? Is, there is a crickets button on here somewhere, but I don't remember <laughs> which one. I think it might be this... That's applause. Never mind. Never mind. Sorry. 
Maybe it's this one. Nope, that's sorry. Never mind. What are you doing? <clears throat> I have a soundboard. Guys, sometimes we are, I like to play with we it. We are a year and a half into doing this show. And? And we're so bad at it. Terrible. We're the worst. still so bad at the it. Worst. The worst reactors. Worst reactors, worst YouTube. podcasters. Let's go. Finally, welcome back to the nerd table. Phineas K, uh, solidarity with labor is why I don't use self-checkout at the market to this day. It was rolled out during a grocery worker strike in the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. There, unfortunately, there's some places here where they only have self-checkout and it pisses me off. Yeah. Shoppers. Yeah. Fucking annoying as shit. Yeah. Don't like it. Uh, professional streamers, uh, choosing enemies. Elaine is like, I'm gonna take Arzu, thank you for 10 <laughs> gifted nerdy nightly membership. All right, Arzu, what's the tangent this time? <laughs> wow, thank you so much for 10 gifted. Babe, we hit 50k on YouTube. Snail, snail. Isn't that snail? There it is, there, snail. I thought that was turkey. Uh, oh no, no this is snail. You go to fist bump, and then you, like, snail up the arm. Snail. I don't like that. <laughs> Thank you, Arzu. Fabu got a membership. How cute. Thank you, Arzu, Fabu, for the you 10 can, gifted. Fabu, you can do the audiobook reaction to the series that you've definitely read. 100%. 100%. Deadsy. Thank you so much for the super chat. <laughs> uh, I tried, like, 10 minutes ago, and you haven't talked about Wheel of Time yet. Let's see how long you can go. Someone start a timer, please. Uh, Choosing enemies. Um, Elaine's gonna take Kyrian. Kyrian. Gonna. Yeah, she. Gets Elaine it. takes Kyrian. She she walks in. She's like, "Hey, I'm going to stage this perfectly immaculate thing where you're gonna take these people. They're gonna go watch the dragons, and then I'm gonna bring my prisoners in, and they're going to see. They're gonna be brought in the exact same time that the demonstration is done. So it seems like they're overhearing this, but I actually want them to overhear this." But that, that that's literally what this is. Yeah. It's like like fucking like 40 chess and I'm like over here like what what is going on? So they like kind of see something that they feel like they're not supposed to see but then they see it. And uh, Elaine strips everyone of their titles. It's like haha fuck you does what Rand does to yeah. uh, Bear, Right? Um, and then it's like but wait there might be a way that we can get around this. Hey how'd you like those dragons? Those are pretty cool right? Wouldn't you like to have access to some of these dragons? Well do I have a proposition for you? I'm gonna be your queen. And you then just, dragons. What, uh, That's exactly what happens. You missed, like, the introduction of the Kyrian nobles, though. And Do it, you, you want to go through all their names? No, 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 no. You, you just made it... That, that made it sound like the people who had stripped of their titles uh -huh. are, all, are the same oh, as the people who saw the dragons, I and those are different groups of the people. The Kyrian nobles were, like, uh, watching the dragon stuff, okay? And the Andor nobles yeah, were the yeah, ones yeah, who yeah, come yeah. in and get stripped But then you said... Titles. And then they were watching the dragon... They had their titles stripped. And then she was like, do you like the dragons? Embarice gets it. Embarice gets it. I, what I really liked about this is the idea of being like, you're not Andorran nobles anymore, but if you want to be Kyrian nobles, this could work. And I, I was like, the political play of that was really smart. Totally. I, I think like it's, what, what's great about it is that it's high risk, high reward. Yeah. And it works. Yes. And I love that Elaine is like, I have set up my own opposition so that I know exactly who I need to watch yeah. in five, 10 years. Hmm. It's not going to be a surprise. I'm gonna... It's going to be less than that. Uh, uh, with okay. Andor gone, Elaine being queen of Kyrian suddenly becomes that's the only throne that she has. Um, technically still queen of Andor, but yeah, what yeah. is Andor without Caimlin? Well, so you got some Andor nobles getting uh, Kyrian titles and some Kyrian nobles getting Andor lands and titles. Yes, but the Andor nobles mm -hmm. get the better deal there because the Andor nobles are moving into a country that is not currently on fire and the Kyrian nobles just got a bunch got of fucked. land that is covered in trolleys. They got fucked. Well, to 
be fair, they're only in Camelin right now, but yes, yes. For now. Yes, this was some like big brain stuff. Um, what is the Ali and Gus link? Uh, Marina, it, um, great question. Uh, there are a lot of people in chat who can link to Ali and Gus um, uh, and their, their podcast. I'm not going to lie. It's the wheel something, but there's it's the wheel. It's either the wheel reads or the, the wheel, wheel weaves. Or, or the, the wheel, wheel weaves. Takes. There's, there's, sorry. There's, we love our friends. I, I, Alan Gus, I'm so sorry. It's just that all of your podcasts are the, are three words and it's the wheel, the wheel takes. The wheel it is takes. the wheel takes. Fuck. Yes, yes, um, yes. yes. <laughs> I, I know. It's one of those things for asking me where a, like, Asking a dyslexic to remember which friends are on which of the wheel something podcasts yes. is mean. It's mean. It's mean. Uh, yes. Yeah, go, uh, go, uh, go listen to the wheel takes. Uh, they have great takes. Great takes. Um, and takes. Allie is a very talented writer. Yes. Uh, who is also on strike. Let's go. Uh, mm-hmm. I love the WGA. I want to be a member one day. I want. I just want to... I, I am like Thanos with entertainment unions. I want to collect them all and then mold the universe to my will. Wow. Okay. That's a lot of unions. I know. I need to direct a movie and I need to write a movie or a TV show. You also got to be part of Ayatsi. You know? <laughs> no. <laughs> You're like, no. no way in hell. I have too much respect for... The difficult work of IATSE to think that I could ever do it. That's fair. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I am. I am unfortunately not capable of that kind of work mm-hmm. um, because my, of the way my brain works, and I, I would be a detriment to any crew that I was on. That's um, fair. Anyways, I feel like I had a pretty great summary of that chapter. Okay. So, um, uh, they leave. Yeah, chapter fifty-one. Um, I know uh, one, one thing that I do appreciate about the way Brian Sanderson writes this before we move on. Jack, hello. Jack. Hey, what's up? Hello, hello. Ayatsi873 here. Love and respect you. Thank you for joining the nerds. Yo, thank you so much. Let's fucking go. Um, one of the things I like about the way the Brandy Sanderson Brandy Sanderson Brandy Sanderson writes this is that whenever Elaine does cool political stuff that might be a little bit dense, someone turns to Brigitte and explains what just happened and like explain like I'm five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am Brigitte. Well done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done. It's 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 good to have. I think that Brandon Sanderson uses Brigitte as the like idiot in the room really well to help understand what the political ma- machinations are. And and not in a way that Brigitte is stupid. No, no, just, no, 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 no. Right? Like Brigitte. That's not that's not how Brigitte thinks or what, <coughs> what like her. Yeah, it's 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 done really well and not like in a way that shits on Brigitte. You know. Mitsurugi says, "Don't complain about all the three word podcasts that are the wheel something. They are on brand and just following the S name strategy." You're right. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. Brando Sando, he's got electrolytes. Do you remember Brando? No, I don't know what that is. Oh my god! It I'm was just gonna a, keep calling him Brandy. It was a YouTube Sandy. video. I can't believe you know like the weird YouTube you know, but you don't know Brando. No. Very funny. I, you don't know Charlie the Unicorn, which still hurts my. You know soul, what? So. I just don't like unicorns. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just... That's not true. Um, anyways, chapter 51, a testing. Uh, Rand goes uh, back to the Borderlanders. Um, Catswain is like, that's dumb. Oh, what? Nothing. That you, 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 your unicorn joke, and I was being funny about oh, it. Oh, I thought you were looking at your phone, and I was like, what happened? I'm not actually looking at my phone. I'm, I'm just... I, I just I fidget you, with things. No, I thought you that reaction was to your phone, not no, to No, it was said, to but. you making a joke about what we're doing tonight. Um... <laughs> I wasn't going into that much detail, but uh, all right. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, is there a unicorn in this chapter? A testing. Chapter 51. Yeah, Catswain is like, uh, Rand, you done. And Catswain, or er, Rand is like, noted, thank you. Moving on. No, he d- that is not what he says. 
She's like, Rand, don't be stupid. And you, you boy. And he's like, you call me boy, woman. I am 450 years old. I was there the day the sun first rode across the sky. My name is Galadriel. And I am an ancient elf who happens to look younger than all the other elves. This feels like a very Dumbledore interpretation of, did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? Because that is not what happens at all. Yes, it is. No, Rand is like, Rand is like, Catherine, I'm I'm 400, which makes me older than you. So that is not his tone. Yes, at it is. Fucking all. Rand does not give a fuck. He's like, eh, Catherine, you can say whatever you want. I don't give a shit. No, he eats her fucking lunch here. But he's so chill about it. No, he is not. He it is fully. Uh, are you ever going to give up that affectation, Catherine Sedai, calling me boy? I no longer mind, though it does feel odd. I was 400 years old on the day I died during the Age of Legends. I suspect that would make you my junior by several decades at the least. I show you respect. Perhaps it would be appropriate for you to return it. If you wish, you may call me Rand Sedai. I am, so far as I know, the only male Aes Sedai still alive who was properly raised, but who never turned to the shadow. See, here's how I Fucking like... Boom! Slap across the face, punch in the tit, uppercut to the jaw. Here's how I read it. Are you ever going to give up that affection, (laughs) Kidswain? What in the fucking... Are you going to... Are we we done here? You know? (laughs) You think he was like in garden state? Garden state? You th- you you are you're you're delivering it like you're in a Kevin Smith movie. <laughs> yeah yeah, he's like uh, look, calling me boy. Look, I, I don't really mind that it does feel odd. I was four hundred year, uh, years old. Like he's like I don't I don't I don't know what you want, Kevin Smith. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> like no I, that's world. that's how I read There's that. There's no world yes. in which he's delivering it like a two thousand five indie actor. Yeah, he's like if you wish, you can call me Rancid Eye. I am, so far as I know, the only male Sedai still alive who was properly raised, but um, who never turned to the shadow. Why are you giving, like, acting, like, 301 acting right yeah, now? I, look, uh, that, that is exactly how I read this. Oh, literally, my God. Clarice like, literally learned how to act from Philip Seymour Hoffman right now. Well, because before... Rand is played by Philip Seymour... Because he's like, Catherine Sedai. Your net has a few ornaments I don't recognize. I suspect it is a breaking air creation, but I was there when the first ones were designed, and I wore the original male version. <laughs> and I wore the original male version. Yeah, that's that. That that is literally how I met. No, there's He's no like, fucking oh, way. Oh, he is oh. staring her dead in the eyes, going, "Did you put your name in the document fire?" <laughs> simply enough that even idiots can understand. I love it. And for some reason I that appeals it. to me. Uh, James Ross, probably because you're an idiot. Uh, love you. Rant on more. <laughs> Thank you guys for chat. Rand is to die. It's fine. I'm also an idiot. I appreciate it. I, how um, is Matt going to feel about Rand being a nice to die? Should we do a poll as to who like read who read this scene which way? Ildram, thank you guys for chat. <laughs> 100% with Clarice's interpretation you. here. No, thank we can't you. do a poll because you're hot and you always win the polls. <laughs> Every poll we ever do, you win because you're more attractive than That's I am. That's not true. Yes, you win. You've won. Every oh poll, every sub battle, every time we do something where it's Nerdy versus Clarus. I'm doing a And poll. there's any sort of, no! They, no, they will vote with you because you're hot and it's unfair. Joji. No, do the poll. Joji says, new segment, dueling readings. Okay, sure, done. Why not? Why not? Oh my god. 
Please see and give chat what they want. No. Give. There's a lot of people who agree with you. No. There's there's tons. Of I people. will not give chat what they want because if I start giving them what they see, want look, now, Divinity says nerdy is right. Please do it. Do it. Come on. Give the people what they want. Fine. Do a poll. Thank you. Okay. Uh, this is so awkward because your coffee's in the way. Start a poll. All right. While you do a poll, I'm gonna go get more coffee. I'll be back. Oh wow. Okay. Have okay. Fun. Okay. Um. Um. Uh, reading question mark, and uh, I'm going to put um, uh, I'm going to put mad rand, and I'm going to put um, uh, chill rand, and you guys will know exactly what that means. Ask your community. Let's go. Let's be refreshing. All right, vote. Get your votes in. Please add other options. Oh well, uh, too late now. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you may abstain. You may you may abstain <laughs> if you do not like the options. That's that's fine. We'll uh, we'll do a final tally when uh, when Nerdy gets back. <laughs> I, I I yeah I don't know. I definitely did not read it as though Rand was like upset. I I felt he was like apathetic and kind of just like slightly annoyed. Um, Divinity, thank you so much for that super chat. Let's freaking go. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. But that's why it's fun, right? Because it doesn't exactly say... How did you put your name in the Goblet of Fire? It doesn't say how it is. Okay, you took a break, now my turn. Pee break, thank you. Oh, Bye. you're peeing? Oh my god. Divinity, thank you so... What is that currency? Does anyone know what that symbol means? Um. Cool, Divinity, thanks so much for that super chat. Appreciate it. I hope that you're having a wonderful day. It's rupees. Okay. Well, uh, just know uh, that uh, I love I love India, and I love your food. Uh, Indian food is the best food. I can't have Indian food very often because Clarus is um, Clarus can't do like any kind of spices and stuff. Uh, she is allergic to a bunch of spices, and they give her these really bad headaches. So uh, we eat very bland food. <laughs> and so literally, if I am ever having dinner by myself. I guarantee you 100% of the time, it's Indian food. Uh, I love it. Uh, I love atika masala. I love, I, uh, that's the first that came to mind, but I, I, I love a lot of it. Um, Indian food is just, it's fantastic. And uh, yeah. Uh, food, yes, our country, nah, we're dealing with Indian Trump right now. Yeah, there's big there's big protests going on there. Uh, so um, for those of you who don't know, um, we kind of, we don't live in Toronto, really. We live, like, in, like, the greater Toronto area. And the area that we live in is primarily Indian. Uh, and so there's a lot of, like, uh, cars in our area right now that have uh, protest signs about the protests going on in India. It's really interesting. I don't know what they mean because I can't read it, obviously, because um, I'm an idiot. But um, uh, one thing I really, yeah, Brampton. I, it's not really a secret because that's where our post office box is. Um... But uh, one thing I find really interesting about uh, the Indians living abroad is how dialed in they are back to their home country and how like protests there are reflected in the world here in, in like the community here. Uh, it's 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 really cool. Uh, and yeah, uh, we, that was rupees from India. Oh, very yeah. cool. Very cool. Very cool. Um, I was telling them about my love for Indian food that I only get to have when you're not eating with me. Sorry, it's I can fine. have I can have rice. The nice thing about living in a mostly Indian area is that the Indian food near me, 
And thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love having if my sinuses so. absolutely obliterated. Sure. I cannot relate uh, at all. I used to be able to go crazy spicy. Mm-hmm. And as I'm getting older, now it's now a lot of tums. I, I still love the spicy flavor, but my, my belly... As I'm as I'm getting older, I'm like having a harder time with it. Yeah, we have tums in the car. We have tums in Shut like up. four places in the house. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, non bread, very good. Yeah, uh, bread. Ooh. Bread is just is is good in general. Non bread is. Delicious. Yeah, there's a place near us that has uh, this like roasted garlic naan mm-hmm. that is one of the best breads I've ever had in my life. Mm-hmm. Like literally one of the best breads. It's oh god, there's it's <laughs> it's my favorite place to order from when you're not here. Yeah, sorry um, about that. But the food there is so spicy that I think that you could, I don't think you could smell it. I think that, like, smelling it would be too much for you. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'd be like, and I'm dead. <laughs> I love it. Uh, tasting. Testing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tasting. No, no, no. <laughs> Guys, I'm so hungry. Clearly. <gasps> We're going to do a lactate test. Right? You want to do that before tonight? No, 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 not before oh, tonight. Oh, okay. I was like... But I'm going to do that with Indian food. I'm going to get like a, a really creamy Indian dish. Oh, okay. See if it Instead of ice up. cream. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Well, no, and then I'll do ice cream after. Oh, okay. Because wow. I'll need the ice cream to cool the heat in my mouth double, as I like. Double fucking whammy over here. All mm-hmm. the dairy. Um, yeah. Uh, Divinity, thank you for another thank super for chat. Another super Rand chat. was mad, Paul's wrong, and Matt sent one letter. Matt sent one letter. I will fucking no! die on no. this hill. I, I will, will die on this hill. Die on the hill opposite you. If that's how that's that There's works. only one hill here. Is it on the other side of the hill? Is that no, how no, that No, no, you're works? just not, not on the hill because you're wrong. No, I am on you're the You're looking because... up the hill from the place where all the wrong people are. At the people at the top of the hill talking to God because we're right. Are you equating yourself to God? I'm No, I'm equating myself to Moses. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just checking. I wanted clarification I... on that. I am canonically Moses. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. There's several letters. I split the nerd In case nerd you C. haven't read The Wheel of Time. Uh, <laughs> I split the nerd C, uh, and I am Moses. Follow me to the promised land. Honestly, honestly, we should, when we're done, like, reach out to Brandon Sanderson and ask. Be like, look, we have one question for you. We have one question for you. Nothing <laughs> else matters. Nothing else matters. I do not How give a shit about anything else. How many letters were there? And Brandon Sanderson's going to be like... Sorry, what do you, what do you, what letters? The letters that Matt sends to a link. How many are, how many are there? And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we need to, we need to find out. Oh my God, this is so fucking If anyone's dumb. friends with Brandy Sandy, Dusty get Wheel, can you uh, reach out to Brando yeah. for us? Yeah, yeah. Um, anyways, uh, yes. This is a mess. We still have like five chapters to talk about. Don't know what you're talking about. Um, this is going to be the longest book club, guys. I guarantee you this is going to be the longest book club. It's the longest book club. We're, uh, we need 50 minutes to talk about the epilogue. Yeah, so hurry up. <laughs> Me, hurry up. You're the one who's like, we need to have a poll. We need to... Yeah, the poll's going great. I'm at 69%. Very nice. Well done. Um... Y'all are degenerates. What did, wait, what were the options? <laughs> Only me. Oh, mad Rand. Okay. Yes, yes. He wasn't mad. He was just forceful. Sure. People knew what I meant, okay? All right. So they go to formatting after Rand has my favorite moment and puts Cad Swain to die in her fucking place where she belongs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's not me to say. I'm not trying to put a woman down. I'm just saying, like, this woman is is terrible and she should treat people well. She's some lessons to learn. I'm not a sexist. I'm just a kindist. And if you're not kind, fuck you. 
he goes, and the leaders are all there, and they're all standing there, and then they smack him around a little bit, one at a time. Uh, they draw blood. Uh, Rand takes it, because I think that's what he likes at this point. Um, I think getting slapped around, you know, I think that in bed, Min gives him a little bit of the, you know. Uh, Min, like, Min and Rand definitely have some, like, uh, BDSM, like, discussions, yeah. you know. Rand is a canonically a bottom. I think Rand is a switch. That's the only yeah. reason he can have three different wives, you know what I mean? Like, he's got to be verse. He's got to be very he versatile. He tops Elaine, he bottoms her off the end, and he switches with men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's totally I fair. think that, like, he gets, he's too into the whole, like, sheep herder, like, her constantly insulting him thing yes. for him to be a full top. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and so... They go to farm adding, and, uh, yeah, they all get slapped, <laughs> and they're like, actually, we did this because of a prophecy. Yeah, the prophecy that thing. Rand will know how Talindalala died, and he does now Talindalala. because Um Tiramisu. Go with that. Tiramisu. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be Polly Pocket, but Polly Pocket uh, was not Polly Pocket. Was still alive when Rand died. Yeah. So um, yeah. What Apparently, did I call her? Uh, uh, Can't even remember the nickname I gave the character. We're really good at this. So Anyways, at this. uh yeah. Um uh Rand is like, How do you know who Tiramisu is? And they're like, Well, do we have a prophecy? And it says that we will draw blood and that you have to know how this person died, otherwise there's no hope and we're gonna fight you. So if we had fought, then our armies would have attacked and everyone would have died. Um and Rand was like, Wow, it was a really good thing that um I came here today and not last time I was here because um I would have killed you all. And this is why we let our countries die, was to go have this very inane conversation that could have happened fucking anywhere. I, yeah, I really don't understand how this convinced the Borderlanders to leave the Borderlands undefended. Oh, to, oh, to completely quit being the Borderlanders. Their countries are all fucked so that they could go have a conversation that could have been anywhere. Yeah. Just, it could have been, it could have been anywhere. Yeah. If he had if he had shown up to talk to them as they'd been going, because he can teleport, the he he would have um he a wouldn't have known. It's it's a weird to veer in like it has to be the pattern thing, right? Because it has mm-hmm. to have happened at this exact point in time, and so they have to have spent all the time amassing their armies, all the time marching their armies, all the time getting like kind of bounced around trying to find him, so that they they came to each other at the correct moment. But it's like, yeah, you, you you still left the Borderlands. It's just it's just one of those things where it's like, at what point in the plotting of this were they like, you know what would be a great idea? We're gonna walk south for a year. <laughs> to have a conversation that could happen here. We could just send we could send him a letter. You yeah. know what I mean? Be like, you are urgently requested to meet with us. Like I yeah. I just I it's one of those things where I'm like uh, great! All your people are dead. So, con- congrats. I, 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 and I get prophecy. Look, I, I'm not against prophecy. I, I, I get prophecy, and prophecy is important, and like to this, and, and and I understand that. There's just a part of my brain that's like, this prophecy was worth your countries all dying. I guess. I, I, and I think that that's what's not justified here for me. Yeah. Is like th- why this was so important that. The other stuff is not important, right? Yeah. And yeah, I like your your fucking people are dead now. 
And I guess you have your answer that the the final battle can happen, but like maybe it would have been better if your people were alive. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, it's definitely not, like, a justification that I think I will ever truly understand, but it happens this way so that it happens at the correct time, I guess, and, and it's fine. This, this, is, this is. is just, this is pushing the convenience of Taviran for me, because there, there has at least in the series, the Taviran, look, I'm, I'm not gonna lie, Taviran pisses me off a little bit sometimes, because it makes everything seem not worth reading to me, in that... Well, it's just whatever, whatever, if, if, if the conveniences can be this strong, mm-hmm. then why am I reading this, right? If our characters' actions don't really matter because it's probably not them acting, but rather the magical universe thing, but at least for the most part, the Taviran has been centered around the location where they were. Mm-hmm. When they go to a town, it affects that town more because there's a pull around them in the pattern. Yeah, or they run into one this another. This is a when situation where. Brand's Taviranus is so strong that a year ago, four nations moved their entire armies south through all of this nonsense to get to this point so that the convenience of this moment could happen after veins of gold. Yeah. And it's just, it, it it's makes, makes Taviran, the pull of Taviran so powerful now that I'm like, well, are, are, are any of these people that we meet, are any of them doing anything of their own free will? Yeah. Are are any of our characters' actions outside of our Taviran boys? Are any of their actions them? And that to me is just a little bit less interesting. And so the size of this Taviranness and the convenience of this, it it, it, it does. I I didn't love it. I didn't love this chapter. I didn't get a lot out of it. I don't feel like the Borderlanders justified themselves well enough yeah. for the losses that they've sustained for this. And right now, you know what I would love? I would love if the Dark One had an anti-Taviran thing. I would love, like, I would love if the Dark One could shut down Taviran in okay. an area. Okay. Like, if the, if that's what the Mind Spike did. Right. Or, or, or if, like, let's say Matt had to choose between the wolf head necklace protecting him from Aes Sedai or being lucky. And he can only have one at a time, and he has to actively make these choices between being a Taviran and being lucky or wearing the necklace that protects him from the one power. Mm-hmm. And so, like... He's like, oh, I'm going gambling, so I have to risk... The risk of gambling, because he's going to win the gambling, is that he's not defended from the one power, right? Mm-hmm. It just something, but this Taviranus is, like, so big that it is affecting all of our characters now. And I'm like, okay, so do any of their actions matter? Or are they or are they just NPCs who are bop, 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 bopping through whatever Rand's I mean, that is to? that is, like, a pretty common, like, big theme... Uh, that I feel like is explored a lot in fantasy. Like, do your do your own choices truly have any merit? Is there such thing as faith or no, fa- uh, fate? Uh, right. Like that's like that's like a genuine question that I I think is is being asked by the series. I don't think it's being asked by the series. I think other series ask that by keeping it vague. But this series doesn't keep it vague. It is literal. Like Taviran is a Taviran is so literal that there are characters whose ability is to see it happen. Right? Like, there are characters yeah. in this who are like, that is physically happening right now because I see the aura of Tiviran happening. Yeah. It isn't a, like, question mark. It is a literal, like, oh, no, he's Tiviraning you right now. Yeah. It is a feeling, like, p- characters literally go, I didn't want to do that. Yeah, it was, it was not super satisfying, mm-hmm. but 
it is what it is. We got like this. We don't really know like much about this woman who died. I thought maybe that would be like important somehow, but um, the fact that he like just knows who that is 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 enough, and we have not we know nothing about her. So um, I I didn't mind that. I like the idea that there is like a very obscure thing that only he would remember, right? Yeah, someone I, who I figured it. Was, she's someone who isn't important enough that it, there would be any writings about her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean I just mean like I thought maybe we there would be some kind of like story about that it just kind of was like oh yeah a thing that happened um yeah this this chapter was kind of like fine yeah and then they and then they're like all right we're gonna go meet with all the monarchs we're gonna go shout go we're gonna break the seals and we're gonna do pew pew oh and he's like i would like to apologize to Huron. yeah love that yeah yeah, i wish we'd gotten that yeah i hope i hope we see that and it's not just off page I don't know. I don't think it's. I, I don't need to see it. I would like to see that. That's and that's that fair. honestly I is the most like, interesting hey. part of this scene to me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. It's just yeah. It's it's it's. That's yeah, fun. Joji, think of that super chat. Think of um, that super chat. Taviran should be the anti-prophecy characters instead of individual incarnations of prophetic push. Tried to say it weeks ago in my word jumble chat. I I agree with that. Okay, sure. I, yeah. I think I think the Taviranness aligns too heavily with the prophecy at times in this series, so it just feels kind of like. We're told that something is going to happen, and then it doesn't happen because of our character's actions. It just happens because the universe needs it to. Yeah. And so I'm like, okay. And and I, I kind of do that with this series a lot, where, like, big events happen, and I'm like, well, yeah, but, like, Severin. And, like, that that is a little bit... I don't know. It's not my favorite. It, and this is... The, the, the buildup of the Borderlanders coming south has just been going on for so long, mm-hmm. and this kind of felt a little bit like... There wasn't really a great plan for how to get out of this plot line, so we just came up with something quick to end it in one chapter and be done with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, like, the the the, the upside of that is it's fucking over, and this, like, why are the Borderlanders going south for no reason is over. Because I yep. never liked it. It never really made any sense. Yeah. It kind of it just touched Elaine. the Elaine plot a yeah. little bit. Yeah, But at the same time, because of how much death happens because of this, I would have liked a better reasoning here. Yeah. Than just like, right oh, now the Borderlands is fun. there's another prophecy about the Dragon Reborn. And I'm like, yeah, but Randa's already satisfied so many prophecies about being the Dragon Reborn. And they're like, but he has to satisfy this one. I don't know why that means anything to them as opposed to the others. Yeah. It's just... Like it's, he's... Like I have Kalendor. Yeah. And so th- this chapter to me was just kind of like sweeping this plot line away rather than being something that I felt like elevated or... Mm, it, it, I guess in a, a little bit of a way, it does show Rand's change and like True. his ability to take those shots to the face really well. Yeah. I think that that element of it is interesting. Uh, the Huron element of it is interesting. There are interesting elements to it. Yeah. I just think that like for the build up to this moment, mm-hmm. it's a little, it's a little bit kind of fine. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite moment, and that that's okay. Yeah. 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 It did what it needed to do. Which is uh, get us towards everyone being united to mm-hmm. fight uh, the last battle. Um, yeah. Uh, Nick Roach says, my thought was that if he didn't have veins of gold, then this would keep worse from happening. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it would. But but no, not really. Like, And, and this is another problem that I have with it. Rand right? also can touch the true source. So they would have thought that they would be able to kill Rand and Rand would wipe out the entire Borderlander army. There's that. But also, if the Dragon Reborn isn't at the last battle, they lose. Yes. So, who gives a shit about this prophecy? 
Yeah. If he okay, so is Luce Theron can't remember if, this one moment, so we're going to kill him and go to the last battle without him, and that'll and then we'll still, we still lose. lose. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's it's weird because it's not like it gives them another win condition. It's just them being like, we're gonna go die without him. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. He didn't remember this random woman from a prophecy that might have been translated wrong. Yeah, uh, maybe. Like, can you imagine they're just like reading the wrong language? Uh, and now, granted, we know in the Wheel of Time, languages and technology never adapt until a Tavirin shows up, mm-hmm. um, which is insane to me. But, like, <laughs> they're putting so much stock in a prophecy where they're like, but we'll just kill him before the last battle so that we still lose the so last battle. So we lose, but Wait maybe not as badly? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. It didn't didn't work great for me. But, but, but this gets into not understanding what the last battle is mm-hmm. is weird to me, right? Because... Th- these characters are like, well, we, we we don't want you there if you're if you don't remember this, because that does that give them a better chance of winning the last battle? It doesn't seem like I it don't think does, so. right? Yeah, everything we know about all the prophecies says that the Dragon Reborn has to be at the last battle. So yeah, it would just be a different way of losing, I guess. So so then all of the people in the Borderlanders died on the off chance that they wanted to lose differently. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know. Or maybe they're cool. like, well, he must be a false dragon then, and they're th- then their belief is that the true dragon would actually appear. Even though, like, God, look at the fucking skies and the crops. It's like it's last battle time. It would be really kind of bonkers for the actual dragon to show up, like in that moment, like after. Yeah, yeah, it seems too close, but yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yeah, chapter fifty-two. This wasn't my favorite. Yeah, that's fine. <clears throat> that's yeah, it is what it is. Boots. Mm-hmm. Boots and cats. Um, Eldrom says the idea is that Rand pre-veins of gold at the last battle is worse than no Rand at all. How? But, like, and that's the problem is we don't know how like, it's worse. In what worse. way? Because everyone's, like, because the, the dark one just wins and everybody dies. Like, I just, I don't really, I, I, it's just, kind of the assumption. It would just be functionally the same. Yeah. If If the dark one's end goal is to just wipe everybody off the face of the earth. Yeah, but, but there, there's no, really there's know. just no difference. Yeah, it's because it's not like oh, you have this memory. Here is the item we've been keeping for this moment. It is literally just okay. I guess we'll go back and fight now. If yeah. there was like we can't reveal this piece of information to you until you have this memory because of this prophecy, it would be different mm. because then they would be giving him something. Right? Then they would be participating in, like, this prophecy says that Rand, that the Dragon Reborn cannot have this piece of information about the last battle until we are sure that he remembers this. Yeah. Then there's, like, an active thing that they are, like, we are on a mission to bring the the Lord Dragon this piece of information if the, he can fulfill this prophecy. Mm-hmm. Instead of, we're on a mission to go maybe kill the Lord Dragon if he doesn't remember this thing because that way we can go to the last battle. Like... There's no, there's no, there's no upside. It's only this weird double negative. Yeah. 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 Didn't work for me. And that's, that's okay. Not everyone's going to be the, the best banger chapter, right? Yeah. Yeah. I just, it, because of how the build up to this, I was just kind of like, okay, I don't know what your fucking plan was, but sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> uh, chapter 52 is boots. Boots and hoes. What? Boats? I was seeing. I, I, boats. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Let me explain what just happened. I think I know what just happened. My, my brain went, went boots, boats and cats. Boots and cats and boats and hose. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I got you. I got you. Boots and hose is actually Matt's uh, perspective. Boots and hose. 
Um... Finney says, I think Wheel of Time handles people's flawed reaction prophecy in an interesting way. An entire island nation killed themselves when the Choden Call glowed because they fucked a prophetical interpretation. But that wasn't interesting because we didn't know who those fucking people were. Yeah. They just, uh, like, I disagree that that is interesting. I mean, interesting. it is, it is, uh, like, <laughs> no, I, I, I think it is interesting, but it doesn't mean anything and it doesn't matter. Then it's not like, interesting. Like, oh, that's... Like, I, I would have liked to have known more, but I don't get to. And so The Amiar like, just suddenly killing themselves off was the most, like, wah-wah kind of chapter. Like, yeah, and like, all the sea folk are freaking out. And I was like, I don't know what this means. And guess what? It never comes back. It is not relevant. Yeah. You want to know who else isn't relevant? The entire sea folk nation. Don't worry about them. Oh, my God. Um, if they, if they, Do they have a part to play in the land battle that is the last battle? We'll see. We'll see. Oh, my God. Uh, we get Elaine's point of view. Uh, and, uh, basically, uh, Elaine, uh, gets on her best horse and walks into, uh, Kyrian and, uh, takes, takes the throne. But first, Brigitte is like, wait, wait a second. And she, like, pokes around in the cushion and is like, ah, yes, a poisoned needle. And everyone's like, <gasps> It was clearly for the Lord Dragon. <laughs> I, obviously, that was meant for Rand. Ha ha. <laughs> don't read into it too much. And Brigitte is like, all right, well, there's only one way to tell if there's any more. And then she fucking just sits on the throne and is like. <laughs> I want her to do, but I want her to sit fully like Bo-Katan in <laughs> The Mandalorian season three, <laughs> feet up. Yeah, it's like, this is a, not a very comfortable seat. You'd think that the seat would be more comfortable, but uh, apparently not. Maddox says the Amayar was a big deal to RJ and he was confused why there wasn't a bigger reaction from readers when it happened. Yeah, I don't... Yeah, it, it didn't mean anything. <laughs> I was like, I don't know who these people are. Sucks to be them, I guess. No, no, but you remember there was that one sitting on the hill in that epilogue. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I think there's a lot of the way that people responded to The Wheel of Time that Robert Jordan was surprised at the reader response to. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You want to know an, an example of that? Graindall killing Asmodian. I think Robert Jordan thinks that that matters, and it do it doesn't. It doesn't mean it, it, doesn't. it means literally nothing. We'll, we'll get, get there. to that we'll in the get, epilogue. We'll get there. But it literally we'll it doesn't mean anything. It is just it, it's okay. I guess she did. Sure, sure. If you say so. And, and and I think that that's what it is, right? I think that it's a lot of this. This series has a lot of like, sh sure, yeah, I guess if that happened. Yeah, I guess I that happened. And the Amaya are an example of that. They're like a like, oh, okay, they uh, they killed themselves. They all died. Oh, oh, wow, very sad. Uh, who? Yeah, sorry, what was their name again? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like there's just, there's this series has a lot of moments where you're just like, sure. Yeah. I guess that town has ghosts. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't, it nev that never comes back? Cool, I love that. <laughs> okay. Love that for us. There were ghosts in a town. This series feels like the, it is setting up locations for a sequel series. That when, because when, when, like, when our Dungeons and Dragons game goes to So Harbor to fight the ghosts, people are going to be like, I remember that from the books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would love that, actually. I'm doing, when our, our thing, our Trolloc Wars series is going to have a whole thing about the Amayar. And they're going to be so cool. And people are going to be like, I'm so glad that the Wheel of Time introduced this so that yeah. Nerdy Nightly's TTRPG could introduce them. I cannot wait. That, you know what? The whole thing is going to just take place uh, with it's the It's only sea folk. It is, my, my TTRPG is a ship-based TTRPG. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, Bria Iyengar is going to play the boat. Yeah. That is a joke for maybe three people. Yeah, I was like, eh. yeah. 
Anyways, uh, yeah, uh, Lane takes the throne after, you know, uh, Brigitte warms it up for her a little bit. It's great. Um, it's, it's a good time. And then is immediately like, all right, get your armies together. We're going to war, kids. Yeah, I'm not going to give you any time to plot. Uh, you're going to keep moving. Let's go. <laughs> People are like, uh, <laughs> we need to do a coronation. She's like, no, no, no. We can no, do no, that no, later. No, no, no. Feast after. Fuck that. Fuck, fuck, fuck. Food fuck. later. Not important. <laughs> Saddle up, kids. We're going to war. Yeah. Um, and then we get Matt's point of view. And uh, Matt's like, oh, Tuan is uh, Empress. Good for her. <laughs> Trintron, you're my people. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm happy for you. We cut over to Matt. Yeah. Um, and uh, Matt, oh my god, we haven't talked about the Tower of Genji yet. No, we haven't. I know. <laughs> Keep moving. Keep moving. Uh, so, it's going to be the longest show we ever do. Okay, so basically Satel is like, yeah, Jolene <laughs> is uh, asking to make sure that you're, you're okay. And Matt's like, wow. She's kind of a bitch. I wonder why she's actually asking about my uh, well-being. That's so strange. I almost feel bad about dyeing her mouth blue, but not really. Um, and then he has this weird convoluted uh, boots metaphor. And Satel's like, that's a really nice... I like nice- the boots metaphor. It, I like it too. I like it. But Satel's like, that's a really nice metaphor. And Matt's like, it's boots, you idiot. <laughs> I, think the, I think the one thing that's missing from the boots metaphor uh-huh. is the discussion of the weight of the number of boots. And I, I and, and like sure. it is there. It is a conversation about privilege, right? But I think that, and it is a conversation that inevitably leads to the conversation of Steve Jobs' turtleneck. Um, but it is that element of like once you do have choice, right? Uh, like you know, I I deliberately do not invest too much mental energy into what I'm wearing. You know what I mean? Must be nice. Occasionally, I do. Occasionally, I'm, I want to look good, but for the most part, I'm like I'm going to wear the same sweatpants. And a t-shirt that feels comfortable that day. And I'm not going to worry too much about, like, do I look good on camera in these clothes? Because I think that you can spend a lot of... And and to people that love that, love that. Sure, yeah. But once you start to have more choice, things get more complicated. And that that becomes a drain. And Matt's using clothing to discuss the weight of, I have an army I have to take care of. The list of decisions I have to make in order to be this noble Mm. is a responsibility I don't want. Yeah, I I have... I have a much harder time packing for trips now than mm-hmm. I used to. I definitely used to travel a lot less, but yeah. like I would, I, it, it wouldn't really matter. You know, I'd bring some comfy outfits, some outfits yeah. that look cute, and it, did, it it literally didn't matter. And now it's like we are packing for for work, and it is a responsibility for me to bring uh, the cosplays that I might need, the yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the surrounding like uh, extremities that that might entail, stuff that's gonna like look good on camera, and that if we get invited out to like a special event for some reason, that like I can be presentable, mm-hmm. but then also like like. I always forget to bring just, like, a pair of comfy sweatpants Mm -hmm. to, like, throw on at the hotel because I'm, like, you know, I'm, like, worried about, like, this, like, checklist of things that I need to bring for work, right? Um, And, like, that's that's definitely been a a big change for me. I never used to have such a hard time packing, and now it's, like, a, a, like, it's so stressful for me. And so I I do, I do, I think, like, I think that the metaphor, I think the metaphor works, I think that that is where he's getting at. Um, Yeah, yeah. It is just funny that I don't feel like Matt... It, it, it is funny to have Matt use this metaphor and not understand what he's getting at. He I does. He's just... A little bit. He just... He, he He's obtuse on purpose. But he knows. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, he knows. I, I, I truly believe that. Um... Yeah. He's just you giving... Think he's just playing dumb? Yeah. He's just giving Satel shit. You know, he's like, oh, it's just boots. I'm like, you, you, you know. You know what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, you just don't want to, you just don't want to be seen as that guy. That's fair. Right? 
that's fair. Uh, chapter 53, Gateways. Uh, we start with Pavara in the Black Tower dealing with the same shit Androl is. Yeah. And then she goes to see her roommate, and her roommate's got glassy eyes and has been compulsed. Yeah, has, like, changed her opinion on whether or not they should stay or leave. Um, Why do you think Pavara's that... like, that's suspicious. What do you think is uh, forcing Tame to do this slowly and not just rounding them up and doing it all at once? Um, well, because uh, if they, like, miss somebody... Like, if they it, can't if escape. Hmm. Yeah, but I don't think he wants to... He, he doesn't want to resor resort to outright conflict, right? Because the amount mm. of weapons that he still has alive uh, is seems to be important, right? And so he's it's it's easier to, like, do it uh, over time and get these people, like, to bend, to do whatever he wants them to. Um, like, they're, they're just more valuable alive and under his control than they are dead. Mm -hmm. So... This yeah. this this part of the chapter is fantastic. The the Pivara like the 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 encroaching. Honestly, I not to like get into my high, and maybe it's not my high of the whole week, but like definitely one of my highs of this week has been the Black Tower stuff. I think the the mood in it is really well done. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like I think the mood writing of these and and the 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 claustrophobic feeling that Brandon Sanderson puts into the writing of this section mm -hmm. has so much tone to it and I think is, like, just fantastic. Like, yes. really, like, this is some of the best stuff at the end of the book here. Yeah. Um, in setting up... <laughs> honestly, setting up Mazram Tame is perhaps the Actually, most interesting villain. Yeah, right? yeah, um, yeah. And uh, this was just really cool. People are saying wasn't compulsed. Uh, sure. Whatever magical power we find out that it is, we're using compulsion for Docs. That's the one that we know. That's, yeah. If, but if what, whatever has happened to them, I, I don't know yet, guys. They seem to be compulsed. Um, and maybe there's another word for it. But the, the, uh, functionally, they've been compulsed into changing sides. Yeah. Uh, and it's interesting. And I, I am... I, I like Pavara a lot. I think that she's one of the most interesting Aes Sedai in the series. Yeah. Um, especially, definitely the most interesting Red. I, I wouldn't even say that. I would say one of the most interesting Aes Sedai. Yeah, period. yeah. Like, yeah. honestly, like, ever since the hunting of the Black Aja storyline, and the way that she's True. been, like, trying to do the right thing in a system that she doesn't understand is inherently flawed mm -hmm. is so fascinating. And I just, I, I love, I love Pavara and I'm really scared for her right now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Josh, welcome to the nerd table. Thank you for that. Um, and if you're, if you're still here, uh, make sure you like the smash button. <laughs> Black Tower Invasion of the Body Snatchers says Berserker. Have you seen Invasion of the Body Snatchers? No. Okay. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, Pavar here is great. Um, I like that she and Andral, uh, we get a little bit more where they, they are coming together to be yeah. the like secret resistance in the Black Tower. And I hope we get a lot of that in the next book because it is really well written stuff. We also know that we, well, we can infer, I think, that Tame is working with Mord in here. Um, because the dream spike is clearly there stopping oh, from, yeah, yeah, yeah. from making gateways. Yeah. Um, and Perrin's, Perrin does say he's going to go check it out, which I'm like, good. Yeah, yeah. Perrin going to check it out, that, that's a good thing. Because Perrin knows how to destroy it. Exactly. Throw it into the fires of Mount Doom. Um, but hopefully he tells people first. Perrin needs to start sharing some information. Yeah, that would Perrin be knows a lot. And I, Perrin and Rand need to talk. Absolutely. Like, more so than I think any other characters in this series, mm -hmm. Perrin and Ran need to talk because Perrin has so much information Ran needs around the Dream Spike, around Isam Slayer, around around a lot of things. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. 
Perrin has gone off and collected all the info Rand needs, and he needs to get back to Rand and tell him all that well, info. And I think he's going to, because now they're I actually going to meet. So. <laughs> I hope this fields of Mar- blah, 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 doesn't yeah. like fuck everything up. Yeah. Um, yeah. We actually cut over to Perrin. He's the next POV. What? Uh, and uh, Perrin has another chat with Matt, and it really makes me wish our main characters had spent more of the series together because it's so they're nice so when they're together. Good. They're so freaking good. <laughs> there is a frustrating element of this series. Where the characters are so good when they're together, but they're almost never together. I know, I know. And even here, like, we get this, like, little conversation where I'm like, oh, wow, their bond is so, it's awesome. Matt immediately leaves, and I'm like, fuck! Yeah. And then Perrin goes to the fields of Marilor. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, is is going to side with Rand. I appreciate Perrin not immediately telling Rand about Moraine in case it wrong yeah i think why that's get fair. someone's hope up yeah you know what i mean i think that is absolutely fair this is one time when i'm like don't communicate that you're mm-hmm. doing the right thing by being like you know what i'm gonna wait until we have her back yes speaking of which uh we go we cut over to matt uh they travel they get a gateway to the tower of genji um and they they make a little triangle and a squiggly line mm-hmm. and it's like a tiny little hole and they're like oh we have to draw it bigger so they draw a bigger triangle with a squiggly hole yeah <laughs> and 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 then and then we're in the tower. Uh, yeah, uh, they they draw the triangle uh, with a brass knife. Important. Uh, bronze. Bronze. Bra- bronze. Yes. Bronze knife. Yeah. Yes. That, yeah. Be our words. Be, be, yeah. Yeah. Be yeah. aggressive. Be be aggressive. Uh, and that's what they do. They get into the tower, and the eelfins are like, yo, what the fuck are you doing here? And they're like, we're here to fucking get my ring back. Motherfucker, get out of my goddamn way. They start fighting. I started blasting. No, no, no. That's the, well, no. Uh, they, the, yeah. Literally started blasting. Okay, first, Matt first, starts first. shooting people with fireworks. Yeah, okay, okay. But first, the eelfin is like, why don't you leave your fire? And Tom's like, do, 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 do. And the thing goes to sleep. And I was like, oh, that's a new trick. And we realized that Tom probably only plays the worst songs to piss off the Yelfin Yelfin. This is a song that never ends. Uh, so no one told you life was gonna be this way. But just that over and just over that and over and again. On the flute, specifically. <laughs> if it hadn't been forgotten, I'd Joe. I've been married long time ago. Where did you come from? Where did you go? Where did you come from? Got Nigel. Ding, yeah. ding, 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 ding. Tom had a fucking banjo that would, like, <laughs> actually bring me joy. <laughs> They're playing the washboard. <laughs> <laughs> I love that Noel has, like, symbols tied to his legs, and he's just trying to, like, symbol along in time. Like, just imagine the little finger symbols. Well, and I, I love the, the Matt, or there's a point where, like, Noel plays the drums and i was like i <laughs> do, 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 do. but i was like that's not exactly if you want like <laughs> yakety sax yeah 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 that's such a funny idea i just imagine like i love it no they just rickroll them the whole time we're no strangers to live You've got your feelings and so do I. Yeah. A full commitment's what you're dreaming of. You wouldn't get that from any other guy. That's yeah. so funny. A hundred percent. Oh I, my god. They I would rickroll love, the Tower of Genji. I would love to just like recreate this scene, but like with like dumb fucking songs. You know what I mean? Uh, if we they ever, perform all 12 minutes of Albuquerque. I would do it. 
I would do it. You I don't. The I don't. Open are just watching them go by doing Albuquerque. And they're like, they're like sprinting. They're like way back. I'm just a little bitty boy living in a box under the stairs in the corner of the basement of a half block on the street from Jerry's Bake Shop. <laughs> you know the place. Well, anyway, <laughs> back in the song, everything was just peachy. Except, of course, for the end of the fact that every single morning, my mother would make me a big old bowl and sauerkraut for breakfast. And the eel are like, what? And Matt's like, big bowl of sauerkraut. <laughs> big bowl of sauerkraut. <laughs> every single morning. Oh my god. They do all six verses of American Pie. Oh just my like the god. Whole song. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah. There's just a point where the Elf and the Elfin are like, how is it still going? What the fuck? This shit tripping? is so long. Yeah. They become immune over time. They're like, yeah, it's not making me sleepy anymore. I don't I don't know what's happening. <laughs> that's actually that's actually why they start fighting them, is They're that like, they don't change songs and the Elf yeah. and the Elf are like, now nah, we've heard this we've one. We've heard this one. Yeah, no, next, please. Next, please. Uh, thank you, next. Can you imagine? Oh, man. Anyway. <laughs> no, Albuquerque just... is a song that Tom writes about. The <laughs> in you the need to rewrite theme. the lyrics to Albuquerque to be about the Tower of Kitchen. Or I'll do like the Weird Al theme song, but it's like the oh Matrim, my God. Matrim theme song. That's so funny. Uh... Oh, no, no. God, we're missing the most obvious fucking thing. The most obvious song for them to perform uh-huh. in the land of snakes and foxes. What does the fox say? Ding 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 ding. What does the fox say? Like I'm like, why do foxes make such weird sounds? Oh my god! Oh my god! I cannot believe how many views that video has. Screeching, what does the fox say as he runs through the Tower of Genji? And Moraine is like in a coma, right? She's hanging there completely nude because they're so weird. She's just fully nude and she doesn't hear anything. She's just in the silence of the elf and elfin realm. And all of the sudden, in the distance, slowly getting closer, all she hears is. It's just gonna be what the fox say. Is you ha- what will hang you like as Moraine? Uh, as Moraine with like the like anime clouds covering you like we're in the onsen, Yay. and it's just me running down a hall. Three of me. We'll use the three person filter. Oh, the three person filter on TikTok, yeah. and yeah. I'll just run down the hall screaming. What does the fox say? As you wake up and go like, what? What does the no, fox say? No, eat me. Please. Kill me now. Please. No, I, I don't want to go back this anymore. Is the end. This is the end. Oh, wow. Anyways. Oh, God damn it. Um, Oh, my God. My back. I laughed so hard that I literally pulled something in my back. (laughs) I'm getting so old. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, I feel that. Um, Anyways, uh, they get Mm. into the tower and Matt is like, you know what? (laughs) My luck seems to know what it's doing. And it's like, we're going to roll a dice to figure out which way to go. Oh, yeah. And so... They just keep running back the way that they came. Yeah. And it works. 
I, I love this. Does something. I, I loved this because I feel like Matt's luck has gotten a little bit goofy in his ability to be like, I'm going to lose this hand. But I'm like, the, he, it's gotten so specific. Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. yeah. Uh, and so I, I think that like finding a use for it outside of gambling that still involves the dice was really smart. Absolutely. Um, and so th this scene like really worked for me. I love the firework. Um, and I like the magic. <laughs> we said if, if you didn't like get to watch our audiobook reaction, I was like, this is the most American these books have ever felt because you just have this like white guy running around the tower shooting fireworks at people. The very fourth of July. Yes. While while Tom while Noel plays the cymbals and Tom is like playing the fucking banjo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think in the middle of the reaction, I was like, because I'm proud to be, be an American, American. Yeah. where at least I know I'm free. I had um, to sing that at a 4th of a July event one time. And, and I was like, like, I'm Canadian. <laughs> they were like, who, who, uh, David's going to do it. And I was like, sure. Every, I was the only not. Cultural appropriation. I was the okay? only Canadian there. Oh my God. <laughs> like, he's, he, you're the most like country music. I love that Noel is like, this dice thing is stupid because the odds are. Well, why are you just posting cars for kids in the chat? Cars for kids. Oh. Have you heard that song? You, only because you've sent. You've One, sang. eight, seven, seven, cars for kids. Yeah. K-A-R-S, cars for kids. Yeah, hate it. Hate it, hate it, uh, burn it. Burn There's it nothing worse than yeah. watching Law and Order SVU, and Ice Cube is looking dead in the camera, going, "This woman was violently raped 72 times," and then it goes to commercial, and it's a child with a guitar going. One eight seven seven cars for kids. You know kids. what? I actually think that there's something worse, and it was that Applebee's commercial that was placed right after the Ukraine. <laughs> the Ukrainian war. That segment. was bad. That, that was, was really, really, really that, bad. That was pretty bad. Um, yeah, no, I hate that. Uh, tonally <laughs> this, uh, inappropriate. This is by far the worst episode of Book Club, and also my favorite episode of Book Club. <laughs> Both things can be. I've true. never laughed harder at a book club than I have today. <laughs> Uh, speaking of uh, book club, um, <laughs> so they they shoot some fireworks. They're fighting the elf and Neilfin. They the, the Matt realizes iron, and so they get. Oh, I just I love. Sorry, I love iron. that Noel is like you can't roll a one, and Matt's like watch this. <laughs> I was like okay, fair enough. Um, but yeah, they they're they're running through. They're they're shooting off fireworks. They're making sure that the Neilfin don't uh, kill them because. The bargains that are made in the room, the specific room, have to be held. But I think like bargains. But the, what do you mean? No, the bargains have to be maintained. It just it Matt says specifically anything made in this room has to be like upheld, and so it's kind of like okay, well, do they? Oh, not in the chamber of bonds. Do they not necessarily yeah. have? To, anyways, anyways, it was a little bit confused about what kinky, has honestly. to be bonds. I no, mean, it's stocks and bonds actually. Fucking Moraine has been telepathically shabaried in the chamber of bonds. Like, there's some kinky shit going on in this world. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah. I mean? The Elfin Elf are some fucked up. They, they... While they eat her emotions and feelings. Yep. It is. Uh, what, okay, so they get yeah. to Moraine. Yeah. Rand to, or yeah. um, uh, Tom has to burn himself to pull her down, which yes. was was pretty horrifying. Um. Yeah. And uh, it's interesting because I like Moraine being like, I don't think they actually killed Lanfear. No, but they did. Like they actually like. They consumed her emotions to the point where she died. Yeah. Which is how the dark one the was power, the, able yeah. to bring her back. But then. Yeah. Maybe that's not true because a man showed up and asked for Lanfear. Uh, well, maybe the Eofin, like, if someone dies there, the, the, then the soul is there, and he was just referring to her soul. Maybe. Because he didn't 
asked for Lanfear, but he was like, no, this is not the one I'm looking for. And maybe he found out that then Lanfear was dead, and so they brought her back. Like, it wasn't like he took Lanfear out of there. We he don't just, know, but yeah. I want to know. Yeah. I don't know, and I don't know that this will ever come back. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm, there's, I want to know so much more about this. Yeah, right? Because the man, because obviously that's Morden, right? Mm-hmm. I'm so assuming. So Morden went to go get a soul back is the kind of cool shit that I want to see from the bad guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How did Morden get out of here, right? Like, because oh, yeah. we don't, we don't really mm-hmm. know what the rules of this place are and how that, because, like, yeah, yeah, I don't know. Very, very cool. This, like, world, this realm of reality is super inter- interesting to me, and I wish that we had, it had more connections to our world. Yeah, And that we mm-hmm, saw it more, personally, but. Um, so, they, they're running back. They get Moraine. They're, they start running back. Um, Tom mm-hmm. is a gentleman, immediately puts his cloak on her. Uh, yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm a little bit sad the show didn't really go for the cloak. I understand that it would have been the bright. Cloak. Yeah, I'm 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 a little bit sad. I I hope that season three, when Tom comes back, because we know Tom's not going to be in season two. I hope when season three comes back, I hope that we get the cloak. Um, I hope they find okay. a way to make it cool. Because I, I don't know. I I think like it, it's an element of the show that I think I, I'm missing. It's really symbolic. I don't symbolic. need the mustache or the eyebrows. That doesn't matter to me as much. Sure. Yeah. But the cloak. First of all, the cloak is a way to um for them to have merch. Which they desperately need <laughs> for merchandise. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But also, like, I, um, I don't know. I, I would, I would like the cloak. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lee Science, Chiara of chat. Swords, thank you for that super chat. Hell yeah! Do yeah. you think they could take this plot in out of the show? Absolutely. Yeah. A thousand percent. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think that, uh, I think the Elf and Elfin are ultimately not relevant enough and very expensive. Not well. Yeah, I guess it depends on how you do it. I mean, they went practical for the Trollocs, so it stands to reason that they would go practical for this. And that is a lot of special effects makeup with the spines and, like, the coloring and stuff. So, uh, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I I think that you could, I think you could absolutely cut this. Um, Unfortunately. Like, in a way, like, I, I, like, but I, I, yeah, I think that it doesn't, it's not... Integral. There, there were. Um, Wizavir says there were patches on the inside of the cloak. Yeah, there were. I would just like. It just wasn't as visually distinctive in the show as it was in the books, and it just kind of means less. Here's here's what here's what I will say about adapting fantasy. If you do not want to adapt the fantastical elements of your fantasy, just fucking don't. Let someone else do it. If you don't want, if you if you if you want to tone it down, go make something else. There there are plenty of other kinds of shows to make. My opinion is like. Lean in. The, the shit that yeah. we love about fantasy isn't cool. It wouldn't be cooler if it was less fantastical. I don't want the Wheel of Time to lose its fantasy. If anything, I, I wish the books leaned into the fantasy elements harder. Mm. Into, like, the rules of them and making the uh, Elf and Elf and more connected. And, uh, explaining yeah. the MI. You know, I like, go, go harder. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I never want you to make the magic less magical or make the, fan, like... I, I am always... I, it's why I like the Sanchen outfits for season two. I'm glad the Sanchen... As much as I hate the Sanchen, I love that they went full Sanchen for those outfits. Yeah, they look like they're from another planet. They didn't tone yeah. down the fingernails. They didn't tone down the helmets. You know what I mean? Like, they're going full on. I am always like... Just because you're adapting it doesn't mean that you need to make it less. Yeah. 
And I think that that's part of why the MCU kind of really showed how to succeed in superhero storytelling is they were like, oh no, that is the God of Thunder. Yeah, we're and his balls to armor the wall. magically appears on him. Yeah. Is it different in this movie? Yes, it doesn't matter because it looks cool. Like, I, I would love for the series to embrace its fantasy a little bit more instead of trying to like Game of Thrones it and lean away from the fantasy. Yeah. That was the point of Game of Thrones and it worked for that series. But because it worked for that series is integral to that series, not because that's the kind of fantasy that people want. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Um. Anyway, uh, so they, they, they're running back. Uh, it's not working, though. Uh, they make a great deal uh, that they get a straight shot back. But Matt forgets that he should say that the foxes and the snakes can't attack them. And We're he not only... in the Chamber of Bonds yet. We've, I, we've already talked about Maureen being pulled down. Yeah, we haven't gotten to the deal yet. Sorry, that is the next chapter. You're the one chapter that's like, 54. we need to move on. Yeah, and yeah, I'm yeah. trying to keep going. And yeah, 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 as no. I'm talking about, you're just like... So, so so we get to the next chapter. Sorry, chapter 54. Because it's... It just... <laughs> so so Matt is making a great deal. Uh, where... What? Sometimes we're like, I would... Oh, we'd, we <laughs> put this in the wrong chapter. And so I'm just trying to, like, you know, keep it... Fair, 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 fair. Coherent. You're just... You were like, we need to keep moving. And I was, like, trying to keep moving. You're like, let's... No. Well, I was just like, we're in, in the next chapter now. Chapter 54. We've been in chapter 54 for a while. The firework happens in chapter 54. A lot of the stuff we've been talking about has been in chapter 54. Oh, well, they I think we're actually in chapter 55 right now. No, we're in chapter no, 54. No, 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 no. So. Chapter 54. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Why are we so bad at this? Terrible. Why does anyone watch this fucking Worst show? Worst reactors ever. Um, yeah, so uh, they get to the Chamber of Bonds, and there's like, it's like an eight-pointed star with like pedestals, and there's like, uh, you'll find like appear on the pedestals, and they're like, Hey, son of battles. And he's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Um, and they're like, uh, they're, what? Do they fight before or after they make, it has to be before the deal that they make. Why what? are you looking at me like that? Like what? I'm just looking at you. Oh. <laughs> I Do they? You're asking me a question, but I don't know. What, I, I, the fighting. I, I, the, yeah. they, they like fight. That's like. Is that before they get to the Chamber of Bonds or before, or is that in the Chamber of Bonds room before they make the deal? They're kind of fighting the whole time. And then the fighting like ebbs and flows. Because they shoot the night flowers at them before the Chamber of Bonds. Yeah. Yeah, they're like, you're... I, let me just quickly, this is this is the series, sequence of events in Tower of Genji really fast. They get there, they fight a little bit. They get to the Chamber of Bonds, they make mm -hmm. a deal where they leave out the Aelfin and the Eelfin. They then they go to Moraine. Aelfin. Sorry, they, they, yeah, yeah. They leave out the they leave out the snakes. Yes. They then go get Moraine, and wait, then no, no, wait, wait. They, no, they get Moraine first. No. Yes. No, they make the deal first. N no. No, 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 no. Yeah. I mean, see, the problem is we've already talked about this, and you dragged me back, and now I'm getting confused. Shut up, Stream Deck. <laughs> Okay, Leave us they alone. get more rain. Yeah, but we were, oh my God, we were in the right place and then you like threw it all off. They, they have more rain and they make the deal. You, fuck, I yeah, was yeah. right. I was right the first time. I never said you were wrong. I just said we were in the next chapter. Oh my God, this is a mess. <laughs> they, they make a deal and the part, the, 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 the thing that Matt has to give up is half the light of the world, to which I went, oh, it's his eye. 
You were not surprised at all, yeah. Um, yeah. And then they, they do. They steal his eye. And now Matt is even cooler than he was before. Yeah. Um, but he's still married to the worst character in the <laughs> series. Um, yeah, I really appreciated, honestly, that this chapter kind of called back to the previous time that Matt was here. Because I was like, I do not fucking remember anything. Yeah, they really helped by reminding you what they happened. helped me. Ten books ago. A lot. They helped me a lot. Because I was like, I, I, I actually, like, I do not remember the details about when Matt was here the first time. So well, thank you for... for for the noobs like me, so I wasn't totally lost. <laughs> I, I But I think that it gets on to what someone had said earlier in this book club, in our chat, was that there is an element of this book that is weaker because it ends storylines that have been dangling for so long. Yeah. And this is one of them where, like, this might have worked better for me a little bit if it had happened when I remembered what happened the first time. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And I think that, like, you, you might not feel that as much if you had been going through when these books were coming out and kind of, like, rereading up into the new book yes, constantly. Yes, yes. Um, but I, I do I do think that, like, the, the Elf and Elf and stuff is so spread out and that it kind of feels sporadic in the series. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, but but I agree with you. I'm glad they they reminded you a lot about what happened last time. Thank you for that. So that, that I was like, oh, fuck. The, like, that this happened? felt good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Rantel Moore says, Matt's transformation into the Odin mythos continues. What, the ravens weren't enough for you? <laughs> Thank you for that super chat. There is no Wednesday in uh, the Wheel of Time, though. Yeah, they have 10 days of the week. Yeah. It's very different. Very different. Very, yeah. very different. Uh, <laughs> um... Randall Moore brings up that they must fill those holes. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get we'll get we'll get to that. That uh... I just want to fill the holes. Tell Amara, thank you for the super chat. Here's five dollars. Bless your hearts. You'll get it together eventually. Probably not. I maybe for know. the next book series. Don't know about that, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe the next book series will have slightly fewer characters, so we will be able to remember who they fucking are. Yeah. yeah. Uh okay. So, uh they yeah, they make this deal. Like you said, he gives up his eye, mm-hmm. which it, when it happened, I was like, that's not going to be good enough. I was like, there, there's there got to be more for them to like take more rain out of there. Yeah, it's yeah. like they're like food, so, not food, but like, I don't know, pleasure. Sort. The saver. Eh, eh. Um, and um, uh, I was like, yeah, definitely not going to be enough. And uh, and, and it's not. Uh, <laughs> but. Yes. Yeah. And so they start to run. Yeah, there's like a straight way because he was like, uh, "I want one way out of here, uh, one way out," and it's just down this very long hallway. Um, <laughs> but Noel can't swim, um, so. <laughs> yep, yep. So they're so like, they're running. You Wheelfin can't uh, can't uh, take can't 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 attack us. But you know who can? Uh, the snakes. The snakes. The snakes. And so suddenly they have to turn, and then they're running, yeah. and they're turning, and Noel is like, "You know what?" Let me let me figure let me let me let me go down uh to save you. And I'm not gonna lie. I think that Noel's sacrifice would have worked more for me uh-huh. if it wasn't just that Matt needed to remember. Like if they had to get to a specific room for the Ashandarai to work. Yeah. Then I think this would have worked better for me. But Noel's sacrifice really is kind of undercut for me by the fact that. Matt just didn't think about the answer yet. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. His heroic sacrifice is so that Matt had enough time to realize that he had the he had the key the whole time yeah. and that it was all unnecessary. Oopsie. Yeah. Oopsie. Didn't think fast enough. Yeah. I yeah. also think it would have worked better for me if um th- this had tied into if Oliver had solved it and Matt just hadn't put it to the pieces together. Yeah. Um 
th- th- there's a cup there's a couple of things in here where like over just or Noel just kind of dies and the whole time you're like Noel's not getting out of here alive yeah like, I was like there there's no way that Matt's eye and a little bit of like his I don't know Tavirin juice is going to be enough uh, Sean says also if Noel had done more as a character so that it felt like a sacrifice a thousand percent yeah and also he's like uh, you know tell him Jane Farstrider died a clean death or whatever and I was like yeah the, the biggest like not reveal in the world <laughs> like, it's yeah. like of course he's fucking Jane Farstrider I don't know if that was supposed to be obvious. I think it was. This this definitely but, felt like it was supposed to be a bigger thing than I think it ultimately ends up being. It was just kind of like, I don't know, like the end of an era kind of yeah. thing. I don't know. I, I Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Astron Amy says, I actually like the heartbreak of knowing they could have saved Noel. I think that's uh, it, it, that it will affect Matt more because of that. Yeah, I think if the chapter wasn't called <laughs> The One Left Behind, yeah, like, that oh, would have worked. I, I think foreshadowing. It's, I think it's also just the chapter title is literally The One Left Behind. So, like, like, okay. Yeah, the, the, there's no surprise in it at yeah, all. Which is, and sorry, we're in chapter 55. There we go. The, there already wasn't surprise in it because, like, I knew Noel wasn't getting out of there. Yeah. But, like, if I, it's, it's like in 1999 when we all went into The Phantom Menace knowing that the fucking song in the book was... At Qui-Gon's funeral. It's not called At Qui-Gon's funeral. It's called Qui-Gon's Remembrance. Fuck, what's this? I can't remember what the song was called. But like oh, the know. soundtrack was like Qui-Gon fucking dies in this. Spoilers, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like opening the chapter being the one left behind. I was like, oh, I guess Noel doesn't fucking make it. Like, yeah, yeah. There's just... There, so for it to be those things and for it to not be that like... There's no like... It's it's just a, it's lessened a little bit. I agree. I was like, oh, I know what's gonna happen yeah. here. Um, James Smith, welcome back to the nerd table. <sighs> Matt needed time to go backwards due to his luck. His luck brought him to a portal room, but I don't think the Ashandari only works in a portal room. The way that it made it seem, it was that like, yeah, Matt could have just kind of cut a doorway at any time. Like, I don't, I, I didn't think that there was a difference between the rooms. Like, it just kind of seemed that he had the key to get out of the tower. Mm-hmm. And maybe it is room specific, but I that wasn't how it felt to me. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Uh, Eric Wood says never felt like it was supposed to be a surprise. Always felt like it was the heartbreak of redemption. But redemption for redemption what? for what? Like Gene Farshire didn't seem like a bad like person. It was just well, kind of like an adventurer. Well, and that that gets into the whole like tell him Malkiri I died clean thing. And I was like, why? And I, was I don't like, get what did that. You do wrong. Yeah, what happened? Unless there's an element where like there's a Jane Farshire story that we, we that missed, is maybe? in the books that we missed. Yeah, I, maybe yeah. I I would have loved it if Jane Farshire was a a book about if this whole time they'd set up that like Jane Farshire was this book about this hero. That like who became a villain or something that is remembered for being a coward or something. Mm-hmm. That, that there's just there's some element of it that Jane that that I understood what the redemption was for. Yeah, I I I'm not sure because the the Jane Fishrider stories just kind of are like in the background of. Look, things. Waffle says I think it's discussed in book one what Jane did. Book one, fuck. We miss the backstory because we are Jane nearsighted. Mm, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I, I think that there, I, I think that there's, there, there's kind of like a few other things at the end of this book. This just kind of felt like it was like. Too far away. Too quick. It was, it, it, there wasn't enough put into this. 
Same same with the prophecy with the borderlanders. Like it's yeah. just a little underbaked. It's the right it is the right moment for this character. The beats are cool, but yeah. when you don't remember the setup for them, it's kind of uh, yeah, that that cuz I feel like that moment would have like meant a lot more to me if if I if it had been closer to the setup for mm-hmm. it, right? Well, but but even like Jane Farshider talks about or uh, Noel talks about Jane Farshider's adventures, but he's not like and then he did this awful thing or it's more like yeah, and being a hero wasn't all it was cracked up to be. Yeah. Is kind of what his point was, but you don't really need redemption for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't know. I just th- this this just felt a little underbaked to me. And I think like the I think that it was a cool enough moment that it would have there's stuff in this book that I would have cut for this, for a little bit more of this. Right, yeah. for sure. No, no, I, 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 I hear that. It was, it was good. Again, like it's one of those things where I, I didn't hate it. I'm not sitting here being like this was shit. I'm just saying like it was a good moment that I feel like didn't get enough sauce. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. all. Yeah, no, it was cool. That's fair uh, but Matt remembers that he, the, you know, and he finally puts together that his thing's a key, shoves it into the wall, and Moraine is back on Earth. <laughs> back on Earth. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. You know, Matt also you know hurls some insults as he leaves. It's like yeah. uh, you might remember this as the day that you almost caught Captain Jack Sparrow, and then kind of jumps through the, the the light, the in the wall. There's a light. He goes towards the light. He comes mm-hmm. out on the other side. Yeah. Um. Uh, Kyle Franson says Brandon Sanderson was supposed to wrap up the series in one book. He had to write three. He could have done five. I agree with that. Yeah. I, I, I honestly, I, I think that, and I think that that's what it is, is that there, the Towers of Midnight suffers a little bit as a book mm-hmm. from having to get this. And I think that the same thing's going to happen to Game of Thrones, right? I think that Game of Thrones is in the same position where getting out of the Miranese knot is going to make the next Game of Thrones book that comes out a little bit rough. Yeah. In order to get the series to a point where it can end, this series is in the same position. I, I think that well, Towers I mean, of Midnight... George R. R. Martin has said, I kind of backed myself into a... 100%. Yeah. I think that this series has the same problem. Mm-hmm. And I think that Gathering Storm got to do the fun parts of getting to the end of the books. Yeah. And Towers of Midnight does a lot Had of the functional heavy, stuff. Yeah, lifting. Yeah. It's not a bad book. Right? No, 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 no. I just no, think yeah. that this was a... Ne- the, Towers of Midnight, to me, feels like a necessary... Some of these storylines have to get ended a little bit uncleanly in order to push through to get to move forward. all of the series to the same closeness to the last battle. Yeah. And and I like the Towers of Midnight. Again, like, I think it's a good book. I just think that there are elements of this larger series that have to get sort of a bow put on them here that could have had a better bow put on them if there was more time, and there just isn't more time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so I I, I, I do, I, I, I'm not, I'm not trying to shit on it. I'm not saying, I'm just saying like the, the, this is where I'm feeling the glacier of the wheel of time, sort of the, all of that 90% under the water is a little bit hefty. Mm-hmm. Um, and so some of these moments that have been built to maybe didn't get as much sauce as I want to put on them because there's just so many things that need to get kind of tamp down at the same time. Yeah. So that we can head towards the last battle with everybody kind of involved in the same thing. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah um, we get to uh, chapter 56. Yeah. Um, which is uh, something wrong. <laughs> and uh, it actually starts with Egwene here, uh, where uh, Egwene is uh, with Gawain and it was like, wow, if I had known Gavin was so devoted to me, I would have bonded him forever. Ago. <laughs> sure. Whatever. I hate that because it gives like 
The one not my favorite moment. It's but. a weird. It's a weird commentary on like friend zoning in a way that like. I did, yeah, didn't love it. If I had just known how much that man was in love with me, I would have accepted all of his faults. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's Anyways, a, ladies, it's okay to wait for men to mature into the man you deserve. Absolutely, I, we would not have worked out if we had gotten together ten yeah, but years you ago. You would have been the nightmare. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you wouldn't have been able to deal with me like I can deal with you. That's a one, two, got him. Um, I lost. I, I lost that round. <laughs> it's okay. I still love you. I love you too. Um. Uh, anyways, uh, uh, they're like, oh, the white cloaks are with Perrin, and as they're walking up, uh, Gowan sees Morgase. Is this this shit right here? This is what I should have. This is what you guys should have paid for me to react to. I this was the, I had a much I had a bigger reaction to this moment yeah. than I think anything else in this book because I was like literally with the book I was like see Gowan you fucking idiot she's not even dead <laughs> you made your whole personality around a rumor that you heard one time you fucking moron yeah yeah this, no but uh, seriously though this was great beautiful and and so much maturity on Egwene's point to be like I, they I, I leave he, that alone for a minute because this chapter starts with her being like I bonded Gawain, and mm-hmm. now he does what I fucking want because he has to because I'm the more powerful person in this relationship. Yeah. And then this point of view ends with her being like, and I also know how to make space for his needs. Yes. Egwene is, this was great Egwene shit. Like mm-hmm. truly, truly wonderful Egwene shit. Yeah. Loved it. Yeah. Loved it. She is bringing so much respect into the relationship while also making so many demands of him and it's like going to work because of that. Yeah. yeah. A-, a thousand percent. Uh, we-, we love seeing these peak Egwene moments. Um, then we get Andral again, all right, and they're trying to make gateways, and they're like, oh, shit, we cannot escape. Yeah. This is very bad. Mizar mind is spike. a... It's a mind different spike. person, question mark? Very confusing. He's hanging out with the bad boys. This is not going, uh, in our favor. He's either been compulsed or... Something, something else? else? I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they, they go to see Pavara, because he's like, I need allies. Yeah. Let's work together. Yeah, and I, I, I like... I like that this is where this ends for this story. I think that this is a really solid setup at the end of yeah. the Black Tower story is the Reds and the men are going to work together. Yep. Crazy shit. Yep. This is crazy shit. You'll love to see it. Chapter 57, A Rabbit for Supper. Okay. <laughs> okay. This is a very, this is not my favorite way to end a book. Um, <laughs> this was so funny, dude. I cackled. I was like... What the fuck? Anyways. I think that in in my ongoing year and a half long diatribe about how this series needs better consequences and more tension, the, the, the cop out of Moraine is back but less powerful, except that she has a bracelet so she's actually more powerful, is a little weak. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just, a, it's a little weak. Yeah. And that and and like it, it leads to a very cute moment with Tom that yes. I do love. Yes. But in terms for their of relationship, yes. Showing that this world has consequences for our main character's actions. Her being like, oh, I can barely channel like I used to, except that I have this BDSM bracelet that makes me even more powerful than I was before. And you're like, Well, okay. Sure. Sure. Yeah. 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 I guess. It is totally a BDSM bracelet. Can you three D print me? It's a man that? fucking like Can you three D print me one of those? I guess. Thank you. Appreciate it. <laughs> I know. Actually, I can't. No? I don't know how to design shit. That's I fair. just buy things off the internet. There might be a, a file if for that. If you find me a file, I will print it for you. Mm-hmm, 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 
But also, like, does it clasp? Anyway. Colonel um, Sanders actually said that you predicted the water thing in Book Club 2. Yeah, it was the most, like, obvious thing in the world. I, no, what? Yeah. No, what? Shut up. Oh, You're a liar. I always knew Tom was going to be a warder. You're a liar. What do you mean? There's video evidence of it. No, I know. And audio. Like, we, we did a show where I said that. I know, that. I know, I know. Yeah, I, I, I would not have... Wasn't on my mind. I didn't know that it was going to be... I, I I think at the time I thought it was Moraine. I think that in the middle there, I would have said, like, um, Elaine for a while. Oh. I thought that, like, the, the, the there was a time when I was, like, the flirting... But, no, Tom becoming a warder really made a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Oh, it makes sense. But I just, like, I... Yeah, you, you, you crushed it. You crushed it. And it makes sense. It, the reason it makes sense is because of his journey and relationship with the one power in the eye said I, right? Well, Having this thing that happened to him that's terrible and, like, moving past it and growing as a person and, like, not coming, like, full circle, mm-hmm. but, like, not allowing that to dictate the rest of his life, um, I think is really cool. Yeah, I, I think, I, I guess, guess the Gwen. Yeah. Okay, I, yeah. I think it was his, it, 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 it's the, like, narrative thing of, like, the I don't trust these women. <laughs> Yeah. All of the all of the men who don't trust these women but aren't white cloaks have all become warders. Mm-hmm. Except Matt. But Matt married to one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. like yeah. that it, it, it is the like I don't trust these women to I'm going to defend them with my life pipeline. Yeah. Uh, and Tom was the first. And yeah, it just it just made sense. I I I didn't think he was going to fall in love with Moraine. Um, but I, yeah, I always thought Tom was going to become a warder. Yeah. But I also think that like almost at this point, I think everyone's going to get warded up. Well, yeah. And they say like, you know, like the physical benefits of everyone going into the last battle and having some extra yeah. oomph behind their punches, uh, going to be super useful. If I was a green, There's I'd be going senses. down the line of the band of the red hand being like, you, 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 orgy time. Is hey. I wonder if there's a limit. No, like I'm actually like curious. Like, there there are no limits. How many time. like how many different bundles in your brain could you handle before you went mad? The only limits in the Wheel of Time are on the bad guys. Fair. Good guys, no limits. Impossible powers. Uh, we learned some really cool things about the Elfin Elfin, which I, is one of the things that I I was uh, is. is that, that made me really wish that um, we had more of them in the series. Um, the thing about them, like, feeding but not really feeding, it's just that they enjoy, like, powerful emotions. And then, mm-hmm. like, the Taviran is, like, stronger. And then same with, like, the One Power. And that they're slowly draining her. Um, it's super interesting if the Elf and Elfin come back. Or. Or it doesn't. It's kind of interesting matter. and it doesn't matter. This is yeah. this is the, this is what I'm worried about is that this was the the Elfin Elfin stuff was cool mm-hmm. and I hope because the the one complaint that I had in the audiobook reaction about the Elfin Elfin section is that it, other than getting more rain back and Noel dying it doesn't really like factor into the rest of the plot like Moraine doesn't even come back with a like why she's relevant to the rest of the book no actually that's not true what do you mean she, uh, she just she says had Rand three requests needs me. she had three requests one was granted. And the other two we don't know yet. She's like, I'm going to keep those to myself. Oh, and, and and maybe those are, yeah. And if those are about the last battle, like, that'll be fun. Yeah. But in terms of, like, them going there, to it's to get Moraine back. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like, because I was saying in the audiobook reaction, I think it would have been really fun for me to learn what the Elfin Elfin's relationship with the last battle is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if... What if, does it mean to them if the Dark One wins or loses? Does it impact them at all? How are they connected to this world? Because... They're on another planet, but they're clearly tied to the wheel. And that planet or realm or whatever it is, it, it, Matt's luck works there. 
So his Taviranness, his connection to the pattern, still functions there. And so there is some element of what he does that still has power there. Mm-hmm. And even if the answer was they don't care either way, it doesn't change anything for them, that's fine. Yeah, I yeah. just would have liked to have had some um, some relationship through the pattern to what the Dark One's plan is. Yeah. Whether they, like, just any perspective would be fun. I, I think that, like, the, like, the, the, the weird alien creatures that are tied into our prophecies but don't have any perspective on it is a little bit lackluster to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it is more interesting when they, they, when they have a point of view. And I, I wish we'd gotten a little bit of that instead of them just being sort of base and predatory. Yeah. 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 Yeah, sure. I, I, that's fair. I, I, yeah, I, I wish that, yeah, I wish we had a little bit more information there. Mm-hmm. It is what it is because I don't think it is going to matter, but I wish that it was connected and did matter. You know, I, I just wish that it came up at all. I just wish like the, the, what the Dark One is doing, any of it mattered. Mm-hmm. And like, because they, they clearly those... have a perspective on it because the Dark One, the, wait, the, wait, wait. the man, Morden was there. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe the weird pointy teeth Aiel are uh, like uh, uh, either branch off or like hybrid or something of the elf and elfin. Oh, I think they're just they reincarnated Aiel. Oh, you think so? Yeah. Uh, just the pointed teeth, uh, They, they, the elf and elfin have that as well. And so I was like... Maybe. Because the snakes look almost like humans except for like the eyes and the mouths and the kind of the way that they move. But the person does say that they do move like an eel and they kind of glide. So maybe maybe it is the snakes. If they're on the dark one side, if they come back in that way, so cool, uh-huh, right? Yeah. Like, I... I, I it, it's not that I want them to be good guys. Uh-huh. I just want to know what their perspective is. Uh, and I agree. And that's it. For sure. It's the same reason why the Amayar don't work for me. Yeah. I just want to know what, like, I, I don't know what the point of view is. Yeah. Uh, Melinda, thank you for that super chat. One vote for nerdy. Let's go. I'm an hour or so behind. Don't worry. This might be a four hour show. Mm. Because it's time to talk about the oh. longest chapter we read this week, the epilogue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Maureen finds out that Rand's ten, ten, cleanse the taint. Yay, awesome. And then oh, yeah. Matt accidentally kills a rabbit uh, by throwing his wait, knife behind him. No, wait, wait, wait. We can't skip over the best part of this fucking chapter. What? What is it? Matt's like, uh, yeah, I married the, the Empress of the Sanchez accidentally. And, to, uh, and Maureen is sitting there like, how do you accidentally... That it's the that was it's great, and then it's like, hey, Ma- Tom, let's get married, and Matt's like, what? She's like, yeah, you fucking idiot, we're in love, and he's like, how did I not know? Yeah, and she's like, I will give up my um, I'll give up the, the one power for you, which I thought was like, and he's like, no, that's dumb. We're about to go fight like a yeah, war against yeah, no, that's dumb. Don't evil. do that. Don't do that. Wait, where is this? This is the funniest shit in the world. Um, which oh, no, I want to read the exact interaction. <laughs> Between Matt and Moraine. Uh-huh. About Tuan? Yeah, it's the funniest. I literally, like, cackled at it. It's a good moment. It's a good moment. Um, But, yeah, Matt's like, you know what? Luck works best when you don't, when you can't really see anyways. So I guess maybe his luck is going to be better now that he doesn't Yeah, it's, Matt's been too busy to keep track. He's been spending his time marrying the Empress of the Sanchin. Moraine blinked in surprise. You did what? It was an accident, Matt what? said lamely. <laughs> Matt said, lamely, hunching down. You accidentally married the Sanchin Empress? They've got some odd customs. Strange folk. Taviran. Guys, Taviran. That's literally And so Matt's like, I'm going to let them canoodle and, you know, have sex. 
Uh, Matt should marry them as a noble. Uh, but uh, he goes and he kills a rabbit and finds a cooking pot. <laughs> Love that for him. And then we get to the epilogue, which uh, has a lot of shit in it. So, um, buckle up, kids. We're at three hours and ten minutes, and we're nowhere. Near, three hours and thirteen minutes. We're nowhere near done. Let's fucking go. All right. So we get Grandel's point of view, and uh, Grandel is like, "Wow, how the fuck did Perrin escape my trap, uh, Tavirin?" Um, she's like, "I'm gonna go through a portal stone. Maybe they won't be able to find me there." Yeah, because um, she's like, "I'm running." She's I'm like running. fully like running from the dark one. Yeah, yeah. She's like, "I was running gonna, from the dark one." I was gonna set up some strings around Tuan. Gonna have to abandon that. Get the fuck out of there. And Shadar Maran shows up and is like, "Uh, you killed three forsaken." So, time to All right. die? Three Forsaken. Who are they? Uh, Masana. Mm-hmm. Irongar. And Asmodian. I, I, I don't know who else it would no, be. No, but we have to talk about this. I know, I I know don't like the it. show's been long. I don't, yeah, I don't like it. This is, if this is true, if Grandel killed Asmodian, first of all, why? Why? Second Doesn't of all, matter. why tell us right before you kill Grandel... Because I think she's dead. I don't think Grandal comes yeah, back. Yeah, I will remember you is pretty yeah. ominous. So I'm going to say Grandal not coming back. Why is it a character? Why also is this of- giant mystery answered by, oh, a character who you never saw talk to this person and had no reason to kill them? I don't know. I you know what I mean? Yeah, like, I couldn't tell you. I don't know. It's I hope frustrating that it's- in that if, th- if this is the answer. Okay. What, okay. okay. Let's let's try and figure it out. What, who, else, who else could Grandal be responsible for the death of? Samael? No. No, I I don't think so. Uh, Nisenko <laughs> says Grando killed Asmodian. It's intuitively obvious to the most casual observer. Thank you, yes, Jordan. A character who never interacted with the character uh, killed that character for no reason. Yeah, I. It does not make any sense to me. There's like, there's, I, I don't get it. I if honestly, I don't it, get it. She did it just to do it. Yeah. Allie puzzled out on wheel takes when they started book six. Based on what though? Yeah, I don't know why. Like, wh- we don't know that Grandal and uh, Asmodian have a relationship. Philip brings up the problem with it. There's no consequences for Asmodian's death. Yeah. And, and this gets into this gets into the problem with the bad guys never winning a fight. Yeah. Is that it's not like then Rand loses a fight that if he'd had Asmodian's help for, he might have won. Yeah. Asmodian dying doesn't matter. He's just there. He teaches Rand some shit that Rand doesn't need him to teach him because his memories are going to give him all the information anyway. So, like... Yeah. It's just this like weird dangling thread over this series that that, that just, ultimately doesn't matter. It's just a thing that happens. Yeah, Asmodian's there, Grandal kills him. It's it's not about sure. anything. Why? I don't know. It's not relevant. <laughs> yeah, and like that, that's frustrating to me. I was hoping that there was going to be a like just just something. I was hoping it would be interesting, and yeah. I don't think it is particularly interesting. So <laughs> Mimak is right. Rand is like he ran away. All right. Sure. Like, even Rand doesn't care that much. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 yeah. Read Grandal's glossary entry. All right. Grandal comes is teaching Rand? Sure, I guess that is a reason, but that doesn't, like, matter to Grandal's character. <laughs> Grandal, one of the Forsaken, once known as... Camarilla Maradim Nindar, a noted ascetic? 
She was the second of the Forsaken to decide to serve the Dark One, a ruthless killer. She was responsible for the deaths of Arangar and Asmodian and for the destruction of Masana. Her present circumstances are uncertain. So, but, okay, okay, but here's the question. If if it was Grendel... It's fine. How did she kill Asmodian without Avienda feeling her channel? Oh, did she have access to the true power at the time? She might have. No. No, no, absolutely not. Yeah, no, no, because no. the Dark One takes it away from everybody else so that Morden has it, but Morden isn't around when Asmodian dies. Yet. Morden hasn't been established, so I think everyone still had access to the true power. So Grendel must have done it with the true power before no, the Dark One revoked ha- access. You have to get permission to do that. Every- so it makes no sense that Shadar Haran is like, you're responsible for killing Asmodian, when the Dark One would have had to give it, give her permission to use the true power to do that. Mm, inverted weaves, yeah. Here's the problem with the inverted weaves, though, sure. is that everyone kind of knows how to do it, but nobody ever does it. Yeah. Like, like, they learned how to invert their weaves so long ago, and everyone still just channels with their weaves out there. Yeah, Like, yeah. If, once you know how to invert your weaves, why would you ever not invert your weaves? Yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things It's like, yeah, okay, it's Grindel. It doesn't matter. This was just, I, I, I was hoping that, like, there would be something about Asmodian's death that would come up in a way that was like this, he had to die because he was about to do the thing that would do the thing. You know what I mean? Sure. And instead it's like, no, nah, he just, eh. He died before he could give Rand any more information. Even though he was kind of like withholding, like like he wasn't yeah. like being totally forthright with Rand. I guess maybe the closer that he got to him, the more like he, that he, he might share. But it just kind of was like, okay. Like, I just, it, it doesn't matter it's, that much. It's just so strange to me that Rand is like, this is, this Forsaken was with me, and then he escaped, and then I never cared about it, and his death didn't matter, and it's never going to come up. And I'm like, like, Rand should be like, all right, I've dealt with Graindoll. You know who I haven't dealt with is Asmodian. But even Rand is like, nah, he, he ran away. He probably, he will never come back. Yeah, Like, yeah. Rand doesn't care. Rand doesn't There's, even know he's, he's dead. It is this weird thing in this series. Mm-hmm. Asmodian is a very strange element of the Wheel of Time. Yeah. That com- comes and goes like the wind. And, ah, uh, whatever. Okay. It's fine. Anyways, Grandal, I believe, kind of taken off the board, which I think yeah, is a bit unfortunate sure. because um, they had a chance to do something cool with, like, Rand thinking that Grandal is dead. And what that would mean for their strategy. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, apparently it doesn't matter, the dark one. He's like, nah, fuck you. Uh, I was like, okay. Yeah. Uh, Perrin goes to see Boundless. Realizes that it's Gnome, yep. not Noel. Uh, yes. Definitely. Yep. Uh, those two names are too close together. Uh, and um, We'll just call Noel Jane from now we on. We find out that uh, Gnome chose the path of the wolf because his life was hard. And, and fair. 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 This made me tear up. Like, I was like, holy fuck. I was like, that sucks. Yeah, I get good. it. This was well written. It was Super well written. And, and like, is a really, like, nice, like, I think, um, t- bow, like, bow tied for Perrin in terms of this, like, journey that he's taken on mm-hmm. about, like, becoming the wolf or not becoming the wolf. I, I, I think, I think it would be a fair criticism to say that we have tied the bow on Perrin's balance getting to the end of his balance arc a couple too many times. It's just a couple times um, in this book. It's kind of like, that's like the, that is his journey in this in this book. Yeah, I, I, I just think that like Perrin has come to terms with his balance between his wolf and his human uh, enough for me now. I, it, this, this was a good last one. Mm-hmm. 
we can we can we Perrin can do something else in the next book. Yeah. I, I feel like Perrin like yeah. Uh but yeah, no, this was this was an interesting moment. I I I liked it. It was all written. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Olver, we get the funniest fucking shit in the world, which is that Olver is a fucking nightmare. Oh my god. We're never having children. Never. We're never having kids. Uh, Oliver's playing snakes and fox and is like, wow, I won the game. That's crazy. I was starting to think it wasn't possible. <laughs> Fine. And then it's yeah. like, hmm, I'm bored. Wanders over to Matt's desk and is like, wow, he's got a letter here. Well, normally I'm the person who like carries Matt's messages and it's kind of rude if you don't open a letter. So I'm going to open it. Yeah. It's too late anyways now. I, you know, Varian's letter's like, hey, I'm dead if you're opening this. I knew your curiosity couldn't, couldn't, you couldn't help yourself. And she's like, yeah, it'll be a couple days and then you'll open it. Well, Varian was wrong. Uh, Varian forgot that Matt absolutely hates Aes Sedai yeah. and having any connection or ties to them. Yeah. Uh, you forgot that part, Varian. It's fine. I, I forgive you. Um, but, uh, there, there was, like, I never would have expected Matt to open this letter. Mm-hmm. I think it would have gone unopened, to be honest. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, and like, Varen, over. like, literally all of Camelin burns because Varen thought that Matt would want to do what she says. Yeah. He, Varen, what the, like, you've spent too much time with Matt to fuck up this bad. And this is one where I do not blame Matt. I blame Varen. Varen fucked this well, up. Well, and also, why didn't Varen tell this to Egwene when she, before she died? <laughs> Great fucking question. Why isn't it in it, the notes that oh she wrote? Yeah, maybe go destroy like, that waygate. Just a little footnote or, at the end. I don't know. Send a fucking letter to Elaine. I like like the idea that Varen was like this city is in danger. The Matt entire city. has a bunch of dangerous shit going on in his life. I'm going to trust the safety of an entire city, the center of the entirety of fucking Randland. To one letter to one guy while he's fighting the Golom is insane to me. Like, what a dumb risk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Baron, you, you're great. You're fantastic. But you you screwed the pooch on this one a little bit. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Chris, uh, Clyde and Shadow says, even you guys said Matt would last two days before opening the letter. Yeah, and guess what? We were wrong. I didn't realize the stakes were all of Andor. I thought it was going to be like, hey, like, there's this thing that, there's a, there's a little thing. I thought it was going to be related to the Tower of Genji, honestly. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I yeah. just, I just, I'm like, Varen, I, I, I will not accept slander that this is Matt's fault. This is not Matt's fault. Mm-hmm. This is his fault. This is Varen's fault. Sean also says, how did Rand and Loyal miss the first waygate they ever used? No, no, they, they do think it's guarded. They think it's guarded by what? That's what Varen's letter says, is that I know that they think that they're guarding the waygate, but it's not good enough and it's going to fail. Guarded by what? How would they be guarding it? I thought Loyal was going around and, like, sealing up the waygates forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're and taking s- the stone out And forever. so they think that, that so Loyal nothing missed can come that through. One? No, 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 he did it. How do you know he did it? Because Otherwise, they, they wouldn't be able to get through if they'd taken the stone no, away. No, no, but that's what, the, that's what Varen's letter says, is that, like, they think it's blocked, but the, it's, it isn't. Oh, that there's the a letter way to, says there is a way to circumvent that or like an extra key. Yeah, yeah, or yeah, something. yeah. Okay. In Varen's letter, she's like, they think they've blocked it, but they haven't. But like, why not just tell Elaine? You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. It 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 literally is like, well, I'm gonna trust this guy 
scoop with this information and hope that he, he solves the problem. Yeah. Instead of just telling the person who can actually solve the problem. Anyways, Camelin is on fire and about to uh, be burnt to the ground. <sighs> it is fully run amok by Trollocs, and there are no soldiers left behind because Elaine took them all. Well, I'm sure there's a couple. Uh, but the Dark Friends are going to, the Shadowspawn going to get their hands on the dragons, and uh, things are going to suck. Yeah. It's not a good time. So here's the thing. I was right. Called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were right. And people are frustrated with me in the audiobook reaction, and I think that that's fair. Honestly, I get it. I've been harping on something a lot in this series, which is that the villains are not very threatening to me um, and that that makes the stakes of the series feel non-existent to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I'm just going to quickly reiterate what I said in the audiobook reaction. We're not going to harp on it for too long. I've said my piece. But when I said that I wanted Andor to fall, I wanted our heroes to be there so that they lost, so that when they fight the last battle, it felt more like the other side had a fighting chance. Mm Mm-hmm. And so when we get here, and the reason Andor falls is because our heroes just aren't there, and that Andor falls in the absentia of our heroes, that doesn't set up the Dark One's forces as a threat to me. And so there's no tension going into the final book. I think there's a lot of very interesting stuff that I want to read and I'm very excited to know about. I want to get to the end of the story because Mm -hmm. the story is interesting and I like the characters a lot. At the same time... I don't really give a shit about the last battle because the battle element of it to me feels very lackluster. These characters have been fighting wars for two and a half years and they've won all of them. And yes, they've had losses here and there, but they've won all of them. Yeah. And it's not a very interesting war thing if there's no ebb and flow to the battle. And so the last battle will suddenly have the villains be competent in ways they have never been before because they it's got to be interesting somehow. But all of our characters, who are main characters, have just kind of run the field of battle mm-hmm. for 13 books, 14 if you include New Spring. And that to me is just less interesting than if the Dark One's forces had at any point appeared competent. Mm-hmm. And that's my point. I still think that Andor being sacked in this way is very interesting and the emotional, like what it means for Elaine emotionally and and like the the consequences of that on their souls, totally interesting, Mm -hmm. well-written, very cool. Talmain's moment of walking out and seeing it on fire is fantastic. Yeah. Really well done. At the same time, on a universal level, I was a little bit disappointed that we finally have something that could be considered this like loss and it happens just because our characters aren't there. Yeah. And I, I, I want, I, I want to, if you're going to tell me that we're going to have a big last battle, I want to go into it feeling like both sides have a chance. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I want to at least, fe- I know the good guys are going to win. You know what I mean? But like, because it's a book. I'm like, I'm, I'm like terrified for the consequences of like the Black Tower and Tame's like minions and like the destruction that they can. Super scary. Like that they can read, but yeah, we haven't we haven't seen that. That's not you know. You know what I mean? Something like, that we've witnessed. Yeah. And and I I think that there are ways for the last battle to get interesting. Mm-hmm. But right now, Rand versus Demandred. Why would Rand lose that? What has Demandred ever done to make me think that he's a good fighter? Nothing. We don't. Rand know versus yeah. Morden. Rand's kicked his ass three times. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Rand versus Mazram Tame maybe is going to be interesting. I don't know. But Ma- Rand has 450 years of knowledge. You know what I mean? Like, Rand is so overpowered at the moment. Yeah. You don't think Tame is Demandred, right? You think Tame is working for Demandred? I do not think Tame is Demandred. I think he is. Yeah. I think he is. And I and here's my reasoning behind why I think he is. 
because Luce Theron was so like feral to destroy Tame whenever he saw him. And like he has this ability to like look at people and know who their soul is, mm-hmm. even if they have a different body. It happens with Lanfear right after this, right? He's like, I recognize the soul of this person. I think like Rand is going to see Tame for the first time after all of this and be like, that is Demandred. Like, he's going to, like... Oh, just, like, he's going to see it in the eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah he yeah. is going to know. He's going to have... He kind of has this, like, extra superpower that he gets mm-hmm. uh, from being 400, 500 years old or whatever it is. Sure. Um, but I, I, I think that Tame is Demandred. I, I just think that, like, the this series has done such a disservice to itself, in my opinion. Because of the villains? By not letting the wars feel like war. Mm-hmm. And what's so interesting to me is that Robert Jordan's perspective on war as an American fighting in Vietnam has, it, 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 I think about it a lot, right, in relationship to the series, because it feels like the good guys in this series are America. The overpowering... America never loses. And, and we kind of lost, like, Vietnam's a very complicated war, right, for, for sure. a lot of reasons. But instead of the Rand and his people feeling like the Viet Cong, the like guerrilla people fighting for their own country. Mm-hmm. They Rand and his people feel like the Americans. Yeah. They're swinging the bigger stick. They've got the, the wiping out yeah. hundreds of thousands of Trollocs, right? Yeah. yeah. They, and so you, you have this weird element of this series where like they're going to go fight the Dark One against enemies who have just never really posed a threat to them unless they're just not present. Mm-hmm. Like the Trollocs are currently taking over the Borderlanders because there's no one there to fight them. Yep. You know what I mean? Like the yep. Borderlanders literally left. And so, yeah, of course the Trollocs are winning. There's no one there. Yeah. Yes, of course the Trollocs are winning in Andor. There's no one there to fight them. And this this series has just, I know that I've harped on it and I know people are sick of it. And, and, and I also like, I acknowledge that like, this doesn't mean I hate the series, which some people seem to think that I'm like, this series is bad because yeah. I'm just saying I would be more interested in the last battle if the bad guys had ever won a battle. Instead of just winning against the minions until Rand shows up and fucking nukes the day and he wins once more. Yeah. It, it would just be more interesting that way. Yeah. Moradin yeah, would be more interesting if he had kicked Rand's ass at Falma and then Rand had gotten a victory back at in the third book. But if he if 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 Baalzaman, Moradin, Ishamael, whatever the fuck you want to call him, if he had won one of their <laughs> first three fights. Yeah. If, if there was any evidence that he could take Rand in a fight instead of having had his ass kicked when Rand didn't know 450 years worth of knowledge, mm-hmm. why would why would Rand beat Balzaman when he barely knew what a sword form was? Why the <laughs> yeah, fuck should yeah. I think that the, that man is a threat to him now? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things, and I don't think you're alone in your criticism. I think our chat has brought it up that, like, yeah, there are a lot of people who feel like the villains in the Wheel of Time are definitely not the strongest aspect of it. And that's just kind of the... Yeah. It, it is what it is. Not not everything is going to do everything perfectly. You know, there's things that something... like It's like people. People all have their strengths and their weaknesses. There's no, like, art that's, like, you know, like, perfect, like, truly. Um, Russ Dunn, thank you for thank five you. gifted memberships. I appreciate that. Yo, thank you so much. We love to see some green in the chat. Let's go. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's honestly, part of it is just that, like, it's, it's, yeah, we're not saying the series is bad, there's just, like, the, it is, this is a weaker part of it, 
Just a less interesting part. Colonel Sanders says, remember Sun Tzu attack an enemy where he is not. It was RJ integrating Eastern philosophy. Yeah, it's a good well, strategy. That's, that's, okay. People seem to think that Sun Tzu like came up with how to fight wars. Everybody knows that. It, it, Napoleon did the same fucking thing. Like the, the the point the point of Sun Tzu's attack where your enemy is not does not change the fact that every time they've attacked where they are, they've lost. Yeah, yeah. Sun Tzu Both did not also follow it up with and also lose at every opportunity that you're given. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, and, and it, again, it isn't it isn't that I hate the series. I, I think the series is great, and, mm-hmm. and there's stuff that I love about. It. There's books in it I don't like. I will never read Crosswords of Twilight again. Um, and I think that like the way that it handles Asanchin is questionable, and I have a lot of questions about how that goes in the end. Mm-hmm. I also think that the the idea that anybody would fight two and a half years of wars and win every time is a little is a little silly and makes the stakes feel a little bit Pokemon level, where Jesse and James are gonna blast off at the, again at the end of the episode, and Pikachu's gonna be okay. Yeah. Right. And I I don't want that in my fantasy series. I want the stakes to be higher than that. Mm-hmm. And the the. It's a, it's a, it's not even simmering right now for me. There's no tension in this world because, other than the Black Tower, I think the Black Tower's chapters at the end here are so good that like that actually made them interesting. Yeah. But the the series has gone out of its way to make Trollocs and Merdral essentially not dangerous. Yeah. 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 I hear you. You know what I mean? Like yeah. everyone can kill a Merdral now. The, the power creep of this series got a little bit out of hand. They were definitely a lot scarier in the beginning, and now they're kind of just, like... They're dangerous to, like, a normal, like, soldier, but not really any of our yeah people. But parents killed, like, four, 30 of them. Probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Matt can kill five of them in a single blow. Yeah. And so, like, I don't know. They're, they're, I do I do wish I cared more about that element of it. Yeah. Because um, I care so much about the character interactions. Fayil and Perrin's relationship. You know, Rand finally talking to the women that he says he loves... I am I, uh, very excited for Avienda and Rand to finally have another conversation. Uh, Which do you think is more underbaked in this series, the villains or the romance? The villains. Really? Yeah, because like uh, like Avienda and Elaine are so good together. <laughs> Truly, I believe that. I, I that you you can't you can't ruin this. For oh me. man, um, I yeah, I just yeah. So uh, we and, and also George says, Tom again, and Mar- Maureen had a good moment there, right? That's that's where funny. the fuck did that come from? The, oh, the Wheel of Time is a series where people are just in love randomly. Like one you should have noticed, Matt. And I was like, Elaine, Elaine is just in love with Rand, and then Avienda is just in love. Like, like, and you know what frustrates me about the romance is that Rand's actions don't have consequences in his relationships, really. Mm-hmm. They just kind of believe the the women are just kind of like nah it's okay he's gonna get better eventually and then magically he does like there would be it would be great it would have been great if Avienda was like I never want to speak to you again at some point and like <laughs> literally but actually walked away like if Rand actually had to earn her back if Rand had mm-hmm. to actually earn Min back right but all three of his women are just so blindly with him yeah yeah yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like there's never a, there's never really any tension in any of their relationships there might except have, for Berlaine and Fayil's nonsense Rand and Elaine might have that and even yeah like Rand and Elaine might have that because like uh, Elaine is not happy with how Rand dealt with the whole like uh, Korean throne and again and... The, the, all of this stuff is gonna have to get thrown in at the 11th hour it, yeah yeah the, we're, we're we are 13 running a little late in yeah. the 13 books mm-hmm. none of this has happened yeah 
And then in the last book, they're like, oh, but also in the last book, the villains are actually good at what they do. And the 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 people who are in love actually speak to each other for the first time in a year. Yeah. And Avian uh, actually talks to Rand for the first time since they've had sex. I know. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there, there's just an element of the series where, like, there's these things that just kind of get, like, a shoot away. And you're like, ah, they're in love. But, like, whatever. They don't have yeah, to talk. sure. They can teleport. And they have the ability to talk in their dreams. And they could communicate whenever the fuck they wanted. But they don't speak to each other for six months. And Rand doesn't know that he's a dad yet. I know. That is... He's about to find out. He, he like, Elaine is showing. Like, he is about to find out. And that's... And he's not, like, like people don't know that it's Rand either. Like, she's, like, kept that. It's going to be very awkward. She's going to be like, yeah, my like, captain of the like, guard got me pregnant. Like, <laughs> I have to go ah. fight the dark one. Elaine, are you fucking pregnant? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Anyways, uh, we get a um, new character, I think, Baraga. I do not recognize this name. And it might have been a, a person that This was just met. to introduce that there are evil Aiel now. Evil Aiel with pointy teeth, which maybe it's the snakes. I don't know. I kind of like that theory. But, hey, that's just me. Um, evil Aiel with red. This was Brandon Sanderson being like, veils. well, the Trollocs and the Madral, and this goes back to that. The Trollocs and the Madral aren't scary Not anymore. Not scary enough. No, because we need, anyone um, can kill a Trolloc. We need so scary we have to, humans. Yeah, yeah. Which, honestly, I'm, I'm here for. Oh, my God. Sean says, will she? You don't think she'll mirror a mist to not look pregnant just to fuck with Rand? If Elaine continues to hide that Rand got her pregnant from Rand, I will lose my shit on the series. Elaine is going it's to gotten, go... it's gotten silly. Elaine is going to go into labor for the last battle, I swear to God. The entirety of the country of Andor is talking about the fact that Elaine is pregnant. Rand and not one out. of Rand's spies has been like, just so you know. No, Elaine is... Uh, she's also pregnant with twins. Pregnant. Like, everybody yeah. in fucking Andor and now Kyrian knows the woman is pregnant and not one person has walked up to Rand and been like hey do you know about Elaine have like, you heard he has a network of spies in the entire world and not one fucking report. person has come in and been like oh and Elaine's pregnant people think that Doylan Millar is the dad and Rand is like the fuck he is yeah, who, who is this fucking Doylan person I'll fuck him up anyway uh, doesn't matter uh, Beriga so is killed moment. by the shark toothed Aiel um because we needed a villain in this that is actually a threat. Uh, and we'll maybe see. they will be. They, they might. Until Rand. Who knows? Kills them. We cut to Rand. Rand is having a dream. Yeah. Like, wow, this is very pleasant. Nobody can get me here. Was that a scream? Yeah. Um, and then he finds uh, uh, Lanfear. Mm-hmm. Who's like, uh, yeah, Morden um, murders me every night almost and then heals me back and it sucks I, and vanishes. I love the implication that Morden and Rand are so deeply connected that Rand can go through Morden's dreams into the Corsuvra to connect with Lanfear. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not really sure how that's working, but like, sure, Because yeah. it's the only thing that would get around his wards. I'm assuming. So like, there's this cool, like, the, like the Corsuvra connection to Morden to Rand... But that Morden doesn't know somehow. It's a weird like, pipeline. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this scene was cool. Uh, and then she tells Rand he is coming. Do Because you... Morden is currently masturbating. Oh, we didn't talk about filling holes. Matt gets his holes filled. Um, <laughs> this is a great moment uh, in, in the chapter five. I think Moraine is the one getting her holes filled in that Absolutely. chapter. Absolutely. Um, and then also... Um... Shit, what was I about to say? I forget. Oh, do you think that Lanfear is going to join Rand's side? No, God no. Last, but no, okay. okay. I mean, if he breaks the Corsuvra, maybe, but like, yeah. there's like not a way for her to do that right now. No, no, not right now. Yeah. I'm just saying that, like, do you think that that's a possibility? Because um, Lanfear's always been kind of like a 
Maybe. Wild I, I don't card, know. I guess. I guess it depends on if the crossover can be braked without her dying. Like I, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't, or or maybe Rand gets it and is in like control of her, but that'd be weird. Be weird. I don't know. Oh, uh, and Bryce brings up an interesting point. Can he seize control of the crossover through the bond? Through what? Through the through bond Moradin. with Morden? Yeah. Maybe he can absorb he can Moradin like the way he absorbed stuff. Um, Luce Theron and become a triple threat. He has three personalities now. Yeah, we'll see. Um, we cut to the last point of view of the book. Lan. Lan. Uh, dies. Very sad. Very if, sad. If, if there was anything, if there was literally anything in this chapter or uh-huh. in any of the POVs uh-huh. that explained what Lan was hoping to accomplish. He wants to die. But like... But like the 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 last here's the thing, this isn't like book six, the last battle is in like a week. Yeah, he could have just waited a little <laughs> bit longer. Like I just, this is one of those things where it's like, oh, this is such a cool like man moment where you like remember that men are dumb, <laughs> <laughs> and need their egos stroked forever. He's like, I am the king, and just... they all die probably because they're twelve thousand against like. No, Rand is gonna 000? come in and save them at the beginning of a memory of light. But like, I don't. He's busy. He's no, because no, Rand meeting. literally told Nynaeve that he's gonna go save. Them. Yeah, I know. But how does he know if it's? Oh, Nynaeve is gonna feel that like burst of love through the bond and be like, "We have to leave right now." Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just, I, I just, this moment wants to be so cool, and instead is just like the poster child for the fragility of the male ego. Yeah. You know what I mean. There is no value in what he is doing here. There is inherently nothing to be six, to, to to do here. The and the last he got too heavy. Like Lan being like, "I want to fight the last battle now." Is the most. I want to fight it early. But it's the most out of character thing for him from the early books. Yeah, because he want like his goal. He literally abandons his like like, death march to work with Moraine because he decides that, like, the last battle happening is more important than his ego shit. Mm -hmm. And then he kind of reverts back from that decision. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he changes his mind about it. Even though they're almost there, like they're like they're they're <laughs> right there. If he had waited a couple more months, he would have been fine. But yeah, he not like, even months. If, if not even, yeah. Tomorrow, the plan to tomorrow. go. It's tomorrow. Like Lan, I just. <laughs> to be fair, he's been walking for a while. But, but Lan yes. also, yes. it goes back to the pro the, the the whole nonsense of this land bullshit is that it it starts the morning after Rand fights 100,000 Trollocs. Mm -hmm. And Lan wakes up and is like, we're not fighting enough Trollocs. I gotta go fight Trollocs. And it's like, but fucking why? I don't know. And like, this is, this is, it just is like, it's frustrating. Because this moment is supposed to be cool, but it is, it is so dumb. It is, it's just dying to die. And like. Yeah. Stone Dog Brother says the effects of a warder losing an Aes Sedai, but he doesn't. Well, he does. No, he doesn't feel it. Lan does not get the losing an Aes Sedai feeling because his bond has been transferred to Morel. He doesn't feel that. Oh. Well, no, but the reason that it's transferred to Morel is because he still feels the effects of it. Like, he does. He definitely does. Because Morel is the one who's able to, like... Oh, right, right. No, no. It's not transferred. She she bonds him again. She... 
Yeah, he's like compelled he's to go to send, find yeah, her, yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. That's right, that's right. So yeah, no, Lan definitely like feels that effects and feels like shit about it. But then is like, oh, Nynaeve took my bond. Oh, I'm I have a wife. I'm gonna go die now. But I think that this all goes back to the moment he left. If he had left before the hundred thousand Trollocs attack Rand, and he was like, we're sitting around this cabin, we're doing fucking nothing. doing nothing. Yeah, I'm gonna go do something. Yeah. this is dumb. I would buy into it. The fact that it happened after the yeah. battle is like. It's, it's Lan being like, I gotta go. I gotta go fight the last battle. And Nynaeve should have just been like, We are. Fight. What do you think? We're there's a hundred thousand dead Trollocs outside. What the fuck do you think we're doing right now? He didn't get to kill enough of them himself. He's like, Rand took all my kills. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It, it just, it, 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 it's such a shame because it feels like, it feels like it's supposed to be this like epic, cool moment. And I just look at it and I'm like. You just got twelve thousand people killed to 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 be an appetizer course for the dark one. Like you're you're not yeah. even gonna make a dent. Yeah. Like why? At least have them come to you. Yeah. Cavalry charge into a hundred thousand people. <laughs> like no 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 strategy here. Only honor. And I love Lan. You guys know I love Lan. He's one of my yeah. favorite characters in the series. And like this this moment ever. And I've complained about it since he left. But like this moment to me is just the like. Uh, or it's just Taviranness again. The the wheel needed him to do this so that the, the things can happen in a convenient way. Yeah, it and just I makes don't want him it to be that. Yeah, because it just makes him seem dumb, and it's like that's not that's not exciting. Anyway. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I like this book. I did like this book. I don't feel <laughs> like I didn't like this book. Yeah. I just didn't. I didn't like this. Yeah. No, Land with no, the Irwin strategy. I mean, yeah, kind Rant, of. Rant, why are you comparing one of my favorite characters to one of the worst characters in fiction? Oh, my God. Rustan. I will fight Thank you, you on that. for that. It's not that. Uh, I don't an issue is that you critique the books, but sometimes you dwell on the cons for too long. Love the show. Just my own personal critique. That's fair. You know what? Fair. Yeah. it's. I think it's because, like, the good stuff is, like, it's good. And then the 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 negative stuff is, like, us having a conversation about why maybe one thing works for us or not for others or engaging with chat to try and like work through those things and so i can totally see why some people think that we're spending a lot of time on the negatives in as opposed to the positives um, but i think it's just because there are so many different perspectives between the mm -hmm. two of us and with the people in chat um that we 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 end up you know repeating ourselves or clarifying ourselves uh, uh may, maybe maybe too many times but uh, it's yeah. it's because it's more of a discussion right if this was a show that was like kind of pre-recorded and like and, and it was you by yourself you yeah, know you yeah. could be like these are the pros these are the cons this is why i like the pros and this is why i didn't like the cons but because it is a ever evolving conversation um with with other people um, the negatives um, are, are are the ones kind of that get focused on because of be, because everyone's going to have a different perspective of them, right? If I if you're like I fucking love this and here's why, and I'm like yeah I love this and here's why, then it's like not really a back and forth because we're like yeah yeah yeah. I think there's also I think there's more layers to talking about the things that don't work in that when when you talk about something that you like, I like this thing. This is cool. Here is why. Yeah. And here's what happened. Right. That's kind of that. That's as far as into it as you want to go. But for when you when there's something that doesn't work for me, it's this is what I didn't like, and here's why. Here's what I think could have 
worked better. Mm -hmm. And so you get that second layer. And so you're inherently going to talk about the things that you don't like longer, even though they don't weigh. Like, I still think I think this book is still an eight out of ten. You know what I mean? Like, despite what I've said about it. And I think the earlier stuff, I didn't like this last week's reading as much as I did the previous, particularly the previous two weeks of reading that we had. I thought those were two really strong weeks of reading. Yeah, they were so good. I think there's an element of the criticism of like, and part of it is this conversation that we've been having about this series as a whole together Mm -hmm. is sometimes I come into the conversation with, I didn't like this Mm -hmm. and I don't know why. Right. And sometimes we're working out why it didn't work for us. Mm-hmm. And I think the chat takes that, us working out the why we don't like it as like hating on it and yeah. harping on it. Whereas you and I, I think, don't feel that in our conversation mm-hmm. because we're, we. I, I feel like by exploring the things that I don't like about a series, mm-hmm. sometimes it makes me appreciate them more, which I appreciate, right? Yeah. Um, some things I've come around on. And sometimes it allows me to understand the real root. Sometimes we'll talk for 20 minutes about something and just talk in a circle and a circle and a circle, partially because we just haven't figured out the way out. And then suddenly the only thing that's relevant from that 20 minutes is the last sentence where where it clicks. I'm like, oh, you know what? It's this. This is what doesn't work about it. And also, having a, a book series that is, we are 13 books in, is yeah. we have more to pull from now. Like, there's there's um, there's so much more history behind the critiques, right? Um, and more things to pull from. And so I think that as we get deeper into the series, that the critiques also get deeper and kind of take longer. Mm-hmm. Because there's just so much more buildup behind them. Um, and so I think, I think it is totally fair that, it, like... We're, you know, we're definitely not a podcast that's like, yes, love everything and and, not, <laughs> and, and, and we don't really like, yeah. uh, we, we don't really j- j- just do that. And, and, and some people are like, some people are like, we make positive content and that's it. And like, that's, that's awesome. Uh, but what we find really interesting is the how and the why. And um, I, I hope that, I hope that we can, we, we may not have always done the best job of doing this, but Hopefully we can, moving forward, um, like, have that perspective on the criticisms that it's not trying to harp or hate on. It is an inherent desire to just dig deeper and really, like, get every morsel that we can yeah. out of these narratives. Um, if, if I hated yeah. this series, I wouldn't talk about it for four hours. Mm-hmm. Once, let alone every week. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is a four-hour show. We've got, we're, it's going to be our first four-hour show, and hopefully our only. Um, but no, I think the last battle will probably be four hours. Um, at least, yeah. I just, I just, yeah. For for me, like, I, I hear, I hear the criticism of it, and mm-hmm. I, I hear what people are talking about. I get it, but at the same time, what's weird is that in the moment, I never feel it. Mm-hmm. I think that people listening feel it, but when, and I think part of it is I love talking about stuff with you, um, and like that's why it's why I've worked so hard to make it my job is because I do love what we do. Yeah. And I love our community and I feel very grateful to be in the position that we're in. Mm-hmm. But for me, like, I, 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 I'm I, diving deep on this shit because there's so much that works. Yeah. And like, you know, it like... It would be far less interesting if we were just like, uh, yeah, it's kind of... Eh. Yeah, no, yeah. there's there's brilliant stuff here. And like, I, I want to read more Brando Sando because I really like his writing and mm-hmm. I, I think it's fun. Um, I just, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. It is interesting. I, I, I feel like I, 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 I try actively because of the criticism to like talk more about the stuff that I love. Mm-hmm. But there's just a point where I like there's nothing more to say about how much Perrin and Fyle's relationship has gotten great. Yeah. Because it has. Right. Yeah. And I, you know, it's it's really, you know, it's, it's, just, it's just interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, but anyways, uh, thank you for coming back to the nerd table. You know, yeah. we, we appreciate it. And, and like I said, hopefully, like, um, we can just make that, like, m- more clear as we move forward with, with Wheel of Time and with different properties. That, like, it definitely, I don't want it to come from a place of, like, hating on something uh, it's 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 it comes from a place of love because there is so much here that we do enjoy. Right? Well, but but the, the the that criticism of our show really started and really took off when we were in the slog. When yeah. honestly, I, I wasn't enjoying wasn't, the books. Yeah. Right? And so but, like at that point, it was fair to be like, you guys are just harping on the fact that you don't like this. And I was like, but what what else am I going to say? I don't but like this. I think the reason that we were so critical of the slog is how much we fucking loved the first six books. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I'm saying. It does come from a place of love. Because with Willow, we were just kind of like, eh, I don't like this. All right, we're not doing it anymore. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, yeah. so, yeah, so, eh, hopefully that well, and gives it a helped, bit of a perspective. It helps that people are like, no, the ending of this is great, whereas, like, with Willow and with, like, the, the Witcher blood origin, <laughs> it was like, oh, no, let's stop reacting to this. I don't, this didn't, the ending didn't get good reviews, no, and I don't and care. I don't care. Okay, yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, four-hour show, let's fucking go. Uh, when will the reading plan for book 14 be decided? Who the fuck knows? You guys get to decide. Uh, I want four splits... The last battle, and then a split after the last battle. So six total splits. You guys tell me the chapter 37 will be week five. So you, uh, I need to know how the first four weeks are breaking up, and then 38 to the end of the epilogue will be the sixth week. We Yeah, we will get there in, like, August. You know what I mean? Like, we're, If you that's, guys want to make the split now, that's fine. I guess, I guess it doesn't matter, yeah. We could, that could be voted on and decided, um, yeah, that, that could be decided now. I guess it doesn't really matter. We are not yeah. we are not going to put out the schedule until we know what the schedule for the episodes of season two is yes. going to be. We need to know what the show is doing so that we can plan ourselves around that yes. aspect of things. Yeah. Yeah. Um uh, Ember Eye says, I just don't think the tech supports the idea that Lan was going to lead anyone. Anytime we see him, he's very determined not to. Always had the idea that it was a solo suicide mission. Ember Eyes, my my point isn't that the suicide mission is that 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 land should like want to live. My point is that land's decision that this is the moment to go do a suicide mission when there is plenty of fighting that he can have is just inherently silly. Like yeah. it, it is weird to his plan is I need to go fight because I need to die. And I'm like, yeah, but you're you're in the middle of a fight. Yeah, the fighting is it's, also here. Rand isn't like sitting on his ass doing nothing. Yeah. He yeah. fought a hundred thousand trollics. Yes, literally yeah. yesterday. Yeah. yeah, we will also do a vote for the... Uh, there will be one audiobook uh, reaction uh, for um, uh, for Memory of Light. I don't know what we're doing if we want to do commissions for other chapters in that book. Uh, Look, I, we haven't talked we about it We still have yet. not broken even on the relay, so we will probably have to do commissions... To survive. We yeah, we haven't talked about it yet, but uh, potential for uh, commissions for reactions for uh, m- more than one chapter in the I'm, final book. I'm not. How long is the epilogue? Uh, I don't know. Because I feel like that. I feel like that's an audiobook. We that that should if it's if it's not six hours. Um, I, I think we should guarantee we'll do that one. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. Because uh, that that feels like the audiobook chapter that we want to sit and. The epilogue? Yeah. Like, there's a part of me that's like, do we do it live? Oh, no, we can't do that. Yeah, we can. Well. 
We can sit Everyone there. Everyone has to, yeah, sing yeah, their yeah, yeah, own yeah, yeah. things. We wouldn't be able to have any audio on it. But. Oh, it's not very long. Oh. Should we do the epilogue as like a live stream then? Um, yeah. Maybe, may maybe, maybe. We're throwing out ideas. We're brainstorming. The audiobook, we'll, we'll do it. No, 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 I like that. We'll, we'll do it. We, the, the guaranteed audiobook reaction is going to be. No, no, um, chat gets to vote. The epilogue. That's how we've done it before. Chat vote. That's how we've done it before, but we don't have to do that here. I think I think it would be a really nice. I I, I think the, the free, the non-commissioned audiobook reaction to the final book is going to be a live uh, Thursday night, the night before we do the chat about it. We'll do a live epilogue discussion um, of the audio. And and not just for patrons and members, like open no, for no, everybody. No, 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 like open on the Every, YouTube. Yeah. The, we will, we will, this will be in like November or December, but we will do, we will do a live listen along to the epilogue. Yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. Okay. That seems nice. Yeah. Maybe. Will you sit through the last battle? I don't know. We'll, we'll let, let we, we have time to think about that. Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. People have asked what our price is for that, and I... Well, no, you know what we'll do it... It's nine hours. You know what we'll do? We'll do it as a separate book club. The epilogue. We'll do the last battle, and then we'll do the section after the last battle, and then the week after we do the section after the last battle, we will do book club, and we'll start that book club with an audiobook reaction live, and then we'll do the three-hour book club and talk about the epilogue and the, the series. Okay. Yeah. It'll be a part of a club. Okay. Because if it's only 10, if it's only like 10, 12 minutes, then y yeah, that can be a start yeah, of a book club. I mean, I don't think it'll be like 10 minutes. I think they said it's like 10 or 15 pages or something. So, Your price will be someone's eye. But... I think you should charge per hour. <laughs> yeah. I don't think you guys I understand mean... how much a nine hour reaction would be for us. Um yeah, there would have to be breaks. You'd have to resync up your devices. Oh, the memory of light epilogue is fifty minutes. Okay, no, then I wouldn't want to do that live. Oh no, that Never will mind. have to be its own separate. Yeah. Okay, that's okay. too long to do live. Shit. Okay. Because it would be um, too hard for people people coming into it. Well, we'll we'll pre-record that one, but we will do the the memory of light epilogue will be the audiobook reaction that we do for faux free. You think? Yeah, I I want I want that. Okay. If you vehemently object, I mean, maybe put that in the Discord, and, and, and if enough people are like, "Do not do the epilogue," then we might reconsider. But I think, yeah. Do no, we, I, I want. I want. You want to. Wanna, you want to have this. Oh, it's gonna be heavy. I want. Yeah, I. I would like to memorialize finishing the series. Okay. I think that there's something beautiful about that. Okay. Um. All right. We can add another one if you want, but like, I want. No, no, I, I want that's... to have that moment as. Because of the journey that we've taken on video with the series, mm -hmm. the the our final hearing the final the the end of the wheel of time, getting to that moment, I want to be on video. Okay, I think there's something about that that feels very um. And it is the one per yeah. one part that is a hundred percent Jordan. Ladies and gentlemen, we're at the end of the book. You know what time it is? Mm -hmm. It's time for a high and low. When I was a kid, my family was blended. My mom, my stepdad, many kids, six of us. Uh, two parents, six kids, sit around the table trying to figure out how to bond, how to come together in the aftermath of multiple divorces and marriages. Uh -huh. And what we would do is we would start by commiserating over each other's lows and celebrating each other's highs in a segment we call high-low. Clarus will start with her high, I'll do my low, she'll do her low, and I'll do my high because we compliment sandwich. This bitch. Clarus, what is your high for the last chunk of Towers of 
midnight. <laughs> the tires of midnight. Uh, the part that definitely got to me emotionally was Boundless. Mm. Um, uh, I, I don't even really know what it was. <laughs> like, truly, like, I think it was just, like, this, like, tragic story of a single person in, like, a, a really shitty world who found an escape. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 just coming to terms with that and like Perrin like accepting it and figuring out what that means for him. I don't know what it was about that moment, but it got it got me in the feels and uh that is my high for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um my low is probably just the the interaction with the borderlanders. I thought I, it just didn't live up to the amount of build up to it for me. I so I'm I, I'm glad it's over now, but I, I don't know. It was just it was a fine it was another prophecy and I, I, I just wanted more from it. And so it, it, was, it wasn't even that it was bad. It was just that it, it didn't quite live up to what I thought the size of the moment was going to be. Uh, Andre in chat says, I've started high and low with my five kids. Oh, Andre. That is very cool. I You're, hope it's going well. <laughs> one day, one of your children will be 31, and it will be how he remembers bonding with his family. Yeah. Uh, or her. Um, yeah. Because it's, it's, it, it, is, it is how I remember bonding with mine. Yeah. Uh, what's your low? Milo is the very, very end. With Lan. With Lan. And and, and the moment Fair. in itself as a moment was very cool. But it was not my favorite way to end the book because then I'm sitting there being like, I, I don't really know if I understand why the fuck Lan did this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and because it's like, because it's also at the very end, it is the very, very final thing as well. So it kind of was like, ah. Yeah. And it's not that I hated it. But it is like my low. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. For a man who cares so much about honor, you'd think that he would see the honor in fighting the last battle. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, my I didn't high, get it. My high. Um, my high is 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 uh, Avienda's second Ruidian. I, I think like as as hard as it was to like listen through it and to like experience it, it was really well done. I wish the Nakomi chapter didn't exist because I think it would have hit harder without that. Yeah. Um, but uh, the the second Avian is Ruidian. Um, that particularly the moment with the baby. Uh, just because I love when writing makes me feel something very strong, and that wasn't a positive emotion. Yeah. Um, it wasn't a positive emotion, but it was a strong emotion, mm-hmm. and that is um, that's something. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 No, yeah. I you. Uh, so yeah, I, I would say um, I would say Avienda is rated. Uh, Thor yeah. says, "Do not do the last battle. It is best to read it and take breaks. If we do an audiobook reaction to it, if 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 we do it, we will there do will it in chunks. Yeah, yeah. There we will do will, it one hour at a time. There will be breaks. We will have meals. Like it's not like we'll have a new set by then. So we'll we'll see about that. Not Actually, those, no, that's so far away. An audiobook reaction in those. Uh, not bad. The thing, the not thing, bad, the no. thing. Mm-hmm. Bad, if, that, no. if that happens. If that happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha, Do gotcha. the prologue. It's three hours. Brandon Sanderson. Just call them chapters. Um, At that point, just call them chapters. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Don't know if I can read that properly. Uh, it says, if we reach out to the Jordan Estate, they uh, would allow you to stream the audiobook. Uh, maybe ask Stassi for help. I don't know if That's they... That's not w- how that works. I don't know if they would. I, I, I sh- We could probably get permission, like no. a contract with them. No? You don't think so? No, no, uh, it, it, no, that, that it's not exactly It'd be the same way as, like, getting, like, rights to a play. No. They can, like, grant rights. No, because then we would have to pay 
If we have to pay, yeah, then no. But yeah, but no, no. If Dusty has done something similar, maybe we'll t ask them. Um, hey, Embry's got critical role live show tickets this morning. No, the, nice. so, the, so the problem with that is that like we would have to pay Kramer and Redding for their work. Like it, it's not as simple as like can we have access to these artists' work okay. for free? Like that that's just not. That, and can we make money off of it? We would essentially have to reach out and be like. But we would have to do it without making money. But this is a for-profit show. Like, yeah, you like can't, it's just, it, yeah. that's not. Yeah, there are ads on. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. It, um, I, I don't. I don't even want to try and open up how complicated that would be. Understanding that that would be. Yeah. No. Uh, Wesley, thank you for that super duper chat. Let's go. Uh, I've had a I've had a lot uh, I've had a few lows this week, but you guys are definitely one of my big highs each week. Thank you for your honest content. Thank you, Wesley. Thank you for being here. Thank you for sticking with us, and yeah. honestly, thank you for telling us to keep going through the slog and that the ending was great and worth it. Because I'm glad we've read these two books, right? Mm -hmm. As much as the you know the ones before it maybe weren't my favorite. Um, I love the beginning of this series, and I'm really happy with the ending so far. So I cannot wait for um, a mm -hmm. memory of light. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. When do we want to open the questions channel? We right will now. Do that. I mean, ask questions for next week, y'all. Yeah, we've got our full book recap uh, for this book. I can't believe we did a four-hour book club. Whoopsie, whoopsie doopsie. We have three hours to clean the house. Yeah, I know. we got to get shit done. Um, yeah. If you like this video, like and subscribe to the channel. If you don't, hit the dislike button. Leave me in comments down below because the algorithm is hungry and we must feed her this episode. That algorithm goddess is... A hey. hey, woman. If you want to follow us on the internet, you can. I'm at Nerdy Nightly. I'm Michael Arspilaris. Do something nerdy tonight. <laughs> Smug Corner. Uh... I think that Matt definitely fucks the foxes. And Tom fucks the snakes. No, Tom fucks more rain. Well, but but he has he, Tom hasn't had sex in a while, so he has a warm-up round with the snakes. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I, I mean? A first pump. They seem a little freaky. Oh, Tom and Moraine. Matt, Matt, it's good that Matt only has one eye. Because when he walks back to that camp, the things Tom and Moraine are doing to one another... Like, if you saw that with both eyes, you'd go blind. Yeah, that's the reason he has to give up half the light of the yeah. world. Absolutely. Uh, just the Moraine, the Kyrians are fucking prudes on the outside, but they they do some kinky shit. Yeah. Swan taught her well. You know what I'm saying? Blue says, is there a quick way to delete the old questions? No. No. Uh, we'll deal with that. Don't worry about it, Blue. I will handle we're that. We're going to, yeah, we're going to get on. Sorry. Um, okay. Um, um, is there any other good sex moments? Who Not else really. gets to Fuck. I mean, I really hope that, like, I Elaine and, and Rand get to fuck. Uh, you know, he's like, wow, you're pregnant. I have... Uh, That'll be next book, though. That wasn't in this section. You know what? It's fair. Um, um... Do something nerdy tonight, y'all. <laughs> it's a four-hour show. People can deal with only a couple sex scenes. Sorry. Bye. <laughs>